Legendaires, and welcome to RPG Digest. There we go. That That's what we are right there. In this live stream format podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. If my microphone doesn't stop moving, I'm going to throw it out the freaking window. That is part of the intro now. Because I am the calm and reserved John Max Liaslo. Of course. Your favorite, most cherished peace bringer, Gandhi-esque, curmudgeon critic and judge. And along with me, throwing his two cents from the peanut gallery in the background there, is Heathen Dog, you know, the, the one that's supposed to be reasonable. Whatever. Except when we'll it comes see, to elves. We'll, except when it comes to elves. We'll see today. We'll see how reasonable he is today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, and I hope everyone watching is doing well. Uh, today is going to be... Okay. He's going to say it, all right? He's he's going to say this, but I have to say it again because it bears repeating. The subject matter we're going to talk about today in segment one is dense. <laughs> it's, it's like fruitcake dense or your grandmother's meatloaf that she didn't use enough breadcrumbs dense, okay? This thing is tough. We are going to get a 10,000-foot view on this thing. And if you want more, 30,000, 30, 35, okay, okay, okay. There's no air where we're looking at this. You know, there's no air up there. All right. (laughs) Where we're viewing this thing. So uh, if you want more then I, the, the, the download is free. There are other videos that go more in depth and section per section. But if you want us to do a section per section thing, say so after, after Max gets his personal life in order. (laughs) Oh, uh, that wasn't supposed to be funny? No. <laughs> After he gets his personal life in order, we, if there's enough, uh, you know, hoopla, then we will go section by section and go, you know, in depth, a deep dive, thousand feet deep, whatever, whatever you want. But for today and next week, it is going to be a rarefied air type look, uh, look over yeah. on this thing. Now, so, now to, yeah. to be clear, uh, we, we talked about this a little earlier. Heathen Dog is much more concerned about this than I am. I already expected it to be a 10,000 foot view and you're going to understand why in a, in a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to thank you very much. Crafty crafty has been arguing about uh, free speech on our discord. So yes, you know, he has, he, he free, his freely spoken with $25. Thank you very much. Absolutely appreciate that. Um, that and there's I, no... I read it combing it for, for uh LOM discord violations. I'm like, Oh shit. Well, he kind of had one, it. but I didn't call him out on it. RPG yeah. Digest isn't in the not safe for work area. It's in the public area. And he had a couple of choice words in the cause, but you know, I don't care about that most for the most part. But so, hey, <laughs> mind your P's and Q's, buddy. Yeah. And as a salesman, you know what P's and Q's are. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so as I was saying, is that uh, Heathen Dog is much more concerned about that. And, and rightfully so, because if you think about it, we spend a lot of time going through like a Rifts book or how much time did we do Astonishing Swords with Sorcerer Hyperborea before we even got to like the game rules and so on and so forth. We looked over the classes and, and, and so forth. So I absolutely get it. But he's right. We'll discuss this a little bit more later. I kind of want to do the introduction stuff now, so we're not repeating ourselves too much. But it is it is a dense, but a wonderfully dense read. It was an enjoyable read so far, if not crazy. So, all right. Let's, uh, let's throw these little brands and banners and stuff back up here, and then I'll ask you how you're doing. But we'll, well, I already did that, but uh, how your week was. But we'll get to that in a moment here. Agree with you. <laughs> agree with money. There you go. <laughs> 
Uh, conversations, uh, so this is what we are. We're conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We are truthful, but opinionated. And I mean that truthful part. Some people are like, well, it's your truth. Nah, nah. Our truth is the truth. It's all you need to know. Uh, we're information you need to hear not what you want to hear we're certainly not an echo chamber for the idiots who permeate this hobby which we're going to go into a little bit maybe indirectly in segment two when we start talking about uh uh which will be on freedom of speech and you know social media platforms and where we exist and where we might have to exist in the future and so forth and if you don't like our commentary kick us off at twitter i mean tell us why in chat the comment section and I probably should do it again during an actual segment, but I want to apologize to all of our YouTube commenters the last week. I didn't respond to a single one of them. It's been a nutty, nutty week trying to, uh, first of all, every spare moment I actually did have as Heathen Dog in tone, I was spending trying to read Degenesis <laughs> so to, to get uh, the nuances of that. But outside of that, uh, as I get closer and closer to this move, I'm getting more and more pressured into this move. Um, which is something that they better slow their roll on because I don't want to do the move in the first place. And if you start telling me, you better do this or ah, I don't care. You're not going to rush me out of here. I am going to do what I need to do and go. But it's, you know, I've got to pack up a house. I've got to figure out what to do with everything. It's been a little, uh, a little problematic there. So uh, I do want to, again, apologize. I will get to the YouTube comments. They will get uh, commented to. Uh, did you hit any of them up, Heathen Dog, or no? Uh, this week I hit up a couple. I... Unlike you, I don't, I don't go after the comments that are obvious statements. Like if, okay. if, if someone says something I don't agree with, or someone asks a question, then, then I respond. But if it's just a statement, like, uh, like I've been playing this for years and I think it's great. I'm like, cool. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't respond thanks, to that. Thanks for the comment. That's all you do is just say, Hey, yeah. thanks for the comment. It's, it's just part of that whole customer service, et cetera. You know, it, once we have like, you know, 50,000 people commenting on our videos, we don't have to do that anymore. But, you know, for now, you know, let it, let it, just give them a thank you. Like, hey, you came by, took the time to watch our crap, even if it was just to say, you know, I agree or I disagree or what is wrong with your haircut? Hey, you know, thank you for watching. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so hashtag RP gate. One of the things we believe in here, and we believe it uh, as as a truth, I, I can't say it any other way, is uh, RP games, RPG games, however you want to say it, are about escapism, not representation. Uh, games are about entertainment over activism, and we absolutely do believe in diversity here, but we believe in organic diversity from natural inclusion, and what that means is like, hey, there's no reason to kick somebody out of your game because of how the person looks, so on and so forth. Actions speak louder than words. You know, if the person's proselytizing at your table for whatever thing, you know, as, as one person likes to say, evangelical, uh, evangelical atheist is just as bad as, you know, somebody who's trying to throw the good book at you. Uh, you know, it's not a place for politics and so forth out, you know, outside the realm of the game itself. So uh, other than that, there's no reason to gatekeep people. Let, let people, even if they're weirdos with blue hairs, let them be at your table. I said blue hairs. Well, I've been listening to my wife too much. Uh, <laughs> let them sit at your table. Let them play. If they're not disruptive. You're going to have a good game. So. All right. Now we can get that off the screen and I can ask you my obligatories. I like that word. I don't know why I like that word, but I say it a lot. So um, I keep punching my mic. I'm going to have to figure this. this thing keeps moving too. Look at that. Well, it has, it has a, I, it's, I, I think I stripped, I think I stripped it. Oh, <laughs> like, well, that'll do it then. Yeah. Um, like I can't tighten that anymore. But 
So, uh, Lost Ogre, I did see your comment. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to mess with that now. Did see your comment, and uh, we'll talk about that in segment two. It's probably going to be the one to start this year. I know, right? But until it happens, you can be prepared for it. You just, you know. Uh, blue hair, I'm old enough to be considered a blue hair. Okay. I, I, I don't want to know where that's going. I don't I want to know what you... old ladies. I thought, I thought that, that was made for old ladies. I thought those blue pills, the but... The whole blue hair thing. Blue Marge. hair of old lady. So, what interesting happened this week with you? This week? What interesting thing happened this week? Um... Oh! Yes! Uh, there, uh, who was it? Sauce Mouse. Sauce Mouse uh, told me about a uh, Twitch extension called Mischief Maker. I, I, saw, for... I saw that on there. I'm like, who the hell is loading crap on my Twitch? Me. Okay. Well, <laughs> now I know. It, what, hey, send what me a message next is, time. Uh, when, when you're playing Seven Days at Eye, it allows the viewers to help or hurt you during the game. Oh, so they it's just like bits. a typical Twitch. Uh, it's like you've seen me do in some games in the past too, where it's like the Twitch users can vote yes or no or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, they can yet. vote yes or no, whatever. But this one costs bits because the uh, the adversity is very adverse. They can spawn zombies behind you. Does that only work for Seven Days to Die? When I looked yes. at it real quickly, it looked like it would happen for any game. No, no, the the, okay. the one I have apparently only works for seven days a day. Okay. But uh, they can spawn enemies behind you. They, they can make your vehicle run out of gas. They can <laughs> spawn a horde just randomly. Like, hey, here's a horde. Uh, they, they can turn all zombies into bears. Which you think, oh, it's bears. That's fun, right? No, bears are a lot tougher than regular zombies. This is not tougher. birds. Oh, yeah, not, not birds. There you go. They, if I didn't see a spawning birds. But uh, yeah, and and of course, they can also help you, you know, uh heal you give you items stuff like that um they, they can also give you random diseases or illnesses or sicknesses or or impairments <laughs> you lose like your perks. legs what's that uh travis oh, make you make lose you... your perks yeah travis that's a good one um you don't you don't lose all your points but the 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 way seven days die, seven days die works is that as as you level up you get perk points one one perk point per level is basically the you know the standard and uh you can put perks into you know increased damage with shotgun or handgun or better mining or whatever what this what this uh impediment does is it takes all the perk points you've allocated puts it back into the pool you don't lose <laughs> the perk points but you but gotta go and take the time assigned. To... <laughs> yeah none of them are now assigned so if you're in the middle of a horde Suddenly, you 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 can't move in your heavy armor. You can't hit crap with your M60, and and you 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 heal about about as well as a diseased toddler. So yeah, yeah. It's, you it's sir are a much better streamer than I am because that would do nothing but piss me off. <laughs> you know what? They want to spend money. They can do it. Oh, I mean, oh, if it's money, okay, never mind. Different story. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a money thing. Yeah, only... All of these things are bits. They range from oh. fifty bits to three thousand bits. Nice. Okay. Well, in that case, no, it's all good. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll I'll embarrass myself for money. I mean, hey. um, anything, any any other good news, bad news? I don't care. Uh, oh, um, uh, Garthon, his uh, his son's computer died, and uh, he was looking. He was he asked me for advice on the market to you know upgrade his computer. He needs. Uh, you know, new motherboard, new processor, new RAM. Oof. 
And so I figured yeah, it'll be cost between 300 and $350 for a, a, a low level deal for all of those things put together. And he was like, eh, hem haw, hem haw. And I'm like, I understand. That's a lot of money. Well, right now it's, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, not, not for the next several months. Un yeah. Until the, the uh, new processor and new GPU market stabilizes, all the prices for even older stuff has gone up. Especially so I told, video cards. You know I, I have a motherboard processor and RAM that is just sitting here behind this behind this uh, tap behind this tapestry right here. It's just sitting here. I got nowhere to put it. I'll just send it to you. He's like, really? Yeah, you just just pay for shipping. It's fine. It's like, all right, cool. Thanks. So, oh, it's crappy. I mean, it, DDR3 uh, FX processor, but it's it's a general use thing. It's it's not for games. So, oh, okay, it'll be fine. Yeah, the computer parts market is screwy right now. Yeah. Yep. Four hundred percent over market. Uh, for uh, as an example, the the uh, thirty six hundred, the uh, uh, Ryzen thirty six hundred, uh, at, at my local micro center, it was. Oh, you have a micro center, so yours is yeah. even cheaper. So that doesn't yeah, count. Even cheaper, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was it was a uh, one sixty nine to one seventy five. Really? Yes. What? Yeah. But uh, now. Ever since the uh, the five thousand series came out, it went up to one ninety nine. Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, you wait. You're talking CPUs. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking. You said thirty. I'm thinking the the Nvidia. I'm like, there's no way it was that. Oh low. no, 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 no. That, I got, that, okay. That the, the CPU was an example. I got uh, you. The yeah the uh, the GPUs do not stay on the shelf at that place for more than eight hours. They get twenty five of them. Eight hours later, they're all gone. Yeah, you can't even order them online. So no. Which I, I, is something that I need for my computer at some point, but uh, I guess I'll have to wait till I'm yeah, back in the States. Another, what, a 2070 Ti? I'm sorry, 1070 Ti. 1070. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Uh, ATI, uh, no, uh, NVIDIA. Yeah. I have a 1070. I thought you had a 1070 Ti. No? Oh, okay. All right. No. I got mine... I... I <laughs> I got mine because my ATI card broke, so the water cooling on it died. So, mm. anywho, at least get a sixteen sixty super Raven's Lair. No, that uh, that that is a good ten eighty p card. Sixteen sixty. I I recommended that to to uh, Cthulhu Law because it was around two hundred bucks, and uh, for for ten eighty p gaming on high settings, it's it's a solid card. Yeah, I'll have to wait because I run my three monitor set up here and so forth. And Oh, Harold yeah. Studios, thank you for following. Oh, how come I didn't see that? Because you're goofy. No, seriously, I don't see that. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the chat for Streamlabs. Oh, there it is. Okay, I, wow. For me, that's all mixed in. That's weird. Yeah, thank you. The Herald Studios, thank you very much. Uh, we haven't started talking about Degenesis yet. We will do that in just a moment. So, uh, 600 oh. bucks for 1660? No. This was this was like last year. Uh, 1660 Super was 210, 220 tops. Like I said, the, the, when, when the new stuff comes out, for some reason, even the old stuff gets marked up for shit. Like well, if, especially if, if now because wanna... I, I, they knew everything was going to be backlogged. They, they yeah. just knew it with the coof and so forth. And thank exactly. you, Ravenslayer, what, for the subscription. Found... What's that? Oh, Ravenslayer subscribed. I was just thinking. Oh, about thank it. you. Uh, what, what, what I found is if you want a processor, not a new one, an old one, like, uh, for example, a, a Ryzen 2000 or 1000 series, eBay. 
eBay is the only way the only way to go. And uh, you, you can get it for between 80 and 150 bucks. Nice. You get your own cooler, but whatever. I oh, on, to some on, on, on to tabletop games now. Oh, okay. We're done with computer nonsense. Sorry, you asked, damn it. It's time to you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me for what I caused. That's we'll figure that's that out blame. later. <laughs> that's blame. Don't shame me. <laughs> uh, I don't see you streaming on YouTube right now. You're probably not aware. Make sure. Oh. Uh, could somebody else verify that? That uh, we're not on the YouTubes? Should be. I'm seeing check marks. Hmm. Wow. Crafty. Crafty already donated dollars and now he's giving everybody subs again. Thank you very much, Crafty. <laughs> nope. Says it's live. Okay, are you are you seeing video? Yeah, I'm seeing video. Okay, Hello. cool. Uh, sub hype thing. <laughs> I don't have that set up, but yeah. Thank you very much, Crafty. And anybody who just got a sub from Crafty, please go ahead and thank him. By the way, the people, who, the people who uh, did get subs are going to have access to the module that I still have not put up on there. I was actually supposed to do this last week, but ran out of time. I'm going to do that in the next couple of days. I will get my module written up there. Heathen Dog finally got back to me. That's my excuses why I wasn't posted that's on there. <laughs> yeah, the module will be up by tomorrow. So you, you'll be uh, able to download the module. I don't know about by tomorrow, but it'll be by up tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow-ish. I can't guarantee that. I got a pee test in the morning, it. man. I might fail. I guarantee it. They might arrest me. <laughs> so, um... But, uh, yeah, so, and that'll also be up on our subscribe star, and I think that's pretty much it. I guess I could check the other areas, but, uh, but yeah, because anybody who's a paid backer or, subs you know, uh, was a YouTube member or subscribe star backer or uh, Twitch uh, subscriber gets access to the private area of our Discord, and that's where I'm going to put it. So, other than that, I kind of already said what was going on with me this week, just worrying about this damn move. Excuse me, from here, Germany to the United States, which is uh, not something I'm looking forward to, but it is what it is. I'm going to have to do it. Going to be moving to Babalama. At least that's what it looks like right now, unless they keep pissing me off. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and it's actually, it's not the uh, the work center I'm going to be working for. It's pissing me off. It's the HR department trying to be like, you got to get this done. You got to get this done. Get it. I don't want to, but I've, I'm doing everything. I keep them in the loop on everything. They're like, we sent this to you at four o'clock yesterday. It's eight o'clock this morning. Why isn't it done? Cause I went home, uh, you know, but, uh, other than that, um, reading to Genesis, that's been crazy. And, uh, I already said my apology to the people on YouTube who left comments who I haven't got back to yet, which I will hopefully this week coming up here. So I'll spend like a day trying to go through YouTube comments on all the videos. A lot of older videos were getting comments. So that's good. A couple of yours. I think one of them wasn't one of them hero kids. I think I can't remember. I mean, I didn't see a comment for hero kids, but there was a couple of them for GURPS. Okay. Maybe it was an anime one. I forget. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, go through the last things we got to do before we jump into segment one, which will be D Genesis, which God, I cannot wait to talk about this at the same time. I think heathen dog said it really well earlier before we got in the stream. People are going to punch us in the face if we don't do this right. <laughs> um, and I think there's some truth to that. That's not, that's segment three. Why did I put up the segment three thing? What is wrong? No with idea. It? Okay, we already did that. So I want to thank thank our monetary backers, Twitch subscribers, those who give cheers. So that was right now we're talking Crafty and Ravens there for their subs, for the cheers and so forth. YouTube members and also those who give us some super chats. Uh, subscribe to our backers, stream, lab, PayPal donations. Uh, again, thank you very much. We absolutely do appreciate it. 
hey, it's, it's coof time. Not everybody's got money. Things are tight. We get it. But, you know, we're happy you're following us, subscribing to us, and you're hanging around chatting and lurking. Spectrifiers. Hey, wait lurking. a minute. Wait a minute. Everyone just, just got government cheese. <laughs> you want them to give it to us? These yeah, are no. people whose well, okay, businesses okay. are shutting down. All right, all right, all right. Hang on, hang on. Bear with me here. Okay, these are your choices. Pay for food, pay for rent, pay for your car, or give me money. It's obvious. It's obvious where you got to go. All right, obvious. <laughs> and uh, if you don't want to give him money, you can give it to the Wounded Warrior Project, very worthy charity that, of course, everybody's kind of suffering right now. But imagine you are one of those people supporting defend the Constitution of the United States, and you got injured while doing so, and you need uh, help. But it's a really good charity that, uh, you know, whether it's PTSD or lost limbs, so on and so forth, family members and whatnot, things that they suffer through, it uh, assists as best as it can with that. You can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. And lastly, I haven't updated it since last week. I still need to. But then again, I didn't get anything from anybody saying, hey, you should follow these people or check these people out, so on and so forth. So maybe there are no maybe there are no good tabletop streams out there except for ours. But if you're watching on Twitch, you can hover over the screen. You can see friends of the channel. We highly suggest that you follow those folks. If you think that there's a channel worthy of us putting on there, let us know. And we'll take a look at them and, uh, and see if that's a... Uh, if we would mesh, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, Indigo Dragon... It's your fault for segment one. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's his fault for segment one. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, we'll, we'll add them to our list there. And uh, be sure that if you go over there and you give them a follow, make sure to say Legion Miss sent you. And finally, <laughs> not all these links are going to be good in a few hours, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, so you can find us on Discord. And, of course, you can find us on YouTube and Twitch. The best places to get response, Discord by far the best, number one. Actually, our Discord has been popping the last few days. Yeah. I like that. I haven't been able to keep up with it all, which is like a first. So uh, so that's good. Um, but our Discord has been popping. Uh, also, YouTube chats, uh, uh, comments. I'd like to say that, hey, that's our next best, but this last week proves me a liar on that one. No, I did. Uh, but I'll, I'll get those caught up. I'd like to say follow us on Parlor, but Parlor might not exist in a couple hours, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in segment two. And, uh, of course, we're on the Twatters, which is just getting worse and worse of a cesspool of stupidity. Um, I, I removed, like, 200 and some odd people that we were following. Most of them were comic book creators or some anime stuff, and I'm so happy that I don't see their feeds anymore. You can also back us on Subscribestar. And you can buy our stuff, like the shirts we're wearing today, from Redbubble. Actually, the shirt I'm wearing today is an old one, so it's not from Redbubble. And neither is yours. No, yours neither is mine. Old, yours is an old like one it also. because it's mine. Yeah, that's true. Well, there, now you can show it. All right. Yep. But the Redbubble, hey, the tapestry behind you there. Yes, this is definitely available. <laughs> so, I recommend uh, do not get the largest one. This is the largest one. Get the one smaller. You need to have a PSA announcement every time you say that because you say it every time. I think it's funny. Well, it's true, man. I mean, every, every time, every week I put this thing up, I'm like, God damn it, I wish I got the smaller one. <laughs> I have to have my wife help me most of the time to get it up here because <laughs> nice. it's so big and unwieldy. Well, we've got all types of designs over there. I wear one of the masks to work every day. Um, I'm going to order a couple more. The, the fitted masks are actually pretty good. 
Uh, yeah, the big green one big that I can't show there. here because of my, you know, green It'll screen. Green screen out, but, yeah. But of course, you know, we've got the all famous uh, tampons of the coast. You can get that one there. <laughs> as um, long as and, that stays up. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other designs, and I'll hopefully have time to put more up later, but you can check that out on our Redbubble store. There's a link again, legion, tack of, tack myth, dot redbubble.com. Okay. Actually, Raven's there. We have uh, we have a shirt that says Orc Lives Matter. I have one that says Green Lives Matter, except for that one got kicked off of uh, T Public <laughs> for hate speech. <laughs> because all of those green people are angry. Like all I know, the whole. It even it even had pictures of little orcs and goblins and so forth on there. But the Orcs Lives Matter one is still there. <laughs> so go figure. All right, are we ready for segment one? Go for it. Okay. Put that up. We don't need a disclaimer for segment one. I'm going to pop it up for half a second. There we go. Uh, you can pause it during that time if you want to see the disclaimer. So what are we going to be talking about today? I shall show you. I find them. Oh, yeah. Today is going to be weightlifting class, apparently. And there they are right there. Oops, I just spilled them all over the place. We are going to be talking about... State, don't fall. God damn it, of course it's the book on the bottom. We're going to be talking about D-Genesis. Oh yeah, by the way, this is the book, we're, well, we're not even going to finish it. No. We're going to get about a third of the way through the book today, and this is just the background. This is the rule. <laughs> <laughs> this is the background. These are the rules. Whatever way. These are the rules. Yeah, so, and unlike unlike other games where one of them is primary for the player and one of them is primarily for the game master <laughs> that's not no everyone has to read both of these books in order to make a character you have to read both those books it's, it wow i put the link out there um i got the two so why did i buy this game because i just put the link out there to the pdfs for it Got little dice that come with it. That's all. Mm -hmm. One means you fail. Uh, there's a four. You succeed. Can't really see the difference uh, on that camera there. But uh, yeah, in, in this game, one, one, two, three is a failure. Four, five, six is a success. Where where six being a special trigger. Success, but yeah. yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Hopefully, as long as I'm still here. But why did I pay two hundred euro for this? By the way, quick shipping. Thank you. Of course, it helps that they're in Berlin and I live uh, in you know near Kaiserslautern, Germany. So oh yeah, and and. I mean, there's a Game Master screen. By the way, this is not a normal crappy cover. I don't know how to explain it other than to say it feels fuzzy. Like, it is a high-quality cover, although it collects fingerprints really easily. But th this is, uh, I mean, and, 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 there's a map. This is the 200 euro pack, which is, I... Uh-oh. What happened oh, to my video? Froze. That oh, was weird. Okay. Even I saw that. Um, I'm not going to open it all the way up. This, this is not a cheap flimsy map. This is an absolute... Like, I'm kind of scared to open it because I feel like I'm opening up like a cardboard box in a way. It's, I mean, it's not thick like that. It's just... It is really high quality. So, so uh, I'm happy because it cost 200 euros for all that. It came in an amazing box, like as in everything was form-fitted. Like the box was sturdier than anything you ever get off of Amazon. So... These guys put in a lot of effort, not just in what we're about to talk about, but even in the physical product itself. 
So, Heathen Dog, so that we can get this done and over with quick, fast, and in a hurry, do you yep. know why I actually paid 200 euro for this book that I could get for free by reading the PDF? Yes, I can. I can tell everyone. Okay. Couple of reasons. The first, and this is in no particular order, but uh, apparently these Germans understand the English language. They understand he, him, she, her, them, they, and how to use them properly. That, that was what initially got Max Liao to give a deeper look into the game. But be, to be fair, he's been burned before. Yes. He's seen previews where in the preview pages of a game that hooked him, they properly used all, all of those terms. And so he's like, oh, rock on. And then when he got the book, it was it was a sham. It was Bad Battlelords of the 23rd century, a perfect example of that. Yeah, one. it was it was a, it was sawdust in the oil pan. It was it was all a lie. And it was actually crap. Yeah, I, I uh, absolutely want to think... many games that have and I will not ever ever play, but as reading material reading material, I love them all. Well, then you're oh. going to love this book. I want to play this. Like I'm not even done reading it all, and I already want to play this. But but there's a, there's a different shtick to that. Uh, to piggyback on what Heathen Dog said before he goes into whatever his next point is, because I honestly don't know what it is. Um, I want to thank, and I don't have the book open in front of me. But when we go through the PDF, I really do. I want to thank these Germans because, as somebody who's currently living in Germany and lived here for about ten years, <laughs> I know how Germany can get sometimes. But thank you, thank you, thank you for not falling in to the nonsense English that everybody's trying to make you do right now and actually using true english and on top of that if he hopefully i'm not taking some thunder away from you you used english seedon dog and i were talking about this before we started streaming that we're not even sure a lot of people would will understand fully there there's there are words vernacular and jargon in there that um i think may actually go over some people's heads at least on the first read so well yeah. well done and the uh, second one is something that uh, that Max Liao isn't impressed with overall, but okay. I'm pretty sure that the artwork and oh, the yeah. design of this book really hooked him as well. Um, because the artwork it, in this thing ouch. and the overall design of the pages is very, very visually stimulating. It, it is, is going very, very well, Aaron the Pedantic. At. Remember, we did a uh, a video. <laughs> he did a reaction video to us. Oh right, Hello. that was awesome. That was awesome. No, hey, I, I look. I've been watching not everything because I don't watch Let's Plays as we talked about last week. But I've been watching his channel. I like his channel. Like everybody should go. Uh, don't do it while you're watching us. But you should actually uh, on the YouTube side go follow Aaron the Pedantic. Go do that. Um, uh, actually, the first thing with the Genesis that got me interested was the art. It was uh, Indigo Dragon. He posted a comment. And he's like, you know, I'm a sucker for good art. I'm like, eh, so am I. I'll take a look. But all of a sudden, I looked at it. I was like, WTF, this isn't just good art. But I started reading the book. Then it wasn't done in they, them, bullshit language format like these little hippies want you to do. And I'm like, I am sold. I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. It's not just PDF time for me. It's buy it. All right. What's the last thing? Because I think you said there was one more reason why you think that I liked it. Oh, no. Uh that that's that's pretty much all I had. Oh. Now it was it was for me. Okay. Uh, I I like it for both for both those reasons. 
as well. More more the art than the language because I I can my my brain can filter that better than yours can. But uh, <laughs> yes, I like that they separated the rules from the lore. Jesus Christ, they had to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. But the the reason I like that is because you can take a lot more artistic liberty with the lore, uh, with with uh, uh, phrasing and with language, you know, uh, flowery language, stuff like that. You can take a lot more liberty with that. But if they keep that kind of artistic liberal liberal uh, uh, language arts in the rules, then I got a problem because I feel that the rules for a game should be as straightforward language as possible. As straightforward to deliver Have the you facts read any of it yet? and quickly as possible. But in the lore part, you have freedom to, to be a little bit more poetic. And that's exactly what this whole lore book is. It's, it's, uh, it's poetic language, not actual poems, but poetic-like language mm -hmm. to impart not just the facts of what has happened and what's going on in the world, but also a feeling of yes. despair, a feeling of, oh, of trudging yes. through the day, of waking up in the morning and having the realization every day that there's a really good chance this is your last day. Mm -hmm. One, one of the things about like that, is, that now. is it's not written with a lot of adjectives, but the entire, just the entire premise, and, and you'll see this as we start looking at it, like just the way it is written, he said it right, it's poetic, it's definitely a narrative style, but not done in a bad way, but it just, it gives you the feeling of the world and much better, like, I, I'm, I wasn't... I've been burned so much, as Ethan Dog said, about a book that I think I was going to like and for whatever reason turned into crap. This has done, actually, this elevated. This turned into a book. I hope I'm not overselling it. In fact, we're scared. We talked about it beforehand, and we even kind of talked before the segment. We're scared that we're not going to do it justice because of how little we know about it, how hard of a read it was uh, in terms of really grasping everything, like how it all really fits together. <laughs> that... What would you say that somebody's going to punch us in the face? Yeah, yeah. I, it Please took don't do me, that. <laughs> it took me almost three hours to get through one of the thirteen different cults in the book. <laughs> three hours to actually wrap my brain around this. So, yeah, uh, pe people who know the game and love the game and are fanatical about the game are really going to be pissed off at at the at the high level overview that we're doing like you're not doing it justice you're right we're not <laughs> and to be can't. fair until we've played it a few times i don't think we could do it justice or, uh, but even we'd have to read it to the whole book cover to cover two or three times to actually do it right sure ish and we oh, just right. don't have that kind of time because both those books are freaking huge. Like the, this, this They're book dense. is what, 360 pages? Something yeah, like 368 that. 368 yeah. pages. Just, just the storybook, the background book. So, so Ravens, the reason I backed it, you know, obviously for the things that we talked about before was because, yeah, they still give out the free PDFs for you. Um, and if you didn't see the link in chat, I can post it again uh, if you need. But uh, I think we start diving into this now because, you know, I think we've hyped them up. And knocked ourselves down enough to the point where people should get it. Yeah, they they, they should not want to now kick us in the in the daddy pills. So <laughs> the daddy pills. Okay. Okay. Well, the first part of the book is me. Oh wait, the second part of the book isn't even going to happen today. 
No, it definitely not. The first part of the book isn't going to happen today. Not all of it. It, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I'm getting, sure? through, I'm getting through all my stuff today. Okay. We're going to start now. It is 6.37 p.m. here in Germany. <laughs> We're going to get through this. Okay, so the Genesis Primal Punk. We're not reading this word for word, to be fair. All right, the map sideways. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. But if you look closely, eh, you can kind of see there's Spain. Can you, can you flip it? I uh, Can I? I've actually never tried that before. I'm sure there's a way. Uh, is that a flip? Oh, there we go. Oh, oops, flip it. There. Okay. Look at you knowing your PDFs and stuff. Yeah, look at that. Uh, so anyway, if you look closely, you can see this is Spain, called Hyperspania, and you'll find out why later. Here's Italy with Sicily and so forth, right there, right? You got the Balkans, you got Poland, you've got kind of Germany-ish. And you've got Africa, okay? The thing to note is uh, these red dots are where big bad asteroids landed 500 years ago in game time. Yeah. All right? So, and you can see some of the names have changed. We'll talk about them more later. Like Paris is now Parasite. Love it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get the book back on track. Uh, is that up or upside down? We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. Only the hey, once. look at that. Good if you job. do it right, once is enough. Degenesis Primal Punk. And by the way, yeah, th this is how the book looks and feels. If you want me to, I can open up my book. I, I, this book is amazing. Editorial. So let's thank. I want to thank all these people, especially this editor down here, Liam Foley. Because editors usually change, you know, people's writing. No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Six more vodka. Special thanks. There you go. You can pause it if you want to see all the names, but every one of them deserves a thank you. You know, actually, I'm looking sideways again. Hold on. Slide this over here. I don't need to see me. You can read chat for me. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Steve, the NPC, for the, for the follow. Appreciate it. And Craft Crafty says right now it's on sale if you want to buy the uh, actual books. So that's what? good. I didn't get it on sale. <laughs> well, no, you 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 backed it, so you got special stuff. I'm I'm sure that uh, this sale price does not include a cool DM screen or dice or whatever. It's two hundred euro. <laughs> All right, let's go into the. Uh, I was so so far. I'm happy to back it. I was this like, is, I saw this. I'm like, yep, I'm gonna be disturbed. <laughs> I'm gonna be disturbed from this whole book just from the first damn picture. God there you go. It. Here, let's let's zoom out a little bit. There we go. Now we can see. Yeah, now you kind of know what kind of game you're getting into. But it all makes sense. I, I gotta be honest, it's not creepiness for the sake of being creepy. It has a story behind it. Like, a huge story. I am not reading all this stuff, even though this is kind of like the background to the game. Uh, it's got these little poems in here for four. Anybody who's done, like, the White Wolf games might recognize yeah, yeah, this kind of... Yeah, uh, something like this, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the beginning of, of every section, it'll have some kind of uh, story uh with 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 characters uh going through some something that pertains to the information that follows mm -hmm. i don't want to stop too much at the art uh art but starting to see a theme here huh yeah <laughs> lots of skulls uh one of the things that we're gonna say by not going over this and heathen dog already gave you the rundown like we get it it's a ten thousand foot view maybe a hundred thousand foot view is the fact that if you like the idea of this, just get it. The PDF is free. Read it yourself. You're going you're gonna to love it more reading, your, reading it yourself anyway. 
Yeah, at the very least, I'm talking bare minimum. After you read this, you will be able to incorporate some of the ideas and themes into other games. Mm-hmm. Which and, page am I on? Everyone's going to be shocked. All right, let me go to my notes here. Um, so yeah, on page 22, I kind of passed it. Well, rebirth right here. Okay, so this is page 22, so it's going to be four pages different. Got it. Um, this right here, this is a background story that gets you into the feel of uh, of the book. And by the way, I have <laughs> I have notes. Oh, you can't. How is yellow affected by my green screen? There we go. Uh, so if you can't see all that, I've got notes. <laughs> so uh, things that we're going to talk about. Um, so what do I have here? I have uh, it's two books. The primal book includes uh, the background of the of the situation that the world's in. It is Earth in the future. Talks about the cultures. Think of it as like countries for now, but they're the cultures. The cults, major organizations, and kind of how people are grouping themselves in a post-apocalyptic world. And there's a history timeline at the end. Today we're going to talk about the background and the cultures. And by talk about, we're going to identify they exist. <laughs> that's um, basically all there is. <laughs> uh, so the second book, Catharsis, that's uh, the rules and mechanics and how to make uh, characters. So if you do go to that link, there'll be two books to download. You do need them both. All right. So next we got, uh, so what is degenesis? Well, eschaton, get used to that word. That basically means Armageddon. That is the end of the world. Uh, what is a role-playing game? Well, that was part one of the end of the world. Right, that's when the asteroids hit. Yeah. Um, so actually, I guess it kind of starts here. I, this whole four-page difference thing is going to kill me. Uh, it says, read the last two paragraphs. All right. Degenesis is about hope and despair. It's about people and the conflicting priorities of human civilization, daring to ask how far our race has truly come since we climbed down from the trees. The world of Degenesis is like a ruined Garden of Eden, containing the secrets and spoils of both good and evil, of ignorance and enlightenment, of barbarity and virtue. As a role-playing game, Degenesis presents this world to players who portray characters, PCs, faced with this inhospitable future. They'll need to make a stand that will influence the path of their lives and the fate for those around them. If not for the world and civilization at large, for better or worse, it is up to them. Now, we have people in Legion of Myth that are on both sides of the fence and somewhere in the middle. Is this a story game? Probably. Don't care. You know how I feel about that. Is it a strict just pick it up and play for the weekend uh, beer and pretzels game? I don't think so. This is one of those that even if you sandbox it, there's a lot of background, a lot of a lot of story you're going to need to <laughs> need to know. And all of it is necessary to play your character properly. All of it. Uh, where is that? So the um, book seems to be... Uh, I can't read. I, see, I can read that. I can't read this because it's written in English probably. The book seems to be well put together with nice art, but not for me. And, uh, you know, actually I should have kind of mentioned that before because I thought Heathen Dog was going to say that for the third reason why I really like this game. Other than uh, anthropomorphic animals, I have another theme of the type of game I like to play typically. You know what that is? Mm. Post-apocalyptic. Really? If you look at free, uh, not free league, uh, Forbidden Lands, it's yeah. basically post-apocalyptic. What's Earth yeah. done? Post-apocalyptic. What's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The era we played was post-apocalyptic. What's Rifts, really? Yeah, Rifts and uh, Mutants in Orbit. Yep. yep. So, yeah, I, I, I like 
I like that, but they tend to be either Mad Maxi or Cyberpunky. This is, uh, take them both, put them together, and then add bugs. Alright, so this tells us what's, uh, what's in the books. We'll slow down for a little bit of the art. As you can see, I mean, it's not completely destroyed civilization. He's got a nice little coat there. It's not like he's just wearing bones. Oh, and there are vehicles in the game and so forth, so. Yeah, and as, as you can see from the, from the dimness of my screen now, um, a lot of the pages are black. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you don't like that. See, this a lot of that they're black, black. That, that doesn't bother me. I've read both the PDF. I've read it here on my tablet and the hardcover book. I don't have any issues with it, but I do get it. You know, some people don't like the white text on black uh, background. Doesn't bother me at all. It's probably because I have these things and it refocuses all light anyway into laser beams on the back of my eye. Uh, that looks like a fun little asteroid. If I take too much time to start the art, we're not going to get through this, so I'm going to kind of... <laughs> Beginning of the end, okay, what page are we on? It says 35 there, so that means 31 for me, so... Uh, so, again, a little story, just to kind of get into it, and this kind of talks about the transformation of a guy into a Psychonaut. What's a Psychonaut? Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Alright, Eschaton. What is Eschaton? Eschaton is Armageddon. In the year 2073, I will be a hundred years old when that happens. Um, asteroids hit the planet. It says here, I need to read the last two paragraphs of Eschaton. All right. So that day society, as it was known, crumbled. 10,000 years of civilization vaporized in a day. That day was given many names by the few survivors. Apocalypse, global conflagration, Armageddon. Worn out phrases to help them accept the finality of it all. A last bottle of wine, cold metal against the temple. A crooked finger. And that was it. But mankind lived on. And this was not the end. Yes, the old world was gone. And no one and nothing could ever bring back the good old days. Aww. The people who, dis who strove for an explanation found it in spirituality. Did the ecclesia... Well, ecclesia... Oh my god. I'll keep wanting to say ecclesiastical, but that is not the word. It is... Extra... Uh, <laughs> extra... Eschatological. There we go. God, letters, man. Did the eschatological doctrine of the world not foretell such events? The downfall of creation. The dawn of the new world. It felt good and full of hope. These asteroids had not brought the apocalypse. They brought the eschaton. A new beginning. Now humanity only had to endure the night. That is what you can expect from reading this entire book. Except it gets worse. I don't know about worse, but yes. Oh, no, it gets worse. Like you, you thought asteroids falling from the sky, bombing us back to the, not the Stone Age, but the Iron Age was, was bad enough? No, man. That was just the start. Come on. Um, if you, since I'm not paying too much attention to chat, um, probably going to buy this, uh, this in physical copy if possible. It sounds pretty sweet. Let us get through it first. Yeah, yeah look, like I said, this is a <laughs> this is, is a ten thousand foot overview. So if you like the ten thousand foot, then go ahead and buy it. I have not seen the movie Greenland, so after I'm the movie Greenland, yes, yes, I have seen the movie Greenland. And uh, when at the end, when when they when they come out of the bunker and they they see the ruined landscape of what used to be humanity, and are uh, completely bereft of hope until they see a couple of birds, little Tweety birds flying around, and then they realize that life isn't completely dead. That little sliver of hope, that's what you got. 
And of course, the game later on takes that little little sliver of hope and jams it in your eyeball. So I don't know. I, I, maybe you know something I don't, but I I think the hope in this game is always there. I I didn't feel cheated. Like sometimes you'll read something and you'll feel cheated. Like you know that there's no possible good outcome. In this one, sure, short term there might not be any good out, you know, possible good outcome. But there's I don't. This game always to me just gave me. You know what? I don't want to end it all right now because just maybe I can be. I can help flicker that flame of you know whatever going forward. I, I don't know. That was me. Anywho, the, uh, uh, so after the asteroids hit, there was a little mini ice age. And by mini, I mean, it didn't last 10,000 years. It only lasts a couple hundred years. Um, and if I'm looking down because I want to go through my notes here, otherwise we're going to get sidetracked crazily. Um, by the way, the Sahara is a habitable area, habitable. There you go. English area now. So it, I mean, it changed the entire globe. Uh, I didn't really show you on the map, but uh, yeah, the north is just one big glacier. And then like South Africa is a glacier and so on and so forth. So kind of where the Sahara is now and a little south is subtropical. And as we'll talk about in a bit, it gave rise to Africa. So uh, got that to look forward to. And the game takes place. Okay, well, so after the Ice Age, people form clans for survival, which ultimately formed the 13 cults that next week we'll talk about. Hopefully. Think, you'll, you think a week will be enough for you to get through that? God, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Because Heathen Dog's doing that one. Thank you, Heathen Dog. Everybody, thank you, Heathen Dog. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they form... I mean, obviously, what's going to happen at the end of the world? Things go badly. You're going to find, you know, people you know, your communities, and so on and so forth. In this game, they're called cults because each one kind of took on a personality. I mean, it's just kind of... Well, yeah, and there's, ob there's an obvious reason for that. When, when a global apocalypse happens... The only communication you have are with those nearby. You can't share communication. You can't share uh, knowledge with places that are even 50, 100 miles away. It's just not possible. So all the information you learn is clustered in a very, very small area. So each of these small areas will socially grow differently than one another. And after a while, they will become distinguished separate entities. Even people in northern and middle Wisconsin are going to have radically different worldviews after even less than a generation because they have different experiences, different different ways of, of, of combating the darkness or, or in, encroaching threat. And so they're going to only identify with each other. Everyone else is going to be an outsider. It's, it, you and know, that doesn't even take into account, as we'll talk about later, the different psychonauts for each land, for, yeah, each, for, for each area of the world, yeah, which which is an actual thing, yeah. and it's one of those things that they can't they can't explain. They're like, wait a minute, why is this? Why is it like this? The the psychonauts. Wait, no, we, France, we, we haven't gotten to the psychonauts yet. Come on. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so um, yeah, so the seven cultures seven cultures uh, exist. I, I'm using the normal terms right now, and we'll get into what they're really called later. Spain, France, Germany, Poland, the Balkans. Italy and Africa essentially are uh, their own cultures slash uh, civilizations now. Okay. This says, uh, read the second paragraph, under infected. Okay, I will do that. All of this was inconsequential compared to the horrors to come. Embedded in the asteroids, because we talked about the asteroids mashing the planet, right? Deep within its carbon bonds and iron crystals was evolution in its purest form, the primer. A mysterious substance that leaked from the craters years after impact. It rose as a black mist embedding microscopic spores into organic matter. 
The spores unraveled and coiled in fractal loops. Oh, I like that word fractal now that I know something in the future. Interesting. Uh, sorry, that just hit me. Uh, in fractal loops around the very DNA of its host, adding nothing but instead rebooting its genetic code and opening alternative pathways to corrupt. By the way, this is one of those paragraphs that I noticed that the English was awesome in because so many people now say they for everything, not even non-gender crap, like entities. And I was expecting to read this uh, rebooting their genetic code. No, the word would be its. So thank you. I'm telling you, these Germans know how to write English better than most of us. Um, so, the, so homo degenesis is what they're called. Uh, so there are two types of humans basically now. Humans, homo sapiens, and homo degenesis. The ones that are homo degenesis, which the game is named after, are the ones affected by this DNA. Uh, it's DNA rewrite, and we'll get into that more in a bit. And it says, read the first three, three paragraphs. Why am I reading three paragraphs? God dang it. A few, oh, maybe because I counted that a paragraph. I don't know. A few decades after the Ashton, there was no life anywhere close to the craters. The primer coated the glazed hills like a varnish. It preserved, absorbing, absorbing fungal spores hidden within hollows, sunken into the dust, carried upon the wind and ash. Again, this is that poetic prose that it uses right there. The infection had begun. When humans first saw the fungal infection, they thought the world itself was rotting. They called it sepsis. You're going to hear that term, especially when we talk about the Balkans and whatnot, but there are multiple terms for this. The burn, sepsis, um, uh, what, what was it? I forget what the other ones. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But you're going to see multiple terms, but it's all the same thing. They didn't know how to describe it. They thought they were rotting, but they weren't. They're actually being recoded. Uh, the infection psychonauts are the scary part of the setting for... Yeah! <laughs> they should be! Okay. Uh, the reason I'm reading certain paragraphs off is to give you what I think the important feel is. If you really want to know more, read the PDF. So, mother spore... Okay, so, the spores... Mother spore fields... Those are the big ones. Those, those, I don't want to say the ones that started it all. That's not right. Those are the big ones. Those, those are the ones that are the most concerning. Those are the ones that do the most damage. Those are the ones where the psychonauts come from. A human baby born too close to one of these areas um, is affected. An adult might just die. Or might not be affected at all. Or might be affected in different ways. Or, or usually be like a carrier for the unborn fetus to be infected. Can be, Yes. A baby born in this area, it's kind of like that whole, where you're born under a power line? Well, they are actually changed into these psychonuts. Uh, so mothers for, uh, I, I don't want to read all this. <laughs> it's, uh, oh yeah. Da, 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 da. It's Wait, are, like, are, mm -hmm. are you, are you glo glossing over the part where uh, in, in, in some of the cultures of a, a baby that, that exhibits traits of being a psychonaut oh, is. Uh, beat against a rock? Is Spartanized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it says beat against a rock or a yeah, tree. Beat against a yeah. rock, thrown off a cliff, whatever. Yeah, they're just killed. They're I, that I, dangerous. Murdering babies is fine. Well, I wouldn't say it's fine. It even says in here that, you know, kind of do you have to do. Some wouldn't allow it to happen. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is a really high level overview. So, yeah, I am skipping some of that. So, do, 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 do. there's homogenesis. Seed, epigenesis, portents and wonders. I, I'm not going through, unless it says here I have to. So, depending on who you are, 
and the type of uh, Psychonaut. This fungus infiltrates you. It has you looking like you got rabies. You're foaming from the mouth. You spit on the ground and it's kind of like little bubbling, festering mass. It's just uh, good times for all. Uh, oh, this is where I actually have the notes. Affects uh, adults and children differently. Adults are rotted away to become new spores. Congratulations, you're a mushroom. You're a myconid now. Babies born close to mother spores become aberrants or psycho psychonauts. I was hoping they'd use the word aberrant more. Of course, I was wrong. Um, it says on page 36, read paragraph one of the last column. Ah, shit, where's 36? There's 39. Okay, so I went way past it. Uh, within time, the climate zone super polarized. This doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't seem right at all. It's supposed to talk about the chakras. I think I'm wrong about my page numbers. Yeah, I think you are, because I don't think we've gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, the final battle it would be the next thing. Is it under phenotype? I don't oh, know. Oh, no. Hey. Homo oh, here we go. There you go. Uh, da -da 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 -da. According to old text, they need to be balanced. With... Oh, this goes in the chakras. You know what? I don't think that that's important to talk about anymore. That Because that goes way down a rabbit hole. The chakras and the mandalas. Uh, mandalas. Just know that people who are psychonauts, they have these weird shapes on them. Like, the spores form effectively a mandala. And each one coincides with a culture or a land. Yeah, it, it depends on, on basically your genetic background to what kind of psychonaut you will become. To what, what powers you will manifest, what, what, what abilities you'll have. And uh, each each one is is uh, marked uh, by a, uh, a, a, a a sigil made of of the of the spore growth or whatever you want to call it on a certain part of your body where your your ancient uh, the ancient idea of 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 uh, chakras and where they are on your body coincide. So now, where a normal human is affected by all the chakras, a psychonaut. One. One, One exactly. exposes and, itself. And that that's what uh, uh, causes them to to be so divorced from humanity because a regular human in, in, the, in the philosophy of the whole chakra thing is that uh, to, to be a fully enlightened human, all your chakras have to be open and therefore you, you, will, you will have all of the ability to have the knowledge of the universe pass through you evenly with the flow unrestricted. But a, a psych that, that is a... Do, do not mess with me in comments, okay? That that is a general overview. Stop it. But uh, <laughs> the the uh, psychonauts have all of their chakras blocked except for the one that corresponds to their genetic background, and it 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 makes them a completely uneven human living being. So their their thought processes and and uh, and actions seem completely abhorrent to most humans. Because they are now basically alien in the yeah. way of thinking and they're the way definitely of definitely a different species, which is why they're, you know, homo degenesis. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I was going to read the final battle here, but it's been up on the screen long enough where you can pause it and you can read it yourself. But essentially, I'll just do the last one. A human, uh, human, oh my God, humankind stands at a crossroad, no less than its soul is at stake. Yeshatan was only the prelude. The final battle has begun. All right, the five raptures, the five types of psychonauts known today. I was actually going to skip over this, but after reading each of the cultures, 
I have to do this. I, we have to talk about what each one is, or we have to come back to this, and I don't know how to mark the page because, you know, I'm PDF stupid. I like physical books. So uh, you can always remember it's on page 42 if, you, if, you, if Heathen Dog wants to jog my memory on this. But just for example, pollen. So in Poland, the Poland area, the psychonauts of the biokinesis rapture use their body as a tool they can shape to their liking. Bone spurs grow from their arms into wickedly sharp blades, and their skulls are malformed and without a single weak spot. They guard their spore fields, purge with them, give and take energy. Their wounds heal rapidly, damaged organs are replaced with improved copies in days. They carry their poisonous plagues in skin folds. That's going to be kind of a common theme, by the way. Spiders, scorpions, centipedes, all the venomous wasteland scum. Now, this is probably the easiest one to understand. Oh, so you're basically a mutant that's strong and can fight. And that makes sense because pollen, the entirety when we get to it, a pollen is about strength and so forth. Some of these, like the precog, yeah, these are going to get weird. So we'll come back to, what is it, page 42? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll deal with that later. Um, but to, to, to be fair to everyone watching this, the, uh, the idea of going to get weird is a sliding scale with this book. All right. <laughs> it's already weird, but it, it's about to go rabbit hole. So in yeah. a, I, I think in a good way, uh, the crow and the lion. So essentially what that breaks down to is the crow. Those are the European nations, the lion. That's Africa. Um, I honestly, this is yet another area where I was like, ah, we'll bypass this because, uh, We'll talk about it more later, and we're going to, but I think that this is actually a better breakdown for uh, for a short episode. I'm not I'm not going to read them, but uh, yeah, this, if you're on what page are we on? 46? If you're on page 46, you, you can get the breakdown of what each one is without going into too deep of a rabbit hole. Uh, each of the lands. What's the next thing I really want to talk about? Uh, nope, I don't want to talk about that. So those those were the uh, so these were the what uh, what do they call them cultures? Yeah, cultures okay. I, or civilizations, you know, whatever they are. I I, I really want to say say countries, but I know me they're too. Not because right. they're, they're, because yeah, it's it's not they're not really governments, but uh, a confederation of city states maybe with oh, common no, ancestry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say more like ancestry. I, I, it's funny because I always call them civilizations, but I think they are called cultures in the book. But okay, but after that, then you have the thirteen cults, which are kind of like organizations within the seven cultures. And some of these, like the Neolibians, are pretty much focused in Africa. Well, other than the fact that this conquerors of the world is is a pretty apt, yeah, but. Other ones are all over the place. Um, where are they? Oh, they're not in alphabetical order. Well, Spitalians, Spitalians by, by, by definition, are everywhere. Yeah. Because they, 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 they came from old, you know, 500 years ago when the, when the, when all the thing hits, they were doctors. Mm -hmm. That, that uh, their culture changed to try and combat the plague and they became Spitalians. Each, each, uh, each, uh, not, what would you call them cultures? Cult. Yeah, each, cult. each, each culture has oh. has a, uh, a a cult of of Spitalia inside them. They work differently be because they of geographical distance. Like I said, 
each each group of people is going to evolve differently because they don't have contact with each other on a regular basis, but uh, they they have the same basic tenets. That was the only one that he read, by the way. Exactly. Like I said, three, three hours just to get through that one. Uh, the Anabaptists, they're, they're in multiple different uh, cultures. I like you see, I used to be a linguist many, many lifetimes ago. And I like seeing, I mean, you can see it everywhere. Don't get me wrong. Now, this used to be a real organization, the Anabaptists. The Anubians, obviously, I mean, look, it's got Anubis basically there. Kind of figure out where they're from and so forth. But... I don't know if it was intentional or it was just me reading into stuff like this, but this is a combination. And it makes perfect sense for the area that they come from and what they do and so forth. It's actually a combination of uh, God slash Jesus and Muhammad. Uh, I see this and I think House Merrick. Sorry, but that's House Merrick from Battletech. Um Gonna skip the Marauders, but there's a, there's a lot of that in the game, not just in the country names, but uh, one of the things we were talking about again before the stream is that a lot of these, uh, I said country again, didn't I? These cultures go back to their historical roots. For example, uh, just real quickly, Italy or, or Pugare, Purgatory, um, is a is a group of city states, familial city states. Which, if you look at Italy and was it like the 12th, 13th, 14th century, it's kind of how it was. Yeah. All right. What's the, what's the next one I really want to talk about here? This, this overview is just, we're doing two weeks of this overview just so we can then start talking about the game system in, you know, two weeks from now. Do, 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 do. Stardust is like a rebirth. Okay. So are we at the Stardust part or did I pass it? Page 56. Uh, do this oh Tiranobog. so as somebody who speaks russian not fluently but i speak russian this just drives me nuts but it's funny when they do it in english i don't care when they did it in russian it bothered me like i said they take little words and they tweak it they, they they change it a little bit so you can see what the root is but in russian they say chort uh, which is black or you know or, or this literally well if this was a little bit different it would translate into black god makes sense Tiranobog. Uh, is, is black god basically means the devil they changed around a little bit to chernobyl i mean what uh bog <laughs> i'm not saying they did that if they did nice if they didn't well i read that into it because the first thing i saw from this was uh, chernobyl and then bog which means god in russian um anyway uh next thing i have to talk about uh, there actually there you go there's uh chernobyl right there i keep on saying Chorniborg, Borg, wow, Borg, because uh, that's how I'm used to saying it. And these are probably, uh, wouldn't you say that these are the pol uh, the Poliners? Maybe? The, the uh, I don't know. Dudes? Well, he might be. I don't know. Um, maybe that guy is too. I don't know. Okay. Cultures. That's what, that's what they're called. Cultures. I keep calling them civilizations, but they're cultures. Stardust. Okay, so now we're at the end of my yellow pages. This is just another little intro story uh, to keep you in the mood, keep you understanding what's going on and how people think. The first one we're going to talk about is Borka. Now, this one I don't understand fully. Now, Heathen Dog had a theory, but that's because I said it wrong the first time, so his, so his theory might be based on bad information. Um, but uh, he thinks it might be based on the Broca Divide, which... 
would make sense. So what is Borca? Borca is effectively Germany, or the Holy Roman Empire. So, again, without reading every word, in fact, I'm probably going to stop on a picture. There we go. Stop on a picture for a little bit. So it's essentially Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Czech Republic, you know, Czechoslovakia, if you want to do it that way, because, you know, we're old. Um, it's broken into two. There's the east side and the west side, like East Germany, West Germany. But it's much more uh, physical in this regard. It's not just a line on a map. Yeah, it's a giant chasm. Yes, a giant chasm on the map. Uh, it says I'm supposed to read page 59. I am way past page 59. I think the PDF doesn't match the main book. I'm really believing that. The PDF does not match the main book because Borka starts here and it says I'm supposed to read paragraphs 3 and 4. Of, so I'm pretty sure it means this. So 63. All right. Borka is a wilderness of stone and dust full of giant buildings, endless stone labyrinths, overgrown craters, and wide plains. Rusted signs covered up by dirt and lichen point to sunken cities. Under the centuries of varnish baked into the ash and earth, technical wonders wait for the spade that unnurse them. The people in this area are tough and stubborn like plains grass that grows in spite of the dust. And by the way, the entire area, I might read it here in a second, I don't know, is covered with this reddish dust that, that came uh, basically from the asteroid and whatnot. Uh, da -da -da -da. They don't see decay, they see opportunities. The ruins and rich artifact fields may be their legacy, but their future will be far greater. Piece by piece, they build a new world, erecting metropolises like Justitian, Cathedral City, or Osman from the ruins, dividing the land into parcels to claim and fortify. Now, Justitian is basically the capital of what's called the Protectorate. It's probably the only non-culture country. The quick version of the, of the Protectorate is they came in, and said, hey, this is going to sound reminiscent of the Theron Empire to you. <laughs> but uh, they came in and said, hey, uh, we're going to beat back the bad guys. So all you have to do is, well, listen to us. But think of like a hardcore, like all the worst of the worst that you heard, medieval Catholic tradition. You are going, if you are going to do what we say, it is pure authoritarianism. And you're going to listen to us or we're going to club you in the head. Literally. So, uh, yeah, the Protectorate isn't, I mean, it's if you want to live, there's no place better. Absolutely no place better if you simply just want to live and don't care how you live. If you want a bit of freedom, it it's is not for you. What's that? Oh, yeah, not, it won't be for you at all. Yeah. Us libertarians, we're not going to make it there. We have to make a decision. Do we want to live? <laughs> you know? um, so, uh, page 60, which I guess would be 64 now. There's Justitian, so 64 be up here. Um, it says, read the last paragraph, and one body split in two. Borka was cut in two by the reaper's blow. Like twins, both body parts share the memories of the bygones. By the way, the bygones, that's us. That's, that's our era that we live in right now in the real world. <laughs> Whenever I read something written like that, I, I think of Children of the Corn. You know, like like the the old times, the the the, the before days or whatever. <laughs> like uh, there's a Rick and Morty like, oh episode, episode that does that too. It's like, uh, yes, I, I can't. Of course, it's escaping it now that I want to remember. But yeah, the, Rick and Morty does that too. Uh, but uh, when they do their Mad Max world, uh, where was I? Up, oh, uh, their beliefs and cultural roots. But the people west of Reapers Blow 
differ from those of the East, for the twins had to spend their youth separated from each other. So it gets a little mystical there. Uh, West Borka is infertile and frozen in the North. Russet clouds, red dust, flora fight to survive in the South. You must wear protection or hide during dust storms, but these dust storms have basically become rare. They used to be frequent, but now they're pretty much rare. But you still have to cover up or you're done. And then it says, uh, parents adapt, read the third paragraph. I, again, we're, we're not going to cover everything about gestation. If you really care about it, get the book. It's the protectorate, old grudges, the festering. I feel like I've gone way past what it said I was supposed to. Oh, read. oh and uh, you, uh, you didn't, uh, you didn't talk about uh, one, one side has I'm going to. one resource. The other side has yep. a different kind of resource. I'm, I'm going to do that when we get to uh, talk about East Worka. Oh, okay. Um, because these page numbers no longer match up, I think it's here. Third paragraph. One, two, three. The Borkins adapt. Uh, the Borkins adapt. Yeah, this is it. Clad in layers of heavy cloth and fur that make even a weakling look like a colossus. Well, maybe not the polliners, but Borkins do their da daily work. Tens of thousands spread out every spring to mine West Borka's treasures hidden in the ruins. Scrap. They scratch their mark into concrete walls, making areas as marking areas as plundered or warning against savages. They carry their bounty into the cities where the precious artifacts are bought by the uh, Chronicles. So this is this is where I was talking about, and this is, okay, so I was wrong when I was talking to you before, when you're talking about your Septians. I yeah. thought there was a separate group that uh, that worked with them, but no, no, it's the Chroniclers and the Scrappers okay. uh, that are bought by the Chroniclers, and the rest is melted down, reforged, or stacked in the Scrappers' quarters in the hope it becomes valuable later. Okay, now, uh, quick quick aside. Uh, chroniclers and Scrappers are uh, two of the cults. Cults, yep. Uh, chroniclers are, are the ones that uh, that uh, catalog and and test and and decide if old technology is useful or not. And if it is, great. They they uh, take it and try and help mankind with it. If not, it goes to the Scrappers. The, the uh, Scrappers are the clan that uh, melts down uh, stuff that is considered junk to, again, make use uh to to make make useful in society again either making uh the stuff for buildings or roads or vehicles or whatever um i would be careful i mean i understand you know for money purposes and so forth and they, they want to sell a product one of the things that uh, i would caution is don't provide too much information because then the setting becomes kind of novel-esque yeah, it's like Dragonlance. Yeah. Dragonlance is too rigid because everybody knows where everything is supposed to be down to the exact mile and weather pattern and so forth. I, I like these books and, and any sort of like um, generic source book or adventure campaign book is helpful as well. But I wouldn't want them to go too much further than what's in this book. I'd be I'd be nervous of it uh, just because if you define it too much. It's you know, it might be helpful for the game master, but starts railroading characters a bit more or ra railroading the game master even a little bit more right right a, a, a really good setting is is one that's loose enough to where you can uh to phrase it like this a uh, play around the music mm -hmm. where the 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 uh, m music is the is the general arc of the story but that there's enough wiggle room to where your characters while not part of the main story can be tangential to it and not affect the outcome but still feel like you're helping. But if it becomes too rigid, then you, you can't place your characters in that setting without breaking the setting. 
it'd be something where if Heathen Dog and I were to run it, we could both recognize it as Justician, but it would be his take on it and my take on it. We'd still recognize it, but it'd be different enough to have, you know, our two different campaigns. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't say it earlier in case I forget to say it later. I look at this similarly to how uh, Heathen Dog looks at Rifts, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. By the way, uh, Borka is going to be the longest one we talk about. We'll go through the other ones a bit quicker, but there are some things about Borka that have to be discussed. Uh, and uh, I compare this to Palladium, uh, not Palladium, about uh, Rifts, where each world book is its own setting meant to be played in its own way. So you can go from being in Rifts, you know, Rifts Japan to the main Rifts book, to a riffs, uh, what was that when we talked about a new west, whatever, and each yeah, of those are the three same world, but you're not meant to have campaigns in all of them, right? Now, this right. may flow a little more homogenized than that, but you could easily say, okay, we're playing uh, Frankish characters, we're playing uh, uh, Hyperspania, how the hell you say that <laughs> characters, you know, and so forth. You could easily do that because this world is so vast, but also as you lock down through travel through the Psychonauts, through whatever. You could spend your entire time... This is the only futuristic game I've looked at so far where in my head, while I was reading it, I could say... I could picture my, my, the characters never leaving this city. Maybe going to a couple of villages because there's always something that could be done here. And you could be, uh, you know, very experienced characters without actually going too far. Now, would that be fun? Maybe not. But, but the point is, is there's always something that can happen. See you All later, right. Crafty. Thanks for stopping by. All right, Crafty. Thank you. Uh, so uh, there were a couple things in Justician I wanted to say. So Borka's largest metropolis can be found at the heart of the scrap craze. Justician. The righteous fist. Take that stuff. You know, they don't just call it like that to be flowery. The source of law and order in this wasteland and a truly charismatic place. So, uh, yeah, Justician is the capital of the Protectorate. Then it says go to the next page and start manufacturers in Tech Central. Uh, that's just a little story thing. Okay, I don't see it and I don't want to keep looking for it. So if I miss something. Were you talking about the Protectorate? Uh, it says start with uh, page 61, third paragraph. No, I'm sorry, reading the wrong thing. 62, which I think is going to be 66 now because of how this weird thing works. Uh, starting with the manufacturers and Tech Central. Oh, that starts in the middle. I remember that one. Tech Central. Yeah, I don't see it. And like I said, I don't want to waste. Oh, here we go. The manufacturers and Tech Central are known far beyond Borka's borders. From their workshops, they produce not only weapons or highly complex locks and traps, but legendary mechanical wonders Aimless constructs that are nothing more than a testimony to their creator's mad genius. The reason I wanted this mentioned was for when we get to uh, talking about Eastbork a bit. So you get this idea that they're, uh, hey, they're Germans. They're manufacturing something. <laughs> Put it together. Um, but to, yeah, so to point that out. So now we're going to talk about the Protectorate. Then we'll get to, because the Protectorate is West Borka. It is, uh, and it goes into fr uh Franca as well. The quote to take off of this one is rules, rules over all. And I know that's in here somewhere. I just don't know where, but that that's the protector. If you can sum it up into one sentence, rules, comma, rules over all. If you love authoritarianism, hey, it's keeping you safe. 
The rest, well, they can go to the wastelands. They, they escape on their own to the wastelands, or they get to go to North Korea labor camps. Hooray! Yay! Because, you know, somebody's got to make all that uh, technology, right? Uh, now, as, you know, the settlements, the settlements joined the protector because they really had no other choice. It was either that or die. I mean, this this whole psychonaut thing is crazy. It's it's uh, it's powerful. It's, small s societies can't live, and you know, and survival, especially when you get in the more nomadic ones, is absolutely difficult. This survival rate is low. However, after time, uh, some of the clans start fighting back, and now they've actually come to realize that the protectorate might not be as strong as it's let off. Or let on. And I'm going to leave it at that. You can read some of this stuff here. Figure that out on your own. And uh, now we've got some cities and so forth. I'm skipping a lot of that because, honestly, if this interests you, read it. And we have lost a lot of people. Apparently I'm boring them. So East Borka is the opposite of West Borka. East Borka is, uh, is trees... And nature. In West Borka, where you can't find a tree to save your life, but metals everywhere? In East Borka, it's the opposite. Everything out here is done on a more natural level. Everything here is done, uh... Well, what did I write down? Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nature. It's a nature side. And then lastly... Doo -doo -doo, look at that. See, there is technology in the game. The Praha Republic... Which, if I'm understanding my map correctly, and if I understand traveling around Europe correctly, this is Prague, was a closed city for the longest time. And then the Black God showed up and said, die. And now, uh, they're scavenging. Now, by the way, the Black God, is it actually a god? Probably not. But the world has changed. So, uh, but the Black God came in, didn't even stop here, it's just like, die, the clans are in there, I think that I think what he said it just took a couple of days. Uh, the black god came at night with a gesture toward the towering ramparts down and flashes of sunlight, and his gaze alone was said to have ripped swaths through the minefields. Then came the clans spilling around their decaying god. You can get it from there. Mm. So uh, that once closed city that everybody wanted to be part of, which I think was an archaeological dig, uh, yeah, is now just chaos. And I said, I'm supposed to read the first paragraph of purity. Sepsis is spreading. Spore fields rise from the soil in Franca, Pollen, and Pugare. Or Pugare. I don't know. I'm going with Pugare because it reminds me of uh, Purgatory, which is what I think that name comes from. Attracting aberrants, which are also the psychonauts, and dragging people to their doom. So far, only Borka is completely pure, and I probably should have said that at the beginning, or maybe I didn't forgot. Borka was not hit by an asteroid. It's the only place that wasn't hit by an asteroid. It, well, in this region of the world. Well, right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows what happened in you know North and South America. Although it did mention in here at one point that Brazil went offline. So, well, that's what a, happens with giant asteroid strikes. So yeah, right. Yeah. So, all right. Go through this you can, again. You can read the rest of this stuff. On your own, this is an overview of the Swarm Franca. So Franca is France, roughly France and Southern Britain. Do do do. Uh, Mistrif in. Okay, is this it? The Mistrifts from the Swamps. I don't know if I like that. That's a lot of, to read. What page is that? Yep, that would be it. 
So what happened in France is the asteroids hit, and they have a. So we do we talk about any of the psychonauts yet? We talked about the oh the we talked we, about the ones from what they are and yeah. and what they represent, okay. and and that uh, different ones come from different regions depending on yep. where they their, their genetic background. And they all have different powers, but that's it. Well, we talked about the ones from Poland. I thought we talked about one, but from Poland, uh, yeah, from from Poland. Um, those are the ones that can form bone and so forth. Yeah. Uh, here, they are pheromonic, which if you think of the whole French side of stuff, again, so a little stereotyping going on. Yep. The French, the Fr you know, Paris is the, was the city of lights. Um, you know, French romance, Marquis de Sade, uh, you know, all, all this whole, you know, emotional content. Well, it's very French-like. Well, the psychonauts are the same. And I don't know if it was intentional by the developers well, no, of the, the game. The, the whole thing where the French didn't actually <laughs> bathe. The, yeah, this one's for you. The, the uh, French didn't actually bathe. They just covered themselves in perfume. Oh, and that, that feeds right into this. Exactly. Um, yes. Well, when it pops up on here, please put Aaron the Pedantics. By the way, for anybody who's actually trying to be here for segment two, where we talk about social media and, and freedom of speech and so on and so forth, that will happen. Um, but we're going to get through this uh your friends to say that that's for you because i know how you feel <laughs> yeah uh, I hate so all <laughs> mischiefs from the swamps in the central regions moving to cover the land like veils a swedish not a swedish but a swedish odor of decay well there that's very french for you uh clings to the air seeping into every pore like oil it settles in the chest as a tickle dragging all emotions into the depths of animalistic sensations some experience it as an aphrodisiac. Others are filled with revulsion and fear. There's one thing in common, though. All feel a sublime peace, as if the oil has calmed the waves of their consciousness. They're dragged into a peaceful obedience to the queens of their new hive, following their orders with an insectile mindlessness. In the center of Franca, insect and human have become part of the same collective. You've read 1984, right? What's my room 101? What's your room 101? Yeah. Bugs. Oh, right. Yeah. If you want, break if you want to room yeah. 101 me, you put me in the... <laughs> you want to break down Max Liao, put him in a room full of bugs. Yep. Uh, I am a five-year-old little girl like, ah, running away from that crap. And so, yeah, the, this right here for me is just creepy as crap. I need to X card it. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, however, not all the... Uh, why am I reading that far? However, not all the Franca people go quietly into the pheromone and do swarm. The people of Franca fight back. The rivers carrying... The, oh, I know why I'm reading all this now. Viva la resistance. Yeah, viva la resistance. Actually, that's Spain, but we'll get to that in a moment. The people of Franca fight back. The rivers carrying them deep into the land of their enemy. Pesticide, bombs, and fire pushing back the insects as they smoke out breeding colonies and sacrifice themselves to kill... Pharomancers, which are the name of the uh, psychonauts of this area. Of this area, right. Yeah. Uh, death is a better alternative to submission. The fighters of the resistance delve into, the, into Parasite, which is Paris. This is the new name of Paris. To steal great works of art from their old capital. Trying to keep the dimly burning candle of their cultural heritage alight. Again, how French is that? I know, right? I mean, you should just give up and try being someone else. You're You're French. <laughs> Literally be anyone else, and you're better. Even as the Neo-Libyans put down roots on their southern coast, that's going to be more in Spain when we start talking about that, But uh, and tear the country's heart out to sell it for profit back in triple, which, of course, I'm, is triple. I'm completely cool with that. <laughs> well, 
I, I don't know if I would be, but, uh, so, yes, so I read that. So anyway, the, the point of this is the fact, first of all, the pharomancers are, uh, they're mostly naked when they're formed, especially they're mostly naked and uh, they, they walk. I, I think, uh, the, the most clothing they have are like boots and a small loincloth. Loincloth. Something. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Um, but they can wave away the bugs. So when the insects are all around, they can just go, no. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, you didn't really, really uh, go over that. Uh, um, at, at first the, there was a giant insect infestation. There still is. Well, yeah, yeah. But it was everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. there was, it was ever present. The bugs would bite you, infect you, give you all kinds of crap. And the pharomancers at first were, were, uh, you know, were beneficial because th they yes. can, they, 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 they can, uh, to a certain extent control the bugs. And so first like, oh yeah, this is great. And then, you know, the whole insidiousness started and like, oh, they're not great anymore. And this you know? wasn't the only place that this happened. And bugs are a theme in every one of the cultures. So, um, yeah, uh, it says read the last pair. Oh, well, guess what? It says read the last paragraph here. So, uh, and that's under that one. So I'm just going to basically repeat what you just said. Years later, the strangers have become known as the pharomancers. The mistrust has vanished, and for those that took the offer of a new life, all that remains is a feverish love and a feeling of absolute peace. It wasn't just the insects that were caught in the pharomancer's net. However, for those that were less trusting, a bitter hatred of these creatures burns in their hearts. Well, yeah, because you see the mind-controlling people and turning them into, uh, like, uh, the way it's described here is they basically they fade away. They're nothing but skeletal skin and bones. It's like the 1980s pictures of Ethiopia, except for they're all in rapture over these nasty, yeah, these uh, pharomancers. Um, so, Souffrance is uh, where the asteroid hit. It says, read paragraph two, and apparently three. In the mountain world, perfect circle of Souffrance, crater is stamped and on its slopes sprawls a city of humans and pharomancers. So I'm sure you know how that goes. Yep. Uh, I don't... Uh, no one lives in Souffrance for long. For those who have given in to the pharomancers, the months on these slopes are a spiritual experience that makes them one with the peacemakers. Most leave as emissaries, finally going out to carry the pharomancers' wisdom to the surrounding villages. The pheromancers mark their property with pheromone markers, enabling their emissaries to safely climb the crater, crater wall and pass the insect barriers unchecked. They're turned into bugs. Come on now. Once they reach the crest, they worm into the cusp where the pheromancer queens breed. Visitors to Souffrance see this as an honor. Yeah, the Spitalians only see more traitors to humanity. Yeah. Thing is, if you're caught in the pheromone and you can't help it, I don't know if I'd see them as traitors. Yeah, uh, but the 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 thing about the about these battalions, they had to draw a hard line. They had to draw a hard sure. line. Sure. Oh, infected, it's, it's... not human. Mm -hmm. Uninfected, human. There is only it's binary. It's one or zero, and that's it. Yep. And that that is the only way to preserve the zero is to eliminate the one. Here's here's a voice of somebody who may be pheromone-induced. I lick my lips. She liked that. Her fingers run through my hair as I brush aside the ants covering her. Slowly. So slowly. Not wanting to hurt her, my lips caress her body. 
Then my tongue pushes into her festering... God, I'm going to puke. Festering pores, rummaging through the sticky mana. My queen is satisfied. She cuddles against me. She smells wonderful. For a moment, I am her lover, more than just her slave. She falls asleep. I leave her. I rejoin the ranks of the hive who so willingly serve her. Look, I don't care how much artistic writing was put into the World of Darkness books. This beats worse. this beats it hands down. Yeah. But, that would yeah, well, yeah, it's it's worse, but it's also better. <laughs> like um Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes, oh, no, absolutely. So the untouchables, they are unaffected by the uh uh by the pharomancers. And Marduk oil is an important deal because it's actually a trade commodity. And Franca, the pheromone, the pheromancer discharge is far more valuable for the Anubians who know how to distill it into the legendary Marduk oil. By the way, if you think of the area, Anubians obviously is going to be like Egyptian, right? Marduk oil is also that area. Marduk is a Sumerian god. Mm-hmm. When rubbed onto the skin, it creates a layer of oil which blocks the pheromones from entering the body and protects the users from their influences. So cool. that, that is a hot commodity. There is a resistance. Um, basically, the resistance, they are anointed in Marduk oil. I think it says, yeah, right there. Yeah, it says the end of the thing, yeah. yeah. And uh, they fight. They fight back against the pharaohmancers. And how long is this? Okay, not too much longer. That's right, because I have to talk about Britain also. That's right. So not too much left here. Um, oh, Spiders are kind of the antithesis. I... This battalion spread a spore-resistant spider to keep the, the uh, spital insect free. They exported these... Okay, look. You can read them uh, more of it later. Uh, so I'm going to stop at every little note. But there, there are ways of fighting back, is the point. Ziggurath. So, these uh, emissaries... Not the emissaries, the leaders. The psychonaut leaders. They kind of form these enclaves. That is just... Mm, yummy, yummy. Makes me want to go in there, right? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a whole... Uh... Uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom type looking thing here. I'm I'm not about that. <laughs> right? Well, in Britain, and by Britain, I mean Brittany. Uh, is it Brittany? Yeah, the, the far uh, far uh, west of France. This, we're not talking about Britain as in the British Isles. Breton. Right. Um They overthrew one. And the quick version of it is uh, they... They're free of the uh, Fairmancer because of a local uprising. And what happened was is uh, Anabaptists from Britain cleansed the area. Now, they, I think they requested uh, something from Borca, but they didn't get there in time. Now, the Anabaptists and his reign, throwing him into the open fire. Uh, basically, another group was trapped outside. The Anabaptists, you know, killed them. Just burned them all. Yep. Yeah. So that area is free right now. And that's where a lot of the resistance is. And lastly... In actual Britain, uh, there's limited knowledge of it. Passage north, passage south. Uh, there's limited knowledge of it. Of uh, Okay, that's uh, actually Britonia. Where is it? Stukov Desert. I didn't talk about that. doesn't matter. You can look at it. It's just a frozen desert. Um, in Britain, uh, there's limited knowledge of it because no one dares to travel further north than the rim of the crater ever since the Marauder Argyr. Now, the Marauders are the uh, uh, Argyr, I guess that's how it would be because that's British are the, uh, uh, it's like the black god. Okay, they're, they're called marauders. So this is a really powerful bitch. 
declared that the region was off-limits to all but those in his service. Since then, there are rumors circling around Britain of light displays lighting up the sky, a pillar of rays groping for the sun, of people with, bulk, with a bulky apparatus on their necks forced to be slaves, and of savages with their skin painted in glowing green paint who roam the lands at night. No scrappers ever gone to Britain and come back alive. Well, there you go. Whatever's going on in that land, Britain, or whatever's going on in that land, Britain is known as the vulture's domain. Okay. Got an idea of which one we're looking at next? This gives it away. Oh, is this the Viking one? The po Poland, yep. Poland. Each one of these is going to get a little quicker and quicker. Just because I, there's no need to repeat what's already been repeated. You get it. It's a wasteland, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, Poland is roughly uh, Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, Belarusia. I wrote that in Russian. Are you kidding me? I wrote that in Russian. <laughs> Belarusia. Um, okay. Uh, page 83, read the last paragraph. Is that page 83? So, two forces of nature collide in Poland. The Polanders live somewhere in between, carrying their belongings from oasis to oasis on sleds. They are bull-necked giants relying only on their community and their strength. They defend the oasis with stone axes and their own blood against psychonauts, spitalians, and the sin of apocalyptics. No one messes with them until once again the wasteland comes crashing down and they must move on. So they find these areas of like, okay, we can rest here for a little bit. Essentially, they harvest it out, whether that takes a day, a week, a month, a year. But eventually they've got to go and they've got to move on. But they're caught between these two forces. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, their entire society is based on strength. The stone act. They even ride mammoths. Come on. How cool is that? Uh, do, 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 do. So their psychonauts are called burners. And these are the burners that can change their form and so on and so forth. And it has to do with how, how they feel as they start taking on uh the psychonaut uh, form we'll, we'll just call it but uh they uh, they can survive the cold uh they can eat foul lichen it says on page 85 read paragraphs two through four verse 85 that's 89 so that's 85 <laughs> um the polliners saw a new type of human in them adapted and strong that was what they wanted what they wished for in their children in fact these creatures were immune to cold and their wounds healed incredibly fast they would fare better in this land than their parents. So right off the cuff, you're like, hey, genetic mutation, survival of the fittest is a good thing, right? But this metamorphosis soon frightened the polliners. Bone spurs grew from the children's forearms. Skin fins formed on the necks and legs. Pride Oop. gave way to uneasiness. Some clans called them leechers as they crawled from one woman to the next at night, seeking their breasts. Oh, yeah, they, they fed. They continually fed. As well, and they grew. If I remember correctly, they grew in one year's time. They grow to like a kid the age of size of four, uh, like a four year old. So they grow really quickly. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I'm supposed to read one more paragraph. Oh yeah, at age one. Oh, I just mentioned that. You get it. So there are two sides to this, though. Of course, you have the mother spore, which we've talked about before, the spore fields that create the psychonauts, right? But on the other side are the fractal forests. The fractal forests take over the mother spore lands. So as the, as the spores spread, the polliners kept moving from oasis to oasis, but then they kept running into these fractal forests. Well, the fruit of the fractal forest isn't edible. It is so much if you overcook it, basically. But again, I'm nuancing things, so uh, we're not going to go there. But the fractal forests, nobody knows for sure if they're at odds 
with the mother spore or just like the next natural evolution of them. But they form these trees and there will be a picture of one. Here we go. Here's one. And these trees grow like that. Like within like I think it's a day. And if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. But whoop, all of a sudden, tree there. Uh, don't eat it. Or if you eat it, cook the crap out of it. And I hope I didn't just mix up. Now that I think about the cooking of it, I hope I didn't didn't mix that up with the Balkans. I may have. That would be bad. Um, talking about the Balkans, there is a wall. Uh, so they call it the spore wall between pollen and the Balkans. Uh, do, 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 eternal oasis influx. Like I said, this this was going to start moving quicker as we got through. Oh, that's going to be pollen. Where's the spore wall? Okay, at the spore front. So there's a spore wall. I thought there's a picture of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, that separates the Balkans, which if you know anything about the map, we're talking like Estonia, Serbia, so on and so forth, uh, with the northern areas of more like Ukraine, Belarusia, Russia, uh, sorry, not Russia, uh, I guess technically, yes, uh, Poland, and so on and so forth. That cannot be crossed. So you cannot get from Poland to the Balkans. Um, yeah, the Balkan sepsis meets up with the pollen spore fields and it's just uh, grows into this crazy crazy nasty all right let's move on uh oh it's out of order or is it yep uh let's move on to vulcans vulcan society is kind of like what you think it would be you know again the, the was the polish were what basically vikings mm -hmm. the french were you know pheromone induced lovers <laughs> uh the Balkans, if you look at the the air, the history of the area for like the last seven, eight hundred years, you're gonna find out that they're all fighting each other. You know, Yugoslavia might have been one country on a map, but really it wasn't. Well, it's kind of the same thing here. Uh so it's roughly yeah, Ukraine all the way down through Greece and Crete. Do what does it say here? It says page 95, read paragraph two. The land is just like its people, untamed. Proud warriors of a proud nation. Hospitality means everything to them, but one wrong word is enough, and years of peace lose their meaning. The table is toppled. Plates and cups rattle across the floor, and old friends meet as enemy. They love and laugh as they hate and fight, driven by passion with no compromise. They love strength and competition. Maybe that is why so many of them gather under a warlord's banner in the, oh my god, uh, Voivodates. Voivodates, I don't know. In Beograd, Dalmatia, and Sofia, they build their future only to tear it down. They celebrate, hit each other, and make up again. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, it, it kind of, it's, it's, it's actually very reminiscent, again, of a stereotype version, but of that area, historically speaking. They will absolutely band together to fight back against invaders like the Africans. So Africa attacked. The uh, Balkani unified and started to perform some guerrilla warfare. Africa regroup bought off a Voivodate, however you call it, who actually was just siding with them because he wanted to get back to like the main city. I, I didn't write it down what it is here. I think it's uh, the, the bow one. Uh, uh, Beograd. Yeah, Beograd. Um, and then once he, once the the Africans helped him get there, he wiped him out. <laughs> he just turncoated on him. There you go. 
Um, so at this point, yeah, the Africans at that point had had enough. Now, the psychonauts of the Balkans are called the Dushani. And what they do is they sing songs, sing histories and songs and so forth. And these songs get into your brain until you basically turn into a mindless drone. You see visions, you hear things, you start thinking differently, and then uh, all your free will is gone. Awesome. I mean, because if you think of the area, the area is heavily influenced by oral tradition, even today. Is heavily influenced by oral tradition. Should I say the word that'll get me banned off of YouTube? Do it. Gypsies. Oh, my. No, I'm out. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Um, anyway, like I said before, this is intentionally sped up. Like, I'm sorry if I was boring for the first couple, but I, I really had to set a tone. But now, uh, you want to read more? Want to know more about Turkey? You can, uh, you can read that on your own. Hyberspania. Obviously, by the name of it, you should kind of know what it is. It's roughly Portugal and Spain. Now, the asteroid hit south of Toledo. And uh, at that point, tsunamis toppled coastal winds uh, and turbines. So they started using petrol generators, which means they need fuel, right? Well, on here it says, read Gibraltar. The bridge across the Strait of Gibraltar had been hit. The old world road hung from the pillars like... Is it time to read that yet? Gibraltar and... Okay, yeah, it is. Uh, the old road hung from the pillars like a wet rag. Ships and debris had been washed against columns and clung there. The sea level fell. Sand and flotsam formed islands. More ships closed the gaps. A skilled climber could almost have crossed from Spain to Africa without getting wet. The Spaniards handled the rest. They built dams, used debris as foundation, inserted rams, and bridged gaps. Where the terrain was soggy, they dehydrated it and fortified it with concrete. For the last few hundred meters, the Africans cheered the Spanish workers on and poured tons of rocks into the gap themselves. Again, they thought this was going to be some sort of, you know, hey, we're going to meet up together. Almost none of the Spaniards knew what would happen next. Workers on both sides were still shaking hands and exchanging gifts when the Spanish oil prospectors came, they were all armed to the teeth, machine guns mounted on the beds of their trucks. They came on at, at breakneck speeds. The natives gave way and waved at them. They stormed the first oil fields. Convoys brought barrels to Gibraltar. The mission was a huge success. African oil made lamps flicker and glow in Madrid. The Africans, however, were angry. This well, yeah, was what they get. Just screwed? No, they thought they were. Just, they thought the Spaniards were just building a bridge to say hi, and actually well, yeah, the Spaniards building a bridge, bring humanity together, kumbaya, yeah. all that great stuff. And the and Spaniards they, who built the bridge actually thought the same thing. Oh, okay. Compartmentalized information. I get it. But now, are uh, you're, you're probably going to get? You're probably going to actually get to this. But did the Spaniards give anything back when they took you? <laughs> let, me, let me finish reading these here because I love okay. this next line. This was theft. They demanded the intruders get their white asses back to their own country. I love it. <laughs> I love the writing of this. The Spaniards begged to differ. It quickly escalated. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I wanted to read that. I loved uh, Wait, again, no, wait. What, what I find it amazing. That the Spaniards thought, oh, we could just walk over there, take their oil, and they'll be completely cool with that. Well, what do most people think of when they think of Africa? 
third world. They don't have much technology. You know, oh, what? There's a civil wars going on all over the place. And part of that was true. But Africa was turning into a subtropical paradise. Yeah. And they didn't know that. You know, I, the 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 first people I would have sent over that brand new bridge would have been scouts, not dudes well, with guns. To be fair, this happened a couple hundred years ago. What okay. I just read happened a couple hundred years ago. Um, did I write the date down in here? So I don't think it was right at 500. Yeah, it says uh, 200 years ago. I have it written okay. in here. So through information, you know, it's, this isn't like modern, like right now where uh, we kind of understand what's going on. This is pretty 500 years ago when the asteroid hit. And I, th I thought when I read this, this originally happened 500 years ago, but I guess I was wrong. Um, Herald so Studio says it. What's that? Oh, Kongisidars 2.0, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that was good. I like that. Uh, African numbers grew, and they started to ambush the Spanish convoy, uh, convoys. They trained and prepared to strike back. Oh, and, and this is the important part. All of Africa. You know how big the northern part of Africa is, right? That's a lot of space, especially when you consider that the Sahara now is subtropical populated lands. And effectively, as we'll talk about a little bit, the way I describe it, I don't think it's described in this book like this, but New Tripoli is effectively the Carthage of this world. So it's rich. Um, all of Africa pushed the invaders back to Gibraltar. On that day, Spain ended and Hyperspania uh, began because the Africans crossed. And if you look at that, uh, if you look at the map on uh, what page was that? Right at the beginning. So we're in 112 right now. Let's go. Can I do one? Oh. Um, you can see uh, right here, I know it's sideways, but Africa is in Spain. Also, if you understand Spanish history, Granada especially, this, this was controlled by the Muslims back in the, you know, the 1400s. I, I, the, the subtle reminders of history that this game does, I just absolutely love. Okay, apparently I went too far. Um, anyway, do, 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 reminiscent of Napoleon's... So one of the things you're going to talk about pretty heavily here, uh, Cordoba, uh, actually I think that's a city, that's Lisbon. Yeah, those are the cities. Who's the... What's the name of the chick? Uh, let's show some of the art. Art is important. And these camps like this are kind of important to note as well. Um, well, anybody who studies history, I'm not going to try to find her name right now, but anybody who studies history and understands like the Napoleonic Wars and what Spain did to Napoleon will recognize this as like, ah, it's history repeating itself again. So as I wrote down here, reminiscent of Napoleon's conquest of Spain, this war between Africa, the war is still on between Africa and Spain, uh, is now a small scale guerrilla conflict. Self-sacrifice and mercilessness are virtues in this war. It's it's not done. There is no battle line. It is not done with thousands of troops. It is done with little small squads. Maybe another way to look at it is like the VC from uh, the Vietnam War. But there there it is all small scale stuff. But it is continual, just like the partisans were to Napoleon. Uh, it's oh it's page one fourteen. Renegades read the first paragraph. So that would be up here. Woman of the mountain. Okay, there's that. Where the hell's Renegades? Prophecy, destiny. Am I just missing it? Price too high. Renegados. Maybe that's what I meant. Oh yeah, okay. I can't read my own writing. 
The Africans did not come as invaders. The blood in its eyes blinded the wildly flailing lion. Now remember, Africa is a lion, the crow is Europe. It pursued as predators do. This is the language of this book. So we're like, well, it didn't come as invaders, so, so how are they attacking? No, no, no. It's not looking to invade land. It pursued as predators do. Its thirst for revenge had not been sated at Gibraltar, so it followed the murder of fleeing crows north, killed one after the other. Its claws raised Jerez, Malaga, or the Jerez? I don't know. Granada and Seville were soon to follow. Car uh, Cartagena? Wait, Cartag... And uh, Cartagena, I can't speak Spanish, sorry. I can do French and Russian, you're not getting the Spanish out of me, was destroyed. Okay. <clears throat> However, in, in the end, even a lion settles down. The thirst for revenge turned to bitterness. The wounds still hurt. Too many had fallen to the Hyberspanian attacks. Even if every damn Hyberspanian was to bleed out, nailed to a tree, the guilt could never be erased. And oh, by the way, this nailed to a tree is actually mentioned multiple times in here. It is a thing. Uh, now, the last thing I want to talk about, the psychonauts of Hyberspania are called uh, prognostics. Pre, yeah, pre-gnostics. G-N-O-C-T-I-C-S. So it's like not, uh, Gnosticism. They live in the past and the present at the same time. And while the Hyperspanians aren't like friends of theirs, they have helped them in the cause against the Africans. So there's an uneasy, a distrustful alliance slash cold war, for lack of a better term, between them. Except for, for the renegados who say, screw that, those things are degenerate non-humans, let's wipe them all out, all of them. Um, but... Yeah, so as far as Hyperspania goes as a whole, they need them. It's kind of a necessity thing right now, and they can see what is going on. It's sometimes done through, you know, typical mysticism crap, where it's like you have to understand the portents, but they can see the past, the present, they can warn you of attacks, and, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Two more to go. Pugare. How many of you people here know about Italian history? Well, this is basically Italy, history, and Corsica. Um, the asteroid hit east of Mount Vesuvius by about 50 miles, or 70 miles, or whatever it was. Um, the one main thing to... The biggest thing to get across here is if you've read Romeo and Juliet, you know about family squabbles in ancient Italy, right? If you know about the, the Italian city-states, you know about, you know, it's one family against another family. You know, it's almost like the whole mafia thing, you know. Uh, uh, that is how Purgare, Purgare, Purgatory is set up right now. Um, neighbors hate neighbors. Cities hate cities. Uh, everybody's against everybody. And they hold those grudges for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, it's absolutely generational. I even wrote that on here. It's generational. Um, 300, now, doo -doo -doo -doo. so there's also Pugare and Balkan were at war for about 300 years. 300 years of fighting between Pugare and Balkan. Currently, the fuse is not burning, but it is short. Imagine the Balkans. Remember, they hate everybody. They hate their brother. I think there's a quote in there, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, I, uh, say, I hate my brother, 
uh, except for we hate our we, uncle. Yeah, except for yeah, but together we hate our uncle, and all together we hate everyone else. Something like that, you know. <laughs> kind of, kind of talks about that. Now you got these little family lines of just you know burning hatred. It, it's it's hard to make peace between those two uh, two lands, and I'm and way oversimplifying, but you get it. Um, but right now there's a little bit of peace, and that's a combination of factors. Obviously, you got the psychonauts, but also Africa. Like it's the crow versus the lion in some in some regard. Uh, the psychonauts of Pagari are the psychokinetics. They feed from people through parasitic insects. That flea bite might not be a normal flea. That mosquito bite might, or sting might not be a normal mosquito sting. Um, tapeworms. Mm, great times. Pa uh, power the psychonauts from here. And what happens is they build up energy in their solar plexus. And it's a visible energy. You can see it. And they can expel that energy around them as a shield or as an explosion or whatnot. They're kind of like the most, if you want to call it, they're like the most superpowered. <laughs> uh, you know, they're the, they're the Marvel characters of the of the of the world. And it says, "Read Bedane first. Up, oh, let's look at some of the art. See, for motorcycles, Mount Vesuvius, Roma." Uh, Anabaptist, there's a big story about the Anabaptist here I'm not going to go into. Scrapper. Okay, uh, Bedane. So it says, read the first paragraph. Olive groves and vineyards, healthy crops in abundance, a mild climate and friendly people. This is how Sicily greeted the Africans. They answered by first igniting the ports with incendiary grenades from their ships and then sending out hundreds of scourgers. Uh, surge tanks, that's African by the way. Surge tanks crashed into the docks. Their tracks crushed the ancient concrete. They rolled through the fields and stopped in front of settlements, shaking and roaring. Buggies encircled them, haunted those who tried to escape. Sorry, hunted, not haunted. The Neo-Libyan Sarahali, a big man with hands like paws and a tendency for flamboyant gestures, confronted the island's eldest, put an armor on his shoulders, and walked through the village with him. Not going to read the rest of that, but the point was that Africa is not just hitting France or Hispania or the Balkans. Africa has taken out the white man. And historically speaking, and I'm not trying to get real world because they address it here. Historically speaking, they have a kind of a good reason to. Not racist bastards. Yeah. Cancel and, the, and that's where we're going to end. We're going to end on Africa. I have my Africa notes right here. Cancel their culture. So, uh, I'm at 134, so I'm going to go back to, I guess it's page like four-ish. Oh, oh. So, let's look at the map. So, we got Africa here. Now, obviously, I'm not going to slip the map around, but you've got the little northern section here. Obviously, the, the Cairo Delta, um, you know, going up in the Middle East and then the Balkans, right? Well, this is what I want to focus on right here. This uh, Doruba. This is the asteroid of Africa. Cool. Kind of a big chunk, huh? Yeah. I wish they would have done blue for the water. That red drives I know, me nuts. Right? That, that's really upsetting me. It's red the only, water, right? It's the only part of the map I don't like, by the way. Or even of the game and how it's written. I mean, there's some things that are like, eh. I think the Psychonauts are a little two-dimensional, but whatever. I mean, there's, no, they're, they're not a problem. It's just that map. That's my one complaint about the game. No more five-star, right? Oops, I thought I said 122. Is that wrong? Yeah, whatever. You were there. Yeah. So 134. Maybe it was 134. I just forgot. This book sounds anti-white. It is not anti-white. <laughs> no. It is not. Uh, 
It, it is not. The Africans uh, it, are. It's just providing a historical context. It really is. Believe me. Um, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to get on that subject. This is segment one. Uh, you don't have to worry about that from me. Um, the lion rampant, Africa. So what is it about Africa? So we talked about the Doruba, right? The asteroid broke up and it created Doruba. As we mentioned before, the Sahara is now subtropical and Africa is rich, reminiscent of ancient Egypt or ancient Ethiopia or ancient Carthage. Something like that. I mean, we, we, it's making goods. It's trading with everybody. It's got uh, minerals. It's, it's, I mean, it's an entire, it's northern part of an entire continent. So... Degenesis or Degenesis race war confirmed, kind of. I mean, but to be fair, the Africans didn't start it. The Spaniards kind of did, right? <laughs> so, as I say, it's too early uh, for this history teacher, huh? It's too early for this history teacher to be day drinking. Wow. Uh, hate everyone equally. The filthy Frank approach. <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't been reading chat, so uh, catch up a little bit. So, anyway. Time of the Crow, which means uh, Europe. Everything was as it always had been. Europe was rich and sated. Its people armed to the teeth with education, the latest technological developments. Africa had professionalized civil war until nothing remained from its ancient cultures but bleached bones and stream posts. Oh, by the way, this is talking about current, current day. Mm -hmm. Okay. On March 13th, 2073, ah, I'll still be 99. I won't be 100 yet. <laughs> <laughs> the sun darkened, glowing lines of plasma and nitric oxides cut through the atmosphere. So, boom. The lion awakens. Africa survived. So, I say, look at page 132, read Time of the Crow, first paragraph. Oh, I did that. Oh, uh, did I not? I read half of it. Isn't that good enough? In return, they gave the warlords weapons. Yeah, I don't need to read that. We understand history. Um... So disease spread, and here we go. <laughs> I thought this was funny. It's uh, resistant to existing uh, treatments. Internally, it was called HIV extreme. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's creative. All right. No, but think about it. Where, you know, this this game does not go anti-white. It makes it, it hits historical context or references for everybody. Uh, only days later, all of Africa knew it simply as Hive. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. so people rioted when the military received the first vaccinations and then it said uh, read the last paragraph hive ate through Africa unchecked but some regions were spared many Libyans and Sudanese were immune just like the Maasai the blood of one of these tribal warriors could have led to salvation but another event ruined any chance of that and that was with the asteroid hitting right um, so centuries have changed the climate we talked about that a little bit, but again, as the Ice Age hit the north and the south, that allowed the Sahara wind patterns and so, so and, and so forth, got rains, and it became fertile. It didn't happen overnight, of course, but this is 500 years later. Uh, it says, read a third paragraph. I can't read my own writing anymore. Oh, postwipe. Okay, makes sense. That changed when the Hyberspanian conquistadors, hey, who said that earlier? Good job. Raided Africa and cut a swath of destruct destruction, I can't talk, from Gibraltar to Tripoli. The years of work were destroyed. Proud cities and peoples were lost in the fire. The Africans understood the white man would never let them live in peace. In its heart, war and greed burned, and that fire would always be hotter than reason and love. Only when chained 
the white man would pose no more danger. I'm telling you, I don't care what anybody says. I don't find this to be racist because I think that from the perspective, it makes perfect sense. And I love the language used in it because they didn't shy away from it. I love it. I'm sure some Twitter fool be like, oh, that's just making black men sound like this and blah. Look, it's, it's a world, it's some stereotypical nonsense. It's post-apocalyptic where people stop thinking rationally. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, so what do I have in here? Do, 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 do. So read Psychovores from in. Okay. Oh, it goes to there. So I'm going to read this much. Because this one's a little different. These are the Psychovores, not the Psychonauts, okay? In Doruba, something ancient grows, something that is not from this world. Leathery cusps grow on ferns, mosses form symmetric hexagonal patterns, carnivorous plants press their digestive calyxes, I hope I pronounced that right, into the ground or rise high, growing perfectly geometrical leaves, pentagons and octagons glinting unnaturally in the light. They are thorny and brittle like glass. Their fruits bulge and shimmer in the light, but they are fragile and their pulp makes unsettling noises between the teeth before the poison seeps into the oral mucus and triggers a painful death. One, awesome. scra yeah, one scratch of their thorns and blisters grows on the skin within seconds and blacken. The blisters burst while the necrotic crater keeps growing deep into the tissue until the bone crumbles and the arm breaks Nothing can stop the decay. The only liberation from the pain is death. Wait, 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 wait. You get, you get cut. The blisters start. You're like, uh-oh, chop off your arm. Nothing can like, stop the decay. It's not Romero like, it's zombie not, infection. If you get it quick enough, you can chop off the say, arm. It's not, it's not walking dead. Remember, the black goo that came from the asteroids affects you at a genetic level. Mm. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to say that couldn't happen, and maybe in a scenario somewhere that does, but I'm just going with what it says says here, okay? So, uh... Yeah, liberation from pain is death. Uh, everyone in proximity of these plants loses language and talks in tongues. Wait, wait, and I even think being nearby these things, your, your, your brain is affected? Yep. Many villages believe them to be an echo of the ancestors as I highlighted there. Um, I hope not, because then your ancestors don't like you very much. <laughs> well, voices of the ancestors doesn't mean the ancestors created it. Maybe the ancestors are like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, why did you touch it, Jimmy? Um, anyway, uh, so the main theme of this is that the psychovore causes this unity because of the, the speaking in tongues, the unified language and communication, right? But at what cost? And that's what the Africans are fighting against. They're so like, nope. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea. But what yeah, if it's anything the... that kills you when you touch it gots to go, right? Does it, I, I don't know. I don't know why there's a debate. Who the hell is debating this? You eat the fruit, Beautiful you moss. die. You get scratched from it, you die. What's the upside to this? Well, we all speak the same language. No, no, no. That's not from being it. cut. That's just from being near it. Yeah. Yeah, just but the don't thing just is, don't touch being it. Near it <laughs> increases the chances of being cut by it by a lot, right? Timmy fell down the well. It was replaced with Timmy fell on a thorn. 
And Timmy is going, I love my God. Exactly. And then dies. No, he didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, if he fell in the thorn, he did. But if he just lived near thorn, he starts speaking in tongues. You don't understand what he's saying is, oh, God, oh, God, it hurts. I my 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 bones are 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 being destroyed from the inside. Please kill me. Everywhere around. go. Oh, Timmy's speaking the ancestral language. No, he's not. No, he's not. I don't. Can you read hieroglyphics in ancient Egyptian? You don't know. All right, let's go. <laughs> Almost done here. Um, so, as you can see, Tripol is the hub of the world. Uh, from here, the Neo-Libyans, which uh, Dog will talk about next week, set out into the Mediterranean, exploring the coast, etc., etc., right? Masses mm. live in skyscrapers, flagged with awnings and panels of, clo uh, of cloth. It kind of reminds me of, like, Judge Dredd. What was another post-apocalyptic thing where they lived, uh, like, uh, like, inside these huge skyscrapers? Um, I know I saw one recently. I forget what it is. Uh, Judge Dredd is the only one that comes to mind right now. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, so I, I call it the modern Carthage. It's the center of the world. Uh, Anubia, you got the Bank of Commerce and so forth, which uh, I could get into. Anubia, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. Pyramids. Uh, except Pyramid for... Pyramid with jungles. That's funny. Is, well, that, this is all psychovore. All yeah. of this. Oh, goody. Yeah, so the entire Nile Delta is ruined. It, yeah, is, is Psychovore. The Psychovores right. expand. They have already conquered Anubia. Yay! That's great. So, so the Africans do have their own. They're not just up fighting, you know, uh, Whitey. You know, yeah, they, have they, a reason. they all have their own. Everyone has something in common. They're all fighting... Uh, 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 literally supernatural forces, forces beyond beyond our nature. The last thing I'm going to read before we end segment one, or we'll have our final comments about segment one, is decay. The Mediterranean is dying since the Atlantic Ocean's inflow at Gibraltar has been stopped. Remember, Irish Bandians. The whole bridge thing, yeah. Yep. Uh, has been stopped. The water surface is sinking. The salinity grows. Fish are dying and rotting. Algae slicks flourish. On bad days, a leaden stink wafts over from the Mediterranean, chasing the people into their homes or the hinterland. Great. So, your your one uh, was it uh, cleaning system that you have in the area? <laughs> you know all the silt that comes from the Nile, all the psychovore silt that comes from the Nile now. Yeah, it's just getting trapped in a big lake. Great. All right. You know what? So far, I've decided that the best thing that could happen for the Mediterranean, for Spain, and for Africa is someone to come along and take apart that bridge. Just exit it from existence. But, but if, you, if, if we look at it, um, there's a page. We'll try two. It's not just a bridge that was uh, built across. This right, look at how big that landscape is. Yeah. Remember, they said that you could practically walk across without touching water. Right, right. But still, water was still flowing, so the Mediterranean <laughs> would 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 get would get fresh nutrients, and uh, large vehicles of war wouldn't be able to pass back and forth between Africa and Spain, and. Lots of problems would be solved if that were now the case. W would the flow be enough? I don't know. I'm, I just, you know. Hey, you know but, what? Lots, lots of even big boom, boom will fix a lot of things. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Look what they call Korska. <laughs> Corpse. Okay. So, all right, well, actually, I want to go back to what page I was on for just a moment. 146, I think it was. So, yeah, 146, right? So, we just covered 146 pages. By the way, the highest, most... Oh, you can actually find videos on this stuff that are pretty good. 146 pages in, in just an uh, hour and a half. Heathen Dog has to go from 147 yep. to 368. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's my job. That's not going to happen. But, I mean, but instead of, of three days, he gets a whole week. I had three yeah, days. I'll, I'll have a whole week to read all 13 clans. But you can do an overview like I did. Yeah, you don't have to dive I'm, deep I'm gonna, into I'm it. Gonna, I, I'm, I might have to re resort to slideshows. <laughs> I might have to do it just, ju just, to, just to make it quick enough. But I want to thank Indigo Dragon for pointing this game out to me. I don't know if I love him or hate him, but he pointed <laughs> it out in a YouTube comment. And uh, I checked it out. I, I've been really bad about, like, you know, I said earlier, I've been really bad about looking at the YouTube comments this week. And I don't think Heathen Dog did this a single time for me. He did, did not mask me a single no, time. No, I didn't. I was reading chat. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, Shara says, who did Heathen Dog tick off? No, no, it was my own stupid thing. Be before I read <laughs> the amount of pages, I said, hey, how, how about how about you, you, you take the... Uh, the uh, I, I said, uh, I don't know, to be clear, I said, I'm not going to be able to get through this. And, and, and I didn't think he was going to come back and say, hey, you want to help? Because normally I'm just telling him, like, because Heathen Dog normally doesn't read through this stuff beforehand. That's more me, just because I want to make sure we cover all the salient points. But I was like, dude, this is some heavy reading. I cannot get through this in time. He's like, well, I can look over the cults for you. I'm like, hell yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he didn't tell me that the present had a bomb in it. Well, I... <laughs> kind of did i mean i get i hinted that there's something TikToking in there because of <laughs> yeah. uh but no i'm loving it i i be honest with you i'm absolutely loving it i will tell you and heathen dog i i have a little bit of skepticism over the fact of i think it's a little too two-dimensional with the psychonauts and what i mean by that is okay they're all bugs okay a couple plants whatever i wish it would have been a little more diverse for lack of a better term kind of like horrors are in earth dawn and i'm and i'm intentionally using earth dawn analogy now because outside of that i would tell you i prefer this story to earth dawn story and to forbidden land story i do so um well i, like I, it I so think far. That, the, that the psychonauts are two-dimensional just because they are so uh different that their motivations are completely incomprehensible to human beings the I treated uh, it like they came from the same because they all came from the same asteroids that be, yeah that exactly similar. They, yeah. They, they literally came from an, an environment that is so alien as as to be <laughs> incomprehensible to us so there actually i'm i'm uh i'm reminded of uh ender's game the not, not the book not the movie that sucked the book <laughs> but uh the the uh, book where there there were three classifications of species and uh, I can't remember two of the three, but the the, the third one is uh, I believe it was Verlace or something like that. For oh, I, oh where, I only read the first one after I saw what was in the other two. I was like, no, I'm not getting into that hippie. Okay, nonsense. well, there, there are three classifications of, of, of species that are different than human. There's there's one, two, and three. One is is there is some common ground. There, there, there is a there, there, there is a way to learn each other's language, to learn each other's motivations. Peace can easily be achieved. And then there's two. Two is 
both of us can coexist even without the ability to fully understand each other. Some basic tenets of life is important. Uh, liberty is important. And all of this can be, can, uh, can, can be gotten around as long as we keep our distance. Great. And then there's number three. Whereas these two forms of life are so completely alien and different in both thinking this would definitely and biology be that peace can never be achieved. Only conflict and the destruction of one or the other is going to result. And that's exactly what I feel like yeah. that this that this alien brought spore, which has unraveled the, 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 the DNA and recreated it into something more of its own image, has now become so alien. That there is no coexistence. Well, it's literally there changing. No it's, not, it's not coexisting because it's trying to change you. Exactly. There is no coexistence. There is no understanding. There is either we're going to die or it's going to die. And that is it. Verlace is, you know, a sentient species, but I have no idea how, how to understand you. Yes, there is no understanding or common ground that can be found. The, the, the two species are so alien that conflict is not only inevitable it is absolutely necessary for one or the other to survive I don't know if and I in, in ender's game it was against the bugs and the humans and the bugs died because that's how it is i'm gonna try this i don't know if this is gonna work i haven't done this in a long time and i don't know if it works on the youtube side i'm gonna try it nope didn't work tried to shout out Aaron the pedantic there i do appreciate that he's on the show if you haven't checked out his, his uh his thoughts and so forth, as as is very well known, he and I don't agree on everything. But uh, if I think you should be able to post a link to it. If not, uh, Aaron's pedantic. I'll get one a little bit. But uh, uh, we don't agree on everything, that's for sure. But I think we agree on more than we disagree on that, that's for sure. Um, I actually, he's an up and coming channel. Uh, he's got more ins with people than than I do. But that's probably because I burn every bridge. Every bridge that comes my way, I burn it. Uh, because <laughs> that's what we do here. But uh, uh, his channel's definitely moving forward. He's got a lot of good uh, uh, philosophy on, uh, you know, his thoughts of uh, tabletop RPGs and so forth. Some good commentary. I, 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 don't, I never catch his live streams live because, well, I live in Germany and I'm busy. But I do try to catch him on, on the flip side. Yeah. Okay. Mar Mar Hawkman, he's, he's getting into the depths of the book. I only use, use the book as an example. Uh, but uh, this, this is a sentient virus basically that that is attacking the world in in the genesis there is no understanding with it there is no compromise there, there is no detente that's either us or them and that's how it's going to be but yes yes the with the, with the whole bugs uh ender saved a bug queen and thousands of, of years later reintroduced bugs in the world but still separated them from the humans because the humans would still obliterate them so you know, they physically separated them so that they could live over there. We could live over here. As long as we don't touch, that's fine. Technically that, that equates to the number two I was talking about, but the, the whole living virus is three. It's, it is Varlace. It is completely incompatible with our life in any way, shape or form. And that is the, the crux of this book. Sure. Humans still hate other humans. That's fine. That's always going to be the way. All right. Un until we're all so interbred, we're all gray. Whatever. <laughs> all right. It's always going to be the way. But the the alien spores that that uh, come from this thing hate us all equally. And, and okay, not not hate, but 
think of us all equally, just breeding stock for themselves. And that's it. We are food. We are, we are wombs. That's all we are to them. To this, to this thing, we are not individuals or living creatures. There is no regard for us. We should have no regard for them in return. Uh, Lost Ogre, were you saying hello because we didn't answer something or because something happened? I just want to make sure that, you know, stream didn't die and nobody told me or whatever. Um, okay. So uh, I think we can end segment one. If anybody wants to say anything else, first of all, you can. Uh, this will go up on Thursday of next week, of course, like normal. Our segment ones go up on Thursdays, mm -hmm. uh, and you can comment on the YouTube video, or you can jump uh, in on uh, section jump three in of this segment three. Of this cast. I, uh, sorry, Sharis, I, I did see that you'd post that question before. Uh, he said, "What are the PCs race playable cultures?" Well, the cultures that we read are the playable cultures. The rate is so all of them that the, we read. All races are human. Yeah. Yeah, there's only humans. There's no dwarves. There's no elves because right. they, they, you know, this isn't a fantasy game. This is a post-apocalyptic from from the real world. The, the only historical divergence is the asteroids. That's it. From then on, it's fictional. So the reason we're giving you all this background before going into the rules and making a character is because you have to have it. <laughs> yes. Like, like I said in the beginning. Uh, for for a lot of role-playing systems, there are two books, one for the player, one for the game master. Both books are necessary for both player and game master to even create a character, let alone play one properly. You have to read both of them. By the way, this is not a first game for somebody brand new. No, to the no. <laughs> well, maybe the game no. is because the rules don't seem that excessive to me. But the yeah, the the back the back end of it, what we're going through right now, this is yeah, this is definitely it's some so reading. So dense that a brand new role player it will will you know in in my opinion be correct in saying no this is too much for me i'm out i get it yeah. i get especially it especially in the modern world oh yeah all right well that's a great segue then so uh let's uh let's put up the disclaimer it's time to disclaim as we Love go it. into segment two all opinions and comments belong to the individual speaker and do not represent the legion myth organization usually that's that's me we're talking about Slide that over there. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have to slide it back anyway. Hyperbole, satire, stereotypes, generalizations, and assumptions. I love adding that one. Thank you to uh, the board game captain. Um, <laughs> you know what? He never responded back to us. I guess he does actually hate us. I don't know. Um, are often and intentionally used for simplicity and or effect. Come on, this is segment two. This is where we get to have some fun. He, him, and his have long been considered neutered pronouns. Number one, take a fucking English class. Number two, it's not meant to exclude anybody. If you think that excludes somebody, you're an idiot. And this content is not meant for children under the age of 13 or really any age. There we go. <laughs> All right, let me slide this back over here. So we got two topics to talk about today simply because I don't know how long they're going to take. Okay. So Heathen Dog, like, kind of like I did last week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question and see uh, what your thoughts are, okay? Shoot. Last week your answer was like two seconds, so let's see if we can top that right. today. Can you define the OSR for me? Okay. In your in your mind, I, you don't have to. Go in to Wikipedia. my mind, in your in mind, my yeah. mind, an OSR game is a is is a game that does not uh, hold the hands of the player. Okay. There 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 are consequences to your actions. If you make a mistake, your character could die. If you make a mistake, you could fail the adventure. Okay. Okay. And the, the job of the game master is not only to present the world, 
and uh, and uh, trobs and tribulations therein, but also to to mediate the uh, the players' decisions and how the world will react to those decisions, be that good or evil. The game master is not on your side. The game master is not on the game side. The game master is there to give proper reactions from NPCs, from, from uh, um, the world at large to the player's actions. That and, and of course, to mediate the rules. That's it. Now, yeah. unlike, unlike other games where it seems like the, the game master's job is to make sure the players have fun and, and in the player's mind, fun is winning. I am <laughs> like, like, like you, a role-playing game is not about winning. It's not about winning. It's it's about it's about uh, you know immersing yourself in in your character, doing as what your character would do, be that for good or evil or for win or lose, whatever. And then if you end up dying, well, you bring up another character. And the herald says consequences. Yes, the, the the game master is is the arbiter of consequences. The player's actions cause ripples of effect that could come back as consequences or boons. It depends on them. And the, the game master in an OSR game is not apologetic to a player who makes mistakes. Okay. I know we're already going to get some flack for some of the stuff you said, but uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll go into mine in a moment here. So, Where's my player there... agency shirt? I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> Uh, are there any specific games or addition of games that form in your mind or should form the basis of OSR? Okay. Um, when I think of an OSR type game, uh, some of the first ones that come to mind are uh, uh, AD&D sec second edition Ravenloft. Completely unforgiving environment. Mistakes will cost you your life. Um, other ones are, um, uh, the, the, the beginning part of, of, uh, dungeon crawl classics is, is, you know, the whole character funnel talk about unforgiving. You, you, you have to make four zero level characters because three of them are going to die before he reaches level one, which is awesome. And, uh, stuff like, uh, uh, uh basic dungeons and dragons and, um, hyperborea is another one. Um, uh, games that go against that older game stars without number get, get, games that go against that are are made to be more fun like uh Mar like like the the 1980s marvel superheroes mm -hmm. where you're supposed to win right you're you're the good guy you're the, you're you're playing a comic book hero in the end you're supposed to win that's opposite to an osr um what else? What, what other game can, can I think of? Uh, a lot of the old World of Darkness games was is just steeped in the fact that there is no winning. In Ooh, the end, all right, now you get to get all the complaints. Okay, thank okay, you. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. In the old World of Darkness, there was no winning. There, there was just holding back the, 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 the tide of awfulness as much as possible. You can win in the short term, but in, in, the, in the long term, you're damned, and that's it. Is a OSR is a recreation or reinterpretation of older game design. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to be gritty or hard. It doesn't have to be, but uh, um, it is. It is 
I want to say it does have to be gritty or hard, but it is unforgiving at its core. The, the moment you said uh, World of Darkness, I'm pretty sure some people uh, are about to explode. Why is that? Because that's a storytelling game for sure. It, it, uh, it, yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, the 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 idea of it is the same. I mean, it uh, there there's no takesies backsies like 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 in like in Five E. It's so hard to die. There's so many ways where you cannot lose. Okay. And so, OSR games don't have all those safety nets. Fair enough. Um, I think you and I are going to be a little closer than what a lot of the comments are going to be just because uh I th probably because we just gamed and we've known each other for such a long time so uh let me go back and ask the questions of me yes i, I have this stuff written down uh, so first of all i cannot define the osr because i don't agree with what a lot of people in the osr say it is okay but people within the osr don't agree with what it is sometimes and, and uh, here, here's an example I'll tell you that in my mind, Stars Without Number is not an OSR game. Uh, Basic Fantasy is not an OSR game. Now, I'm, I'm horribly wrong. Shit, I just said that. Segment 2, I don't have to say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, the reason I say that is anything that takes a D&D &D premise and has you only rolling up is not a fucking OSR game. Because Watsy D&D is shit, and it, I don't care if it's fucking third edition 20 years ago, and that's not an OSR game. That's a shit-tastic game. The OGL, OS, or whatever the hell they're calling it this week is all crap. Oh, oh no, I know what you're getting at. You're, 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 you're getting at uh, an OSR game is uh, from zero to hero. I will get a to that in a moment. A non-OSR game is from hero to superhero. Well, yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. Okay. Uh, my thing is like, so actually what I'm trying to say here is I, I usually get blasted all the time because I call Forbidden Lands an OSR game. And for the love of God it is not, I know. But I consider it an OSR game because it is deadly. It doesn't hold the character's hands. Sure, it's rules light. Yeah, it doesn't follow D&D &D rules. But that's the thing. It's like, oh, it doesn't have the six stat block. It can't be OSR. That's well, not true. Well, yeah. again, purists and so forth. out And that, that's kind of what this is about. OSR means something a little different to, to different people. Um, mm -hmm. But there is a theme about it, and that's kind of what I was trying to get out of you. Like, oh, it can't be OSR because, uh, you know, that was written by this author in this era, and he doesn't agree with this. I mean, you've got all these different little clones. I, I would tell you that I think Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer, Hyperborea, how many times have I said this, should have been what 3rd edition D&D is. I consider that OSR. It uses a combat matrix. It doesn't use uh, roll high for everything. It's got proper saving throws. It doesn't use, you know, fortitude, reflex, and whatever the fuck that other one, willpower, or what 5th edition does each, each of the stats. It, it's, it's truly old school. But to be completely fair, in my mind, no, that, that's not. It's not the only type of OSR game. And no, I really don't have a problem with... Uh, with stars without number in fact it is an osr game uh but what i'm saying is there's that purity test out there well if i were to give you my purity test i would say if you're not following uh anything up to uh and including a second edition ad and d and then let's be fair some people say shit's not osr because it isn't the sixth stat block of D D. well that's really not an osr game would you consider traveler an osr game i'm, I'm asking you are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, would you I, I've never played Traveler. Uh, you can die in fucking character creation. 
I think that's, that's another. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I'm not reading chat right now. I'm intentionally not reading chat. I'll come back to it in a moment while, while I'm doing this. So, so my, my point being is that I, I've had a bunch of people over time be like, well, that's not OSR. And usually I get lit up on the Forbidden Lands thing because I'll be like, man, my favorite OSR game is Forbidden Lands because I, because I, as Heathen Dog was kind of talking about before, really believe it encapsulates the spirit of what an OSR game is. Yes, it only uses four stats. Yes, it, it, it uses uh, has only a couple of uh, three skills per four attributes, so a total of 12 skills in the entire game that you put everything in. Yes, it's a completely different dice roll system. It's not a D20 system and so forth. But number one, you don't roll investigation every room you go into or perception to see if you see that there's a bookshelf on the wall that's right fucking in front of you. You know, you, you actually have to have your character do this stuff, but if you do it, you get it. It has... Old school style, although the, the halflings and goblins are freaky, uh, it has old school style races that actually have meaning that are way different than humans. Sure, it's, a, it's not exactly Tolkien-esque, but that's fine. I never said it had to be Tolkien-esque. So, so again, to get back to my point here before I move on to the next little part of this. Actually, the next little part of this, I, I'm technically on I didn't even realize that. So, yeah, I said, yeah, people like to bitch at me uh, about what OSR is. Oh, and here's my favorite, my favorite are the qualifiers. I'm just going to tell you something. Just because you've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since third edition doesn't make you an expert in the OSR. Okay. Just because you've had exposure to Holmes or Beckme D&D doesn't mean you're an expert in the OSR. To be fair, am I an expert in the OSR? No. Oh, and here comes some of my favorite ones. Just because you've written an adventure for an OSR game or because you've written your own little game system based on some other stuff, does not mean you're an expert or an authority. Maybe I should say authority, not expert. In the OSR. I see that, or, yeah, especially if you, just because you create adventures for um, old school essentials, Dungeon Crawl Classics, Osiric, uh, Lamentations of Flame Princess, so on and so forth, does not mean you're an expert or you're the authority of the OSR. Just because I have been playing since 1983, that's the first time I played Dungeons and Dragons. Does not make me an expert in the OSR or what the OSR is supposed to be. So fuck you and stop lording over me like, yeah, that isn't what OSR is. Forbidden Lands is OSR. Don't fucking like it. Go fuck yourself. You know, I get it. I'm not going to get the little stamp on there because it doesn't have the six stat blocks and doesn't, doesn't match what used to be written in basic d d It doesn't have to be d and I'm with Heathen Dog on this one. It's more about the feel. If it is a game that is exactly as Heathen Dog said, because this is what I say all over the place, all over our Discord, if it is from zero to hero and not hero to superhero, if it treats it like a game where you don't get plot armor, where you don't get, uh, where if you're stupid and your character dies, and I shouldn't say stupid, it could just be bad dice rolls and your yeah, character bad dies. Bad dice rolls or one, one mistake sometimes can kill you and that's it. I mean, that's just the way it is. Right. Uh, so uh, I do want to get, get to this chat here in just a moment because then we're going to segue into something a little differently here to, to kind of see where some of this stem from. Because um, I do want to leave that for the end, even though I've kind of said most of it. No, oh, that's lovely. Uh, so what is chat saying right now before we go on? Forbidden Lands is very much an OSR game. It encapsulates the design philosophy of the original game. But I will tell you that there will be people who come to you, Crafty, and say, no, it is not because it doesn't match the six stat blocks of, you know, Gygaxian D&D. There are some people who say that if it's not traditionally D&D, then it is not OSR. Look at the original Palladium Fantasy. That was a, even though you have a lot of hit points in that game, Things do a lot of damage, so you could die pretty quickly. Would you? Would you say, Ethan? Would you say the original Palladium Fantasy is OSR? 
the original, I, I have to say yes, because uh, yeah, you, you are right. I mean, uh, unlike in riffs, you can die in one attack. There's a lot of things that can just kill you in one hit. <laughs> really can. I mean, that 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 doesn't alone make make it OSR, but the the whole fact that uh, um, it has it has it uh, has a culture and a lore that uh, uh, pro propagate the feel and uh, and nuance of of uh, mm, how I, I don't know how to how to explain it for for Palladium, but uh, uh, what what you were talking about Tolkien s but not Tolkien s like like all the races are different they have different viewpoints and they they have to interact they, in they certain are ways literally like that. different on every level yeah and it's incorporated into the it's game incorporated into the game yes elven regeneration in and of itself and then the fuckers turn into trees yeah I'm bored of life I'm gonna turn into a tree <laughs> they become treants yeah why not they're elves right um. <laughs> So on the uh, uh, let me let me do this the the Twitch side first because I see Pretend <laughs> exposed a lot on there. Coincidence, man. But thank you for being here. I kind of knew once I saw your name that if you stuck around, you're gonna have some things to say about that. Uh, let's see. Don't hold the players' hands. Yeah. So Marvel Comics had a time when heroes lost, but it was rarely. However, those stories were often the best. Well, OSR is uh, is unforgiving by nature. How the game is that right? Yeah, I think. It, it isn't intentionally out to kill the players, but it makes you think as a team. And this is what I said for, like, my Forbidden Lands games. If you try to just go in as a bad kung fu flick one at a time onto Bruce Lee, you're going to die. But if everybody were to sit around Bruce Lee and just go, ah, even he would fall, you know? So the, the point, you have to use teamwork, and you have to talk it out, and you have to, you know, and sometimes the dice rolls are going to get you, and sometimes they're not. Um see unforgiving i think is a good term i just don't want to turn in that turn that concept into something antagonistic because i don't think the game master is supposed to be antagonistic it's supposed to be like as a dcc calls it a judge or as a um no, game master judge referee whatever anything but storytelling and i do agree Nathaniel the thing is brought out that uh, a uh, a a first uh, level uh player in uh, in palladium his hit points are pe plus 1d6 and uh, human PE is three d six. A a a good a good sword does three d six damage. That's hit points, but don't forget about all the SDC also. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, if 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 you're if you're first oh. level, your SDC is probably going to suck because your armor shit. Sure, so. no, I, I, but yeah. I no, I believe it's deadly. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, but yeah. there, but that does have the SDC stuff on top of that. Um, let's see. The elves are the OG Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, let's go over to the uh, to the YouTube side here. Uh, let's see. Oh God, that's let's go. Uh, three is better than five. E uh, matter of opinion. I, I don't like either of them. So how about that? Um, let's see. Okay. So see. Okay. So that's uh, before that time to get roasted. Yeah. Sure. Zosar style of play and Zosar school of design. I think those two are separate things. You know, I never thought about it that way. Which one was that? I, um, I can't because it's going to be pretty far back. Well, I can find it. Oh, there it is. Uh, where'd it go? How come I don't see it on the StreamYard side? Because that's before it and that's after it. Well, 
Okay, well, it, over here, where I was looking at the direct chat, it just says uh, there's the OSR style of play and the OSR school of design. I think the two are separate things. I, I, I can agree with that. If in order to get the OSR label, you have to, to get that stamp, you have to do the Dungeon Dra old school Dungeon Dragon stat block. I don't have a problem with that because I don't need the stamp. What I'm frustrated with is people coming to me, it's like, oh, that's not old school. Old school is only this. And it'll be something based off of Dungeons and Dragons third edition. I'll be like, that's not old school at all. Yeah, it's not old school at all. I mean, there there were a lot of stuff in the 70s and 80s that were not D&D &D stat block stuff. I mean, Paranoia was what, 82, 84? I don't know, but second edition, I love. I love Paranoia second edition. Yeah, exactly. That's the one I played too, because I thought it was the best one. And uh, crap, uh, Palladium came out in what? I think it was 81 for the first 80. Yeah three or four for the revised and right. then second edition came out sometime after that. Right. And, and you, you, you can see parallels, but they're different enough to be, to be considered a, a, uh, a separate rule system. But, but both of them, I would consider OSR games. I mean, e even paranoia where, where, where death, where your first seven deaths don't really matter so much. It, <laughs> but, but the thing is that in the, in that game, life is cheap. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way it is. So, yeah, for I mean, me, uh, that's a little too cartoony for OSR, well, yeah, yeah, but I, 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 get absolutely it, I get it. But agree the, that it, the it idea would, yeah. that that your life is not more special than the game is an or is for me an OSR idea. <laughs> well, so Mr. Max Bolvin says. Roll high for everything is a silly criteria to disqualify a game from being OSR. But it's not just that. I'm talking because most people, when they think OSR, or they, they base it on Dungeons & Dragons of some sort. Third edition Dungeons & Dragons isn't OSR. No. Watsy D&D is shit and is a craptastic game and should well, never no, be no, considered. No, no. It is a craptastic game. I'm not going to say it's a craptastic game. It's a craptastic Dungeons & Dragons game. If you took away oh, the words Dungeons & Dragons <sighs> from it, it's not a bad game. I have to grudgingly accept, well, a fifth edition better than third edition in that case then, because okay, I, do, I don't like games that basically require map boards. But fourth edition was worse. Yeah, it was worse. It didn't mean that in third edition you didn't need a map board. Or Pathfinder. I don't like Pathfinder either. The reason we don't rail on Pathfinder, and we've said this in other episodes, is because it's its own thing made by its own company. It doesn't have the D&D &D logo on it. Right. For the uh, purposes of OSR... I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. No, okay. Craft said 3E is not OSR. It's a, it's a D20 game. Now... That, but, that, but that basic is fantasy is, is based I, on directly is based on it. It's considered one of the first OSR games. Yeah, which which I don't agree with, but not because it's a D twenty game. I in 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 my mind, I don't classify uh, an 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 OSR game based on its mechanics. I don't want to do that. I agree. I actually yeah, be, agree with that. Yeah, be, be, because there's so many games in the 70s and 80s that had that had differing mechanics, but still had the same feel. The 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 dungeon master or game master or referee, whatever the game system called this person who is in charge of the game, has three jobs: be the arbiter of the rules, uh, reconcile the players' actions in the world and and reconcile the world's response to the player's actions the 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 game master slash dungeon master slash referee is not responsible for the player's life or the repercussions of their decisions that creates an entire mood 
for 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 the, the whole the game running forward that 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 gives it an OS that helps give it an OSR feel. For games the record, that are not OSR are are games that where the game master is prohibited in some cases prohibited from from uh, uh, causing harm to the players due to their own dumb actions or holding the player's hand so they never make mistakes in the first place. Like, or where like the story a, like, is more important than the game. Exactly. Play. I mean, that's, the that's story a... is more important than, 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 uh, than the player's life. That is and there's never nothing true. inherently wrong on. with that. It's not for me, but there's nothing inherently wrong with that style of play. No, no, but if it's you, for you. But you, you can't call it an OSR game. Just, just like, sure. just like Max, Max was saying a, a, a little earlier. Uh, if, uh, if a player walks in a room and gets 15 immediate checks just for walking in the room, <laughs> get, that, 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 that is the game holding the player's hand, just spoon feeding information to the player so the player won't fail. It's a crutch. Well, I wouldn't even say a crutch in that instance. It's a goddamn wheelchair. The game master just is it a combat wheelchair. <laughs> All right, let, uh, let me look at the chat here. Uh, this is a that's uh, that's uh, okay. Rolling high for okay. So it's, I mean, I get what you're saying, and truthfully, I, I agree. I agree with you. I'm saying that if somebody were to come to me and start getting all puritanical on me about the OSR game they play, and then I find out that it is based on like third edition D and D, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. But it's only in that regard. Uh, Target D twenty. Okay, so uh, maybe this is why I tend to be kind of tolerable as an OSR guy. I know have no authority. <laughs> None of us have authority, and that's the thing. I mean, we're all just a bunch of either YouTubers or bloggers or whatever, yeah. and you know, we all think our way is the right way. I absolutely think my way is the right way. Yeah. But, I mean, we but all I'll... have our opinions based on our experience, and you know, people who who uh, grew up in in different kind of gaming group, different kind of environment, are going to have different experiences. That's going to shape an invariably different opinion. I I am trying in my own head to reconcile a uh, a tent that that would that would encompass the most idea of what an OSR is without diluting it too much that's Fair what enough. i am trying to come up with so uh, looking at this, so Aaron Pedantic also says, I disagree with that. I'd say old school D&D is human centric if we take it. Yes. It, old, actually, Gygax was very yeah. blatant about oh, yeah. that. He, yeah. he, yeah. he didn't want you playing. Like, why would you want to play an L oh, whatever? Yeah. The thing, why would you want to play an orc? They're, they're, uh, they're, okay. No, humans, demi humans. I mean, it says it right there. It's half a human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not quite human. That, that means not quite right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's basically it. That's a little, little more than I take away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the OSR is all about taking the old and making it your own. So I take no issue, non-human centric OSR game. Sure. I, uh, for, uh, again, I want to be very clear on this. I'm not here to try to tell you what an OSR game is. No. What I'm trying no. to do is, uh, is twofold. One, I actually have a webpage I'm going to show in a moment here to, to kind of talk about what sparked is, uh, is to counter something that happened on, on this webpage. But, is also to say is kind of stop the puritanical people right off right off the bat. You know, we had this whole thing with the whole story garbage where it took two episodes and Heathen Dog chewing me out after the fact that it took two episodes to talk about that. Um, I don't want to do the same thing here. Not trying to tell you what OSR is. I'm trying to tell you what OSR means to me and how I will always and forever use it whether you fucking like it or not. 
It's that simple. And if you don't agree with it, I can give a fuck less. Again, I've been playing since 1983. I'm somehow better than you are, even though you've been playing since 77 or 93. <laughs> Whatever. All right, uh, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a little little different thing than that, where uh, I wanna I wanna have the the conversation, and if my mind is changed, and and I have to eliminate or or include uh, a, an OSR definition into my you know tentpole then great because un unlike the 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 gate gatekeeping purists like this is osr this is not they have stark lines to to you know demarcate between one and the other that is that that just stops you from actually thinking about your opinion and re redefining it with new information that is an intelligent person. That is that is a person I, I can call a friend. That is a person I want to know. Someone who absorbs new information, compares it to what they have, and changes as necessary. So, yes, the conversation is what I want. And if you guys change my mind, great. If I change your mind, great. If, if, if I say for a second that, no, you are wrong, that can never be, I'm hating myself. As you should if you say the same. I've got to find this one. I have to put this on the screen. And yes, I am. I am massively less max. <laughs> Kidding. I don't know what that meant, but there you go. Uh, do, 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 where the hell is it? Well, okay. So another, there's another comment from Aaron the Pedantic. Um, I haven't caught up on the chat yet. So. Okay, here we go. The thing, that, uh, the thing is that 3 and beyond focus heavily on character customization as a matter of play, which becomes an issue. Yes. Yes. yes the first does. thing yes, I said when I received my three ebooks, I was still in the Air Force. I think Heathen Dog had just gotten out. I was still in the Air Force, getting ready to get out within a year or so myself. It was around 2000, 2001. I got my book, and the first thing I said is, this is commie role-playing, because that's how I talk. <laughs> that's how I talk now. Um, when it came in said that a gnome could be a paladin, I said, I'm done with this. I'm not playing this game. Because that ruins the spirit. That ruins the soul of what D&D is. I also don't like prestige classes. But you can do this and you can do that. I, no, I don't like Lego characters. I like kits. You make a choice, you stick with it. If a game master doesn't like some aspect of the kit, say, no, I don't, I don't allow that portion of it. That's the, that's the DM's right. You have to accept it. Um, so, no, I, I, I agree with that part of it. Hackmaster 4 is one of the first old school games based on pre- Came out in 2001. Okay. Uh, does anyone think that D&D &D 3E is OSR? I, not 3E itself. So to be fair to Chris Gonerman, because he was cool to Heathen Dog, actually, and me, um, about, uh, about basic fantasy, is he really did strip down the crunch out of it. But it is still based on the OGL uh, as far as the, the generic way that, that it played. So um, at least the wheelchair set sweet. Oh, I read that. Uh, D&D &D 3 is not OSR. Watsi's poor attempt at designing their own... Yeah, that's the way I feel about that as well. Uh, I've heard some people who are really uninformed refer to 3E as old school, but that's because they consider gameism as old school since their 5E experience is narrative. Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of... Well, it might just be my circles. I saw a lot of gameism in... Uh, or narrativism in, in 3E also. But I, you know, to be fair, I think that was more along the lines... Yeah, I think that was just more along the lines of homebrew stuff, so I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. Uh, 2E was less gamist than 3. 2E just had a lot of problems with consistency. 1E even more so. Massively less max. I don't know what that was about, but I'm sure I said something stupid. 
Um, the biggest choice you make is what race and what class? In in two E. In two E. See, if if you chose yeah. your race and you and you chose your class, your, your your personality, your outlook on life, and 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 your decisions moving forward are basically made for you because you have the, you the have inclinations of an elf, the inclinations of a dwarf or a halfling or whatever. I and think made for you is too forward. strong because it sounds like the players got to play the same cookie cutter as everybody else. No, and I, no, no. I just believe you that. have you have like 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 I've said before many times, you have your lane. Stay within your lane. You you can be a different kind of elf. You can be a different kind of dwarf. But there are bumpers in your yes. bowling lane. You cannot yes, go as beyond there should them. be. There yeah. should be. But but the but the space between those bumpers is is wider than people give it yeah, credit it's, for. It's, it, yeah yeah P people all they see is the bumpers and and they see oh I'm being oppressed. No, there's a lot of space in those bumpers. You can be your own elf. You can be your own dwarf. But just stay in your lane and everyone's going to be fine. Now, I want to be fair. This, this Normally, we do things that happen within the week. This is pretty old for us. Okay. But I was just made uh, my attention. This is actually Umbri, person who's been messaging you about DCC. Yep. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Posted this today on our Discord. And I thought, well, since we're going to be talking about this, this is an awesome thing to discuss. Anybody who's on our Discord already knows how I'm going to answer this, by the way, because I <laughs> kind of ranted about it already. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically it goes into talking about, uh, you know, uh, OSR. And again, it's somebody who lords over the fact that thinks that because he watched a documentary or had a conversation with Arneson at some point, by the way, I'm from Minnesota. You think I don't know anything about, uh, Arneson and Gygax from right outside of where they all started. Everybody I knew growing up had met them and was best friends with them at some point. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, so 3d6 in order. I have never seen anybody do that, and I've never heard of anybody in the OSR say that's a mandate. If that is somewhere, out of all the purity tests that I've seen, that's not one I've ever seen. I'll tell you how I roll. If you're playing a Dungeons & Dragons game in my world, you're rolling 5d6. Remove the highest, remove the lowest. Yeah. Good luck getting an 18. Good luck getting a 3. Um, I do that intentionally because I like more average characters. I like people to represent normal people at least for the most part and if you get something outlandish well there you go you've got that i also don't like point by systems because i don't believe everybody's equal or balanced so uh but that's me your mileage may vary i don't like 46 reroll ones because i think the, the stats are way too high i was I, I put this on somebody's uh comment youtube comment a couple weeks ago but uh, i was running a game or i'm sorry i was in a game was I running Earth Dawn or was I playing in the AD&D game? I forget. Anyway, I brought up to the guy because we're talking about stats and his stats are like 16, 17, 17, 16, 15, 12. You know, I'm like, wait, what kind of crazy ass stats are those? I look at mine. I'm like, I got a 14. <laughs> you know, um, And basically I showed him Raceland, uh, the first edition Dungeon uh, Dragonlance book. Raceland, the guy who would be a god, had a 17 intelligence. Yeah. And he's like, I'd never play with stats that low. Anyway. Um, so, I mean, I'm play, sure people... Play do smarter, it. not harder, and, and you you too can defeat Takesis. Right. There you go. Um, a couple other house rules I add in, but I do this for, for class purposes. I don't do this because I want to make the game easier. If you roll a D4 for hit points, you're rolling a D4 for hit points. Guess who plays a lot of wizards and is used to that D4 hit point thing? <laughs> If you roll a d6 for hit points, you get to reroll ones. If you roll a d8 for hit points, you get to reroll ones and twos. See where this is going? 
You roll a d10 for hit points, you get to re-rolls 1s, 2s, and 3s. And since I don't do Barbarians, because I play mostly 2nd edition, but if you roll a d12, you could re-roll 1s, 2s, 3s, and 4s. Yes, I, I, I do that because I want to make sure that, they, that the fighters aren't suffering with the, with the wizards. Well, you know? well, there's, there, there's also the thing where, uh, where you have to go through training. Mm-hmm. You know, to become a fighter, you're just like, I pick up a sword, I pick up a shield, I put on some armor, I'm a first level fighter. No, you have to learn how to fight, you have to learn how to use a sword, and your teacher is going to say, no, 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 you're a farmer, get the fuck out. If, if, if you do not make the cut, and if you only have one hit point, you're, he is not going to continue teaching you because it's worthless, because you're going to die in your first battle, get out. Every time I hit you with the wooden sword, I knock you out, what the hell? Exactly, you know, <laughs> like, what, what, what the hell, get out of here, kid. Get out of here, I'm not teaching anymore. This guy does talk about a little bit how, like, Gygax started his characters at third level. And I heard rumors about that. I never sat at a table with Gygax. I don't know. Um, Also, you know, the whole debate whether they're direct points to your life or do they represent something more. I think we've always recognized, going as back as far as I can remember, that they've represented more than just direct damage to your body. It's a, it's a stamina. It's a luck. It's, it's, you know, you know, a, a, 15th level character doesn't have a million hit points versus your five simply because the person can take 15 stab wounds more than you. No, it's the character can react better. What would be a, a fatal wound to you is more of a flesh wound to him. You know, things like that. Uh, um, you know, he goes into that. But he, uh, are we getting to the part where yeah, he discusses it here that that really got me annoyed? Um... You know, people are always wanting to raise low-level character hit points. No, low-level characters are supposed to die. Well, they're not supposed to die. They're supposed to learn to run away. See, that's another thing. You can run away from fights. Oh, no, yes, yes. In, in 5e, you never have to run away. <laughs> so, well, play hardcore mode, I guess you do now. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. It's, in this, it's great because it's bolded out, and I didn't even do that. Let's face it. Characters should be heroic. No, they should not. Characters should not, at first level, be fucking heroic. A first level character, let me explain to you the way my Sifu did. Now, we didn't wear belts, as I wrote as I wrote on our Discord. We didn't wear belts in Kung Fu. We wore sashes. They weren't colored and so forth. But, to use the analogy, everybody can understand. A black belt is not somebody who's fully trained a 20th level warrior. A black belt is your first level warrior. You're now trained. You've been training for years in the basics, where you are competent to both teach those beneath you, and to now really learn how to actually perform martial arts, now your journey begins. The way my Sifu explained to me is that this is now when your journey begins. Right. They, they would <laughs> not have levels above black if you were done. They wouldn't. Almost every single uh, martial arts discipline, you get black belt first, black belt second, third, fourth, fifth. Most of them go up to 10. Because First there's Don still Red still Sash. More to learn. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I just put a couple of comments up there that I thought were apropos. I'm not going to respond back to them, but uh, I thought they were apropos to the conversation here. Um, to get down to your third hit points. It's going to start doing some real... Yeah, sure. But that's also kind of like how Palladium does the SDC. I mean, everybody does it differently. Uh, I like the old Shadowrun system where everybody has 10 hit points, but... You have your target numbers increase. My, in fact, the game I'm writing is not based on Shadowrun, but I use that in theory, that theory where it's like damage. First of all, I call it trauma. 
not hit points. So you know if you take it, yes, it's absolutely possible to get hit with a weapon and take zero points of damage. Why? Because armor and dodging and level and so whatever, you know, gets in the way of that. I'm only going to count things that actually hurt you, but everything that hurts you actually hurts you. And once you get to a certain point, your target numbers change. And uh, I, I know other games do that as well, but I'm saying for me... You've got to run into that too. Yeah, <laughs> depending on your level of damage, you lose dice from all of your actions. Yeah. So even if they're scoundrels instead of the usual Superman ideology, because... Uh, because they are not and should never be a common peasant. Yes, that's exactly what they should be fucking. Oh my God. At first level, this is why I call it off the farm. That's exactly what they're supposed to be. You're a first level nobody. Well, no, I, I have to agree with some of this. Now I, I have to know where they're going with it. But well, uh, no, a- this is exactly how a lot of my characters actually start. My warlock in a fifth edition game. I intentionally did this. And I also didn't take Eldritch Blast. <laughs> um, was... He became a warlock because he saved his brother from a fire and he invoked a demon. It's basically like, hey, I'm here. He's like, wait, well, what? You're real? Yeah, but you sure you want this? I don't want my brother to die. We're stuck in a farm in a fire that's burning down. I want him to live. Okay, you said it. And now I now I was a warlock. Yeah, I had all the powers and all that stupid nonsense and so forth. But you, when you start at first level, at first level... You are not a common citizen because just let's use the black, the black belt thing. Not everybody gets a black belt. No, you are not, trained. Right. Not everybody is a United States Marine. No. So you have training in this. So you, you, you literally are at, at first level, you're trained, but you're still a schmuck. You're still a private. You're still, a, a, you know, you're just a black belt. Sifu is going to kick your ass. Yes, <laughs> I understand. But compared to the average person right who has 1d4 hit points versus uh your well no, d- no. Well, unless you're a wizard d8 you know yeah yeah but yeah yeah the, the average person is gonna have 1d4 you as a first level fighter have 1d10 because you are trained mm-hmm. you are trained you you have toughened your body and this this is this is the result of you being competent but here's the here's the line that that sums that all up Okay, well, first of all, character, characters are made of stuff for tough and are meant for legendary things. No, they're no, meant they're for not. the potential of legendary yeah, things. They have, they, ha- they have the ability, because they are trained, to do legendary deeds. It doesn't mean they deserve to. It doesn't mean they're going to. <laughs> it means, un- unlike... Yeah, F- F- Elders Blast. Uh, un- unlike the average person, they have the ability to do great things. Doesn't mean they're gonna, but they have the ability to do so. I went into Streamlabs and totally redid the entire bot. Why did it? Uh, anyway, I'll deal with that later. YouTube side is getting spammed with bot stuff. And I fixed that, I thought. Anyway, okay, so uh, for the love of God, uh, the, for the love of the dice gods, let your players create actual heroes. No. No. Because you don't start the game as a hero. If you want to do that, play Marvel superheroes or play right. D&D 5th edition. You are supposed to start as a nobody, an effective nobody, a trained but effective nobody. First level spell, you cast it and you're like, ah! I'm done. Tomorrow, man. Tomorrow. Look look at how it was written up like for Raceland, how tired he would get so forth. Yes, he had constitutional problems and so forth. But the point is, is this has an effect on you. If you're, uh, you know, it's second edition, if you're a specialist, oh, I got a second spell, but that's still 50% of my magical power gone that day. But you know what? When I hit 12th, 13th, 14th level, I was fucking some stuff up and that warrior's like, I'll just stand in front while you blow crap up, okay? Got it. Thank you for all the years you protecting me. Now I get to protect you. Yep. Paying dividends. Exactly. So, no, you are not an actual hero to start. And if you think that way, well, 
I mean, you you play your game the way you want, but to act somehow like because remember this whole thing started off up here. It's talking about OSR and you know the myths about the OSR. I I couldn't disagree with this jackass more. Actually, I I, I read ahead to what you have highlighted, and I I almost vomited in my mouth a little bit. But I, I said, for the love of God, what do I have highlighted after that? No, no, I read ahead from oh. what you had highlighted. Oh. So keep going, because honestly. honestly yeah, they're going to do stupid things, run into some serious bad luck, not retreat when they should, and solve problems with their acts when it's not warranted. This coupled with encounter style and low healing of the OSR is going to lead to plenty of deaths. I yep. know, right? That's yep. awesome. Yeah. As a player, that is awesome. Not that I want my character to die. It's awesome when you start hitting third level and get a little bit more power, fifth level, and you get fireball. And you start moving forward, and you're like, I'm surviving this stuff, and you're learning. Now, I don't like it when players metagame. I'm going to take the flip side of this for just a moment. So much because they know the rules of the game in and out or they know real life science and they start talking about things that the character could have no possibility of knowing. I, I don't like that. That's kind of where I draw a line on the whole gameplay versus storytelling and so forth is when, when a character really starts a metagame or I start metagaming your character for you. Okay, uh, Heathen Dog, uh, you can cast Fireball with this damage, but if you actually change it up to a Lightning Bolt, it will reflect off of four walls. And how do yeah, you how do you know that? You're not you're you're, you're a fighter. You you don't know yeah, that. You, there's no way you would know that. You you would not have intimate knowledge on 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 on, right. in, on the uh, on the the uh, pool hall effects of a Lightning Bolt. Shut the hell up. Right. Which, if you remember, and I don't know if you remember this, but if you remember when I ran Earthdawn back in the '90s, what did I do? I photocopied the combat portion of the book for the fighters. I photocopied yep. the magic portion of the book for the magic users. So magic users had no clue. The first time one of you got, oh, you were a magic user, but the first time one of the warriors was like, okay, I'm using defensive stance with aggressive strike. Okay, you can't combine those two together. But still, you know, I'm, they're doing a who? What does that mean? Oh, is that a talent you've got? No, that's just a combat action. But Actually, side, no, I, I, I knew that because my, my first character that died was a fighter. So I got that's that. That's right. Thing. That's right. You did get it because you're the cavalryman. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I, I, on go. the flip side, you know, people didn't understand, the warriors didn't understand threads and so forth and no. whatnot for magic because you wouldn't know that. Outside of that kind of metagaming, and I'm not saying metagames, ah, but, but then, you know, the, the, the player has a, a role in this. So that's why it's called a player character. Um, this coupled encounter will lead to plenty of deaths, but these deaths will not be pointless and they will be liberating. It's the last and sentence I don't like. What, 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 yeah, but what do you mean? What's a pointless death? Going into a dungeon and getting killed by a bunch of goblins isn't a pointless death. You learn something. No, no, no. hang on, hang on. No, let, let, I, let's, I'll let's get to the last sentence the in a moment. Let's take the whole thing because honestly, they're going to do stupid things, running yes. into some serious bad luck, not retreat when they should and solve problems with their acts when it's not warranted. This coupled with the encounter style and low healing of OSR is going to lead to plenty of deaths, but these deaths will not be pointless and they will be liberating. I don't know about liberating, but they will be educational. Your <laughs> next character isn't going to be that stupid. Now it's right. the last sentence that yeah. I don't like I higher I attributes and a handful of extra hit points are not going to change this. Yes, that's exactly what it does. <laughs> it's exactly what it does. It gives the wizard more hit points, so the horrible mistake he made may not be life-threatening. He's more apt to make that same stupid mistake in the future. Okay, that's just one example. I'm confused by this. I Lost never Stringer, understood why you had to roll the six stats in the first place. You're going to have to give some more... Up? 
because unless you missed what I said earlier, I, I personally don't like point by systems because I don't believe in balance. Everyone starts with the I, same amount of points. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't believe in equality. Yeah. Now, I do believe in viable characters versus non-viable characters. Absolutely. Like, if I look at your character and it's 6, 8, 9, 9, 10, 11, okay, you know what? Let's re-roll. <laughs> like, you know, but, uh, no, I, you know, just because somebody, you know, Heathen Dog rolled two 16s and I only got a 15 and a 13 doesn't mean I'm not viable. Okay, so, uh, if your character starts as a hero, the story is already done, right? Uh, being here is about what you do more than what you are. The characters are not supposed to start as heroes. You're supposed to turn them into heroes. Per absolutely. Why did yeah. I not put that on the screen? That That's absolutely 100%. right. That's... 100%. Yes. Yeah. All right. Even when I'm given the option to use point by array, I ask if I can roll 3d6 in order. I mean, I wouldn't purposely ruin my character for the game, because let's use a third edition example. I don't like to min-max, and I'm not saying I, I, rev I revile against it. I will never do it ever. What I mean is uh, I build themes for my characters. So let's say I want to play a wizard with a fire theme. Let's just go something really two-dimensional and easy. I'm going to pick fire spells, and I'm going to make my wizard, you know, probably maybe have a decent constitution in case I accidentally myself with one of them or something. You know, just, but, but you get the point. I don't go through the book and say, okay... If I use this, if I take grease, and then I have burning hands or, or, or pyrotechnics on top of that, that will actually add this secondary effect. And then I do this other thing. Because I'm just, I don't do that when I play. Uh, so actually, I mean, I, actually that, that reminds me of the, the one thing I don't like about first edition Earth Dawn. <laughs> What's that? The one thing I don't like is, is <laughs> it's, it's a point-based system. Yeah, of course you can make that shit work. I mean, come on, it's fine. But the, the 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 one thing I don't like about First Edition Earthon is that it's a point based system. You don't have to, and uh, you can get two eighteens and all tens. Yes, no, I, that is one of the things that Fourth Edition did fix. I okay. do, I do agree with that. Yes, I do yeah. agree with that. So so uh, you know, he says my cleric has five intelligence, and I make that shit work. Yeah, uh, think about it. I am not trying to disparage any religion or anything here. What I'm saying is, is that if you just follow the book and you're raised in effectively a seminary and you just do what the book and the people above you have told you the entire time, it's pretty easy to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, hey, you know what? This, using this, that rationale, I'm saying. Right, right. This, this, this is going to, this is going to offense people. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> autistic people can be functional in life. They have to have a strict regiment and follow it exactly and do not deviate and they can get by it's fine it's the same thing it's the same thing i mean uh if 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 you pray to your god in the right way at the right time and do the right things he'll give you spells there you go you're clear good job i, I can tell you in the earth on side of it the point by didn't take too much time the reason i did point by for earth on just to be clear is because that was my first long-term campaign. Also, uh, when I saw how the point buy was put together and how much it can change if you roll poorly versus roll well, I didn't want to deal with that with you guys. Well, yeah. Plus, I I, I didn't want to have two 18s and, and all 10s. I didn't want it. I mean, when, right. when, uh, when, when I made Barton, I could have done two 18s, all 10s. I could have done 18 intelligence and an 18 wisdom and all the rest 10s, and I'd have been fine. I said, you know what? Screw that. Four strength. Ha! And and that hurt me a lot. 
in game. You think, oh, for <laughs> for a, a wizard, strength a dump stat. No, right right up until to save your life, you have to climb a rope. Only you're not strong enough to lift your own weight. <laughs> or, and you're in trouble. Or carry Stuff an idol. That happened carry carry all a thread item. Yeah. Uh, so I am pinned under a branch. Not not a tree limb. A branch. A branch. <laughs> And I can't get out. <laughs> He's like a turtle on his back. enough to lift the branch. That uh, happens. All right. So no, it is not a dump stat. All right. I, I didn't. I didn't just do it for 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 uh, like. Oh, uh, look, I'm so diverse. No, it hurt me many times throughout the campaign having that four strength. But I also role played it. It was it was a way that that I I could role play this. And I can do a whole bunch of other other stuff with 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 that points that would help me later on. Now the reason I did it was was because I wanted my character to be skill based heavy. And in first edition, skills are based off of your the, your your stats and and your and your so. your level in the skill. And there were a lot of skills that I wanted for the idea of my character that didn't fall under just intelligence and just just wisdom or willpower, whatever. Some of them fell under charisma. Some, some of them fell under whatever. And I wanted those skills as the story of my character. So I needed more points. So there you go. I had to take it from strength and I made it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I won't allow you and Bob, Bob did the same thing, but he did his with his charisma and, uh, I'm never allowing. No, it was it. Yeah, with his charisma, I'm never allowing that again. <laughs> Stats aren't going to be where you have negative die rolls. <laughs> oh, I roll a D four minus two. No, no, you don't. Um, but uh, anyway, fourth edition is differently uh, different in that regard. Um, I hope I didn't miss any of the chat. If I did, I apologize. But I think it's time to move on to our last little portion here before we go into segment three. I do want to thank. By the way, I'm really appreciating how the chat has been moving the yeah, last couple of weeks. It's been great. Um, you know, today it's on both sides. Usually it's just on the Twitch side, but today it's on both sides. But uh, also, uh, yeah, thank you. I'm going to segue here, though, to a couple of things. The first thing I'm going to... Oh, you beat me. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe! If you like what we talk about here, whether it's you only like the segment ones, you only like the segment twos, whatever, hey, go go ahead. I'm going to put Heathen Dog on the spot now because he didn't know I was going to do this, but since I haven't heard an update, I want an update of your Call of Cthulhu game. Okay. And you can tell people who may not have been here before why we're having it. We're at twenty one over twenty one hundred right. subs I, now. Dude. I am I am still taking uh, suggestions in Discord. So far, so far, it's it's a tie, <laughs> which I don't like. I, I I need a. I would love an overall consensus, but so far it's a tie. Um, I was going to initially have it on the Wednesday in between Christmas and new year, because most people have that time off. We'd have, we'd have the four hour block we needed and have, have the most people able to play. So they're going to look forward to the game in 11 months. <laughs> no, they're not going to look forward to the game in 11 months. Uh, go to our discord. There is a call of Cthulhu channel put in there. I would like to play call of Cthulhu. All you have to be is a follower to join. If you are a Twitch subscriber, a YouTube member, or a subscribe star backer, you get priority. Those slots will be filled first. There are six slots. Those slots will be filled first, and then followers and 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 YouTube subs will come to fill in uh, up to six. But would you rather play a weekday during the day, a weekday during the evening, or Saturday? I'm putting Those the Discord link choices. in chat. And the the one the one that gets the most votes wins, and and, and as soon as there is a clear winner, uh, Max is going to throw out a, a YouTube video 
giving out those <laughs> that's dates. already been created it's been created <laughs> it's it's there it's just we don't know the dates to put on the on the screen so once once the winner is clear the date will go up and that's when it'll be and i i will run a call of cthulhu game on stream during that time it is a it is from the uh gen con uh 2011 yeah 2011 uh, call of cthulhu masters tournament first round game shroom fellas drive a copy of because i i made the finals that year and everyone who made the finals got uh, all the eight people got a copy of the game signed signed by the writer so i'll be playing that and uh it is it is a is a convention level game you do not need knowledge of the game i've never played call of cthulhu board doesn't matter it's a convention game that means you don't need deep knowledge all right, you don't even need any dice because I have a dice roller that's going to be on screen for everybody. All you have to do is you will get your character. It's a pre-generated character. You read the one paragraph background. You you role play that person from their background, and you can win. the The person who role plays the best, as voted by other players and myself, will get a fifteen dollar or less Steam game of their choice. So. If you want to enter, scroll. If you're watching Twitch, scroll down, hit the Discord link. If you're not watching Twitch, hopefully Max will put in the Discord link. I, I did. I put in. Excellent. And, and go. And I go think it takes ten minutes. For, once you come to our Discord, I think it takes ten minutes for it actually yeah. says, "Okay, you're a user." Or yeah, if it, I see it, you, it, yeah, you have to hang in Discord for five or ten minutes. Or if if one of us sees you, then we'll 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 give you the immediate ability to uh, to write something. But uh, go go to the Call of Cthulhu channel. Write down, hey. This, the, this is my Twitch username. This is my YouTube username. I would like to play, and I would like to play either uh, weekday evening, weekday during the day, or on Saturday. And that's it. And you're in. It's going to be a first come, first serve. So, you know, the, the quicker... Mo and money the, talks. <laughs> and money talks. Because if, if you are a Twitch subscriber, YouTube member, or subscribe star backer, you will get the slots filled first. If there's any left over... Then it's first come first serve for uh, Twitch followers and YouTube uh, subscribers. subscribers. We'll fill it up, and uh, yeah, and that's it. All right, cool. And, and you've been getting hit up to run a DCC game, which is awesome. I so have. I think you, you've never has, run that game before, have you? Both both on Discord and privately through through Discord uh, to run a DCC game. Now. Hey. Aaron the Pedantic's got a bunch of DCC videos that you can check out. Yes, yes, he does. Now, depending on how this goes, depending on how this goes, um, I will either I will either yes run run another game, maybe Ooh. DCC, maybe Rifts, maybe maybe uh, um, something easier than 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 Rifts <laughs> for online play. Fun. I don't know. Maybe paranoia, or or maybe I'll continue Call of Cthulhu. I don't know, but uh, it'll be up to the people that want to play whether it's streamed or not. But if it's all just followers and YouTube subscribers, it's going to be free. Kids. 
Hero Kids. Yes, I'll run Hero Kids. <laughs> you know, to be fair, that might not be a bad idea sometime in the future. No, it might not. You, that yeah, that no, is no, still, you, I think, our number one on an individual video level. I think that is still our number one with GURPS being second. There you go. And you did yeah. that, what, three years ago on the old live stream? Two or three, yeah. Play, Play Earth. Earth. <sighs> <laughs> why, why do you make me cry? <laughs> Nice. I, I, I've had some revelations, or not revelations, some thoughts about the whole Earth Dawn thing, especially after the recent events of uh, Forbidden Lands, but that, that'll be for a different episode. Okay, let's go into our final, not final segment, because it's still segment two, but a final topic before we go into segment three. By the way, anybody, if you want to talk about any of this stuff, you can come join us in segment three, pop on the show, call me whatever names you want to call me, or tell me you agree with me, I like that better. Um, you know, share your thoughts, uh, you can do that in segment three. I thought this was going to be a short show today, but it's going to be a long one. Okay. So here's part two of segment two. <laughs> segment two, two. Two, two. Rule number one, and that goes for anybody who comes on here in segment three. This will be the one thing that will get you shut off quick, fast, in a hurry. We do discuss social issues here, as long as it refers to gaming and us and so forth. We do talk about socio politics which are social we do not discuss politics i don't care who you voted for i don't care what you, what you think about real world anythings or people and the reason i put that disclaimer that that uh that premise out there do you want to put the disclaimer up again because this is going to be separated to a separate youtube video yeah. yeah um is strictly for the fact that this is based on some events that you might have some opinions on and we get it heathenog and i probably have opinions as well Coincidentally, they're probably the exact opposite. But with that in mind, one of the things we've joked about here, and I wouldn't say joke because we understand the nature of it. Made um, light of. Yeah, made light of here is that at any moment we could get kicked off of YouTube, Twitch, and so forth. Because of some of the things that we say, uh, some of the things that we, you know, uh, you know, gone over, going after the Asian guys and so on and so forth for their stupid videos. You can check that all out. Pseudo-Asian. Uh, well, yeah, Canadian. Does. I look because my wife's Japanese, and if you haven't seen it, my Japanese wife comes on the show yeah. and pretty much calls, calls those Canadians idiots. Um, but Parlor is being shut down, and that is one of the is the social media sites I use. And the reason I use it is because it actually worked for us. I've got a couple other that I'm going to talk about in a moment that have never worked for us. So you don't hear me really talk about them. I hate Twitter. I hate it. In fact, there are three people that I constantly see posts from on Twitter right now. Um, Yellow Flash, Law Dog, and Aaron the Pedantic. Because apparently you guys are the only three Twitter accounts that I actually look at or something. Because I go there once a week to do the scheduling for the Legion of Mist stuff, and that's it. And, and your stuff is like, you should read this one. You should. And it's always from Yellow Flash, Law Dog, or Aaron the Pedantic. So, there you go. Um, but I, I, I don't like Twitter. I don't like... Uh, I don't like most of the people on it. Sorry to say, uh, you know, I, I don't like the direction that it's gone in and so forth. Uh, you know how they can turn off one person, but not another. I don't believe in that. Anybody who saw, I, I posted on our discord today about uh, freedom of speech, our discord. I know an absolutist is going to say, that's not freedom of speech. Well, it's freedom of speech enough where it's like, you can pretty much do what you want. Basically the two rules are this stay on the topics of anime, comics and games. Nerd culture, okay? And keep the not safe for work stuff and not safe for work. Keep the not, you know, the okay stuff in the public. That's it. 
other than that, I, I don't care, you know, how many times has Shadzar and I have huge arguments? Yep. I don't care. He's allowed to have his opinion, but I'm allowed right, to right. counter the, him. The only time I spoke to him was, was, was when he actually attacked someone personally. I said, hey, that's personal attack. Attack ideas all you want, but <laughs> that's getting to troll territory, what you're doing now. Back mm -hmm. up a little bit. I didn't delete his post. I didn't do anything like that. I said, "Hey, you're you're skirting the edge. You're 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 starting to attack the person and not the not not the subject. Back it up." And he did. That's fine. And Ma Max uh, uh, Boven uh, Bol Wow, sorry, I just screwed up your name. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a moment. Moment. Uh, I had a bad history with Gab a couple years ago. I might check it out again. But <clears throat> so. Uh, the, 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 the I have point. no idea about this parlor thing. Oh, so uh, <laughs> Twitter blocked President Trump. Yeah, and uh, then went after. I've heard estimates between one thousand and sixty thousand conservatives. You know which side of the fence I I align yeah. with all this, right? But I also know that Twitter is the eight hundred pound gorilla. Therefore, I use it. At some point under this new administration, there is a belief that the tech oligarchy is going to get larger, bigger, stronger, and even more fascistic with its uh, rules. I mean, look at how it's changed from when we started five years ago, or even when RPG Digest started six months ago, versus now. The things, I mean, you can't talk about COVID-19. Really? Shut up. Uh, so, the... I'm not going to stop saying the things I say and, and how I say it. Heathen Dog's known me since, what, 1996? Yep. Uh, have I really, I mean, I've changed. I mean, I know some of my ideas changed. But as a person, how I handle things, how I react to things, has, in a large level, has that changed from then to now? Um, you're... Your re your your reaction to has changed, but what you react to has not. Like the 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 things you don't like are the same things you don't like, except now you react more to it. Like okay. it's 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 like you're more sensitive to it now. I I absolutely did it back then. I just think that you and I, because we we're always on different sides of the fence, I didn't want to start a big argument because <laughs> I remember having conversations with uh garthon uh joe if you knew him usually about religious stuff and yeah i mean it could get uh pretty interesting um so so uh now what happened with parlor is that because parlor debatably and i say debatably for both sides of the fence because i can see it i also think that it is vitriol that it was over the top didn't block some of the quote-unquote incendiary speech and so forth. Um, at first, Google stopped the app or uh, dropped the app from the App Store. Then, Apple did the same thing. And now Amazon Web Services, which is basically the back-end host, so without Amazon Web Services, you don't have a site, said at midnight tonight, it's gone. All because they wouldn't comply with their little SJW nonsense rules. And so, what does that mean for us in Legion of Myth? Because as I posted in Discord, on our Discord today, I don't care what Discord's rules are. I'm looking at you now, Twitch. I don't care what your rules are. I don't care what YouTube's rules are. I know you can say, well, if you want to use our platform, you're right. 
Sure, because you're a business. You get to do that. But you keep changing this shit every fucking week. You keep changing it to nonsense. Mockery is not hate. And just because I don't agree that you think the earth is fucking flat and I don't, doesn't mean that I all of a sudden want to harm you. Just because I don't believe in some of this social norms bullshit, oh, you misgendered somebody. I don't fucking care. You know what we used to say when, we, when I was a kid and that happened? Grow the fuck up, grow a pair. Oh, you can't say that anymore either. It's a manhole and it's a fucking gender bender when you're trying to change uh, two plugs. I'm not going to change that shit. And I really couldn't give a fuck less what you think. And if you kick me off your fucking platform, great. Have your echo chamber. I will find somewhere else to go. And that's the point that I'm making here. So where else could we go? Because I literally, you know, at one, at one point I did care about the rules because I wanted to be a good team player. But when you keep changing the rules and moving it, moving it, moving it, moving it, to where everything that somebody like me would st uh, say is considered wrong speech and hate, uh, and hate speech, wrong thinking and hate speech, then I don't care. And that's why I'm even more vitriolic now. Because you know what? Fuck y'all. If what I'm going to say is going to get me in trouble anyway, I may as well have some fun with it. Anything to add to that or no? No, not really. Okay. Well, that's so, just the way it is. I mean, uh, the, I, I didn't know about the whole, uh, the whole thing. But the thing is, what, what people don't understand about the First Amendment and the right to free speech is that does not in, in any way uh, um, hinder companies at all. It's, it, it was made so, so the government cannot stop people commenting about the government they everyone has a right to to criticize the government and the government does not have the right to stop it that's basically it twitter can 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 censor as much as they want because they're their they're their own company if they don't want you on their platform they get you on the platform nothing illegal about that at all immoral sure so so actually mar hockman posted so because i posted this on our discord earlier too um, this is part of the problem. It's not about illegal speech, but then again, how they classify illegal speech is part of the problem as well. I absolutely agree. Now, as somebody who is libertarian Republican, okay, that, that's how I classify myself because I'm not a strict libertarian, but I can't stand the authoritarianism of Republicans. But as a it, that leans in that area, I understand why you can't scream fire in a movie theater. I worked for uh, uh, UPS when I first got out of the Air Force, one of my little mini jobs I had before I had a real job, uh, I worked for UPS. There was some asshole who walked through the mini... Now, this is... Uh, is it before 9-11? No, it happened after 9-11 because uh, I was working for Wells Fargo when 9-11 happened. Uh, walked through the Minneapolis Twin City International Airport and somebody's like, hey, what's that package you got there? It's a bomb! And then was allowed to go through a grievance process because he had no other issues to not get fired. Fuck that. He should have been fired right off the bat. There yeah. are reasons why you can't say certain things, and I get it. When it comes to safety and security, I understand it. But your feelings are not safety and security. No, no. But there, there, there are other laws that are not the First Amendment, but there, there, are, there are other laws governing speech. And some of those laws are federal, and, and, they, and they are as follows. Any speech that encourages or incites violence or yeah, but that, I, I, I want to take that one up because that is one of those loosely worded things that that can get somebody in trouble so here's an example if i say god i just wish somebody would punch heathen dog in the throat 
and that person does punch him in the throat, fuck you. I was not responsible for no, that you are at not. all. You're not. You're not. But the, it's by the law, wording you use. and it happened. And it wish. happened. It happened I at wish. home where, where I'm from. By law, somebody got convicted and was thrown in a year for a year and a day in jail. On the flip side, just let me finish this up, then you counter that all you want. On the flip side, if I say, hey, I'll give somebody $50 to punch Heathen Dog in the throat, and then does That is it, inciting. That's that is absolutely inciting, inciting violence. Yes. That the, one is The way true. Twitter and Twitch take it is the first one is also inciting because well, you made the because there are dumb people out there and and you're an influencer. Twitter and Twitch can can ban anyone for any goddamn reason well, yeah. they want. I don't like his haircut. Ban him from Twitch. Twitch can do that. Well, my, my point being is to make the make the rules on these platforms to be illegal speech. But that's where you get in that gray area of uh, or that 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 D weird Twitter, area. Facebook. Google, they are not bound by the legality of legal speech. They, they should be as a platform for any reason they want. I don't care. It's their business. They're, they're just, they're, they're just losing their own customers. Fine. Whatever, whatever. Don't care. But the whole, I wish someone would punch, would, would punch heathen dog, heathen dog in the throat is not inciting violence because there is no incentive what is the word inciting? You son of a bitch. There, there, there is no incentive to do that. He'll it's like me. He's an influencer. Yeah, I'll be a uh, I'll be considered a great person, like uh, whatever goes to weirdos. Yeah, mind. yeah. If if you give someone an incentive to do so, like if 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 you are a religious leader and and you say if you bomb these people, you're going to heaven and have seventy two virgins. Guess what? You are inciting violence. Mm -hmm. That is illegal speech. So Matthew Wagner says uh, private companies should not be in the business of public platforms. These monopolies should be taken over, reimbursed, and made a public institution. Now, now this covers a couple of things. I got blasted. Was it two years ago? I used to have a, a my own channel. I've since taken it down because I realized that Google can remove my entire uh, email from me, and I needed that for work. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I used to have my own channel and when net neutrality was going on, I'll tell you right now, I'm 100% against net neutrality. You should not be able to go to a company and demand that a company has to do things a certain way. It's that company's business. Where I will say what needs to be done is the internet in and of itself. And I'm going to get to a specific thing here in a moment. I'm not talking Twitter or Facebook, but I am talking Amazon web services should be considered a utility. Once it's considered a utility, it has a different set of laws that it has to follow. Net neutrality is absolutely just embedded in the system, just like with your electric company and so forth. And I think at this point in time, the internet is such an important resource that you have to have that it, that, uh, it needs to be classified as a utility. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't have a problem with Twitter blocking President Trump. Though, though to be fair, I don't think Twitter or Facebook should block any actual government representatives account i'm talking aoc trump whatever i, I just no, they blocked his personal account not the at potus account uh they, they blocked his potus one too after he decided to go to there oh well <laughs> all right Fair so well, I, hey, I you know what they they, they they're a private company that, but the thing is what what i want what i desperately want is a a public uh, publicly owned or or or, fe or federal federally governmented uh, federally governmented federal government uh, oversighted oversight again I'm making up words it's all day long uh, pub public discourse forum like Twitter or Facebook that way it is bound by the legal definitions of free speech and and hindrances and freedoms thereof so people can't 
cannot be shadow banned or blocked or whatever for thinking well, the shadow wrong banning thing. is something a little different that I, I actually don't necessarily have a problem with that's just them not promoting you yeah but the thing is you you, you promote some people because you like what they because the gov because the company likes what they say and you you don't promote some people because you don't they you don't like what they say but in 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 a in a government controlled uh public uh, discourse forum as as long as you're not a tinfoil head that doesn't trust the government at all is legally bound to treat everyone equally until they literally break the law anytime you you know me anytime you say government control i i'm like no i know i know i know <laughs> I, but, I but, but right now it is it is the it is the only real way to safeguard the majority of people's uh, people's ability to express their opinion, whether you think it's good, bad, or otherwise. Well, well I agree sure with you theoretically. It, as long as it is as it is lawful speech, it cannot. But that's the problem. Censored. Is 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 on both sides of the fence. You have different definitions of what lawful speech should be. I mean, there are a lot of uh, actual cases like this going up to courts, uh, talking about is this person actually damaged by something that was said is this person uh, uh, you know liable for words that came out of his mouth and actions other people took and so forth and i am I look i only watch a couple of them i watch nick ricada and i watch uh leonard french leonard french is a lefty nick ricada is a righty um uh, uh, leonard french is more about the copyright stuff but you know he he you know puts his thoughts in there i'm not legal enough one of the reasons you know, so People are posting some things in our chat about some legal stuff and so forth. I'm not a lawyer and I don't even want to pretend to play one on TV. So I'm I'm not I'm not saying that anything that any of you guys are saying is wrong. I don't want to put it on the screen because I don't know. Okay? And I'm not scared of it or anything. It's just I don't know and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. I agree with some of it, maybe even most of it. But where now where heathen dog was talking i don't like government intervention but i think at this point what, what i get nervous about is redefining the definition is because i don't i don't believe in hate speech i'm just gonna be up front with you i don't believe there is such a thing as hate speech i just don't well what about if you say this about a certain race or whatever that's just being an asshole i work in the most diverse organization probably on the planet if i was a hateful person i wouldn't be able to go to work but, you know, I, you know, I, you know, what was that incident that happened a few years ago? A dude dragged him on the back of his car. I don't believe in hate crime. I believe you murdered somebody in a really horrible manner and you should get the death penalty. Okay. And I, I got, I got to be careful this. I'm starting to go down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. But my, my point being is I don't believe in that stuff, but these people do. And in fact, they think that if I don't use some made up baby talk word to somebody's gender, that I'm somehow harming somebody and I should be fired from my fucking job. Well, is that illegal speech? Maybe not the second it isn't, but whether it's President Biden or it's the person who takes after him or whatever, somebody somewhere is going to cross that damn line. And that's where I have a problem, we, we, even with the term legal speech, because, well, you and I, heathen dog, understand absolutely what that means. And I think 99.9% .9 of the time we would be on the same page with that. It takes the weirdo, whether it's the weirdo on the right trying to see how much he can get by with, you know, on places like Parler and Gab, or it's the weirdo on the left who wants to take offense to every little word that was ever said. Somebody's going to push that envelope. It always does. And it just ruins it for the rest of us. And that's my problem with the legal speech definition. Look at how much bullshit Twitch has changed in the last couple of years. Look at how much, how much Twitter and, and um, uh, you know, uh, YouTube have changed in the last couple of years. 
It's absolute nonsense. And the thing is, you can't keep up with half it. And most of those rules are written so, so, so vaguely that you couldn't comply even if you wanted to. And I'm, believe me, I'm not the only person that, that uh, goes off in this. Look, Tim Poole, a devout lefty, had his Twitch, not Twitch, his YouTube channel blocked from getting all chats the other day. I'm no fan of Tim Poole, but let the man speak and let the people who want to give him money for his speech give it to him. Well, it, it, no, no, it's, it's not even just that. It's not even just that. It's just when, when you, when you uh, stop a live streams uh, chat, you are basically stopping all conversation. It's just someone talking at you. There, there is no back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, or even to learn to agree to disagree. How many times well, have you not, and not I had yeah, to just do that? I, ideas can never change without proper discourse. And if you eliminate the discourse, that means nothing's ever going to change. You, you live in your echo chamber and ultimately it gets worse. Yeah. You know, okay. So I don't want I don't want to soapbox the whole issue of freedom of speech and so forth. That's for a different type of channel than ours. I I, I wanted to get that out there so you understood the impetus of of what what I really want to go through here. Where I don't I don't like how this stuff is you know happening, and I do believe that someday it's going to affect us at some point because I literally don't care. I just, I just don't. I don't care that they have these rules anymore. At one point yeah. I did. Now, because I, I can't compete, I can't comply. I can't compete. There's no way I can keep up with it. One day we're just going to be to the point where somebody's going to complain and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a bad channel." They're going to go back to find our Asian, you know, whatever. They're going to look at one of your streams, even though it's YouTube. They're going to look at one of your Twitch streams and be like, "Oh, we don't like what he said there." Yeah. He said something naughty, poo poo about the French. Yeah. All all French are evil. I'll say it again. So, but uh no the the uh do you do you still have your your uh, prepaid legal? Yes. So do I. And my my wife says, "Why do you pay hundreds of dollars every year for something you've never ever used?" And I said, "Because one day I will." Well, so I have used it for a couple of things. I well, usually yeah, can't yeah, I mean, use it because I'm over here in Germany yeah, and yeah. it doesn't come Con here. Contracts and power of attorney stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our trademark? Our registered trademark? trademark. Yeah, I used it for them too. But for yep. for me I am I am going to get get sued for something I say one day, which is weird to me because I, and pardon me if you want me to stop saying this I will. Heathen dog, at least compared to me, is much more left. The people should be liking him. Like, yeah, ac actually, I I told you before I I I I recently took a took a, like a two hundred question uh, test, mm -hmm. and it tested it tested. Uh, uh, Republican, Democrat, and it tested authoritarian and libertarian. And I hit exactly in the middle of Republican, Democrat, and I hit two ticks into libertarian. Interesting. Yes. So well, I am as much as you, which is you think there's a role for the government. I, that kind of surprises me and I'm not complaining or anything. It just kind of surprised me. I thought well, you'd no, been no. more authoritarian. The, the thing is, five years ago, I would have probably gone two ticks authoritarian. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but I've I've lost some faith in government in the last in the last five years. I've lost I've lost a little bit of faith in my government. So that that's why I went to two ticks in the libertarian. But I am exactly a centrist. Right down the fuck it was exactly zero in the middle. It went zero plus or minus twenty either way, and I boom, right zero. So 
there. So I'm actually equally hated on both sides. I don't have a team. Well, I'm in trouble. Where, where I land in between, because I'm in between Republican and, and Libertarian. The Libertarians hate me because I'm too authoritarian, and the Repu Republicans hate me because I'm too much of a rebel, and I, I don't conform to their authority. I can't, I can't win either. So, yeah. um, you know, so it, one day I'm going to be sued. One day. It's going to happen. And, and on that day, I have banked up so many hours throughout so these it, years. Max is at 10 years, just so you know. If yeah, you I know. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've banked up all 10 years. Of, of, I, I know because I sold it to him. Legal. What's that? I said, I know because I sold it to him. <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I, I've banked up 10 years worth of, of free legal work to, to protect myself against the, the, the fat trans cow that is, that is, that is going to sue me because I accidentally said that it was a woman. I do not agree with everything that's said by you guys or members of the Discord. I'm sure you guys don't agree with me all the time, but what makes the conversation? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't agree with how, how harsh you were on my book. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. No, I do appreciate that. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, if believe me, I, I don't agree with myself half the time. So, I mean, I couldn't agree with everybody. All right, let, let's, let's, let's look at these things. By the way, I am looking at the chat again. Same thing I said before. I don't want to get involved in some of those conversations because I think they take us off. We're, we're a nerd culture site. Um, but I, but I am looking at them. I want to show you some other alternatives out there. These are not all the alternatives. I'm sure somebody's be like, no, what you need to do is go to Tor in the dark web. Well, I don't do that. Well, um, yeah, we're not going to do that. That's, that, yeah. that's, that's tinfoil hat territory. Right. Um, yeah, but, but I, I have to go to the heathen dogs room. Sorry. Back in go, go ahead. You're good. So I'm going to show you some things that we're already on. The first one's Odyssey, which is the same as library. Uh, library is LBRY. And if you see it up here, it's Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E, -E, at Legion of Myth. I don't know if that colon C mess is necessary. But right now, it takes all of our YouTube content and puts it on here. I'm waiting for the first person to type in BitChute in there so I can get slapped. Um, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've been banned from mines. Let's get that conversation started. I'll get to that in a moment. But Legion of Myth has been banned from mines. Um, so we got Odyssey here, which also is library. Notice it doesn't look much different at all. Um, library has an app, though, that goes with it, and you can find our Legion of Myth stuff there. It basically just pulls the stuff that we do on YouTube and uh, puts it here. So if I can't do YouTube, well, I guess I'll just have to start uploading it directly or something. Okay? That, that's the first. Um, oh, there's BitChute. What's my problem with BitChute? I don't know. It kind of stopped uploading our stuff since August, and then... Uh, it took some time off between, it's like, there's April and J July, and then it decided to start grabbing it again. So, I don't know what the issue is with BitChute. I don't trust it. I mean, I, it's not that I don't trust it in terms of, like, free speech or whatever, but it just it doesn't actually pull the stuff, and I'm not going to do extra work until the day I actually have to have. No, my, mine's is growing. Mine's is actually growing. Um... Here's Parler. Are we still on Parler? <laughs> is Parler still up and running? Let's check it out. Uh, Lost Ogre, for example, I think uh, yeah, he follows us on, on Parler. We got a couple people that... Uh, okay, it's still up. <laughs> Don't do a lot here, but it's kind of like Twitter for me. This is just the right-wing Twitter, in my mind. And I only follow people that actually talk about anime, comics, and games. If you're talking about President Trump all the time, whether I agree or disagree... I, I'm. This is the Legion of Myth business channel, we'll call it. I, I'm not going to follow you. 
But if you talk about games, just like uh, on Twitter, I don't care if you're a huge Bernie supporter and so forth. If that's all you talk about, I'm not going to follow you. But if you talk about games and comics, I, I, I still will. So, um, uh, servers of Gab Predict will cause downfall of Twitter. We'll see. I, yeah, we'll see. Uh, another option that I've almost never talked about because it has no traction whatsoever for me, is MeWe. We have a MeWe site. I even stopped uploading to it like last month. I only did it for a short time. But I put our stuff here. This is like a Facebook wannabe. I like it generally. It's, its interface is a little weird. But, uh... I mean, it's not fully intuitive. Well, when dealing with the group. My, my personal account is no problem, but when dealing with the group, because that's the only reason I'd be here, um... It's a little weird, but MeWe, it's, it's not a bad site. It's clean. That's one of the things I like about it. I miss Facebook being clean many, many, many years ago. All right. MeWe's kind of quiet, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't been here in like a month, so I, I don't know. I don't have Signal, but a lot of people are saying if you like Messenger stuff, go to Signal. I mean, WhatsApp, I'm in Europe. They use WhatsApp for everything, and that's pretty secure. I don't do text messaging, but maybe at some point we'll have to do something like this. I... I only added it on here because a few people said, oh, you should check it out. Okay, well, I checked it out. Um, okay, was this Lost Ogre? Or who is it? Oh, Nerdy Ogre, there we go. <laughs> there you go, there's your site for you. Posted this on our Discord. I'd never even heard of CloudHub until, well, he posted it about an hour before the stream. Or half hour before the stream. So, y'all can go follow uh, uh, Nerdy Ogre here, at Nerdy Ogre on CloudHub. This might be something to check out. What I will tell you I won't do is have like 75 freaking social media sites. That'll never happen. The only reason I was as active as I even was on Parler is simply because we actually got some traction on Parler. Mm. So, more than on Twitter. Mines. Hey, should I try to log into Mines? Go for it. Okay. Let's log into Mines. Oh, account banned. <laughs> that was quick. Now, what was the reason they gave you for that? Let me put it on the screen for you. Great. Hello, Legion of Myth. You've been banned from mines through the following reasons. 8.0. Please reply uh, to this email to appeal. What, what's 8.0? I don't know. Dear Mines, I received multiple emails saying that my account has been banned. Your channel has been banned because uh, oh, determined to violate content policy three strikes. Um, so the way Mines has it is there's like this, you're voted off the island. Mm. Now... You see the date of this, right? February 28th, 2020? Mm-hmm. Was RPG Digest happening then? No. No. Did you and Garthon ever go vitriolic like I do? No. No, we, we, we tried... I mean, we, every time I accidentally swore, I apologized immediately afterward. <laughs> that's, that's, we, we were a family-friendly show. Yeah. I got kicked off of mines, and nobody will tell me why. Now, I followed up with a couple of Twitter posts, a couple, uh, a couple of direct messages to some people that apparently are supposed to like work or have connections in minds. I literally never heard anything back. The other day, I just resent this because of when I heard the parlor stuff, I decided, ah, maybe I should try to get back into minds again. Nobody's responded to me. I don't know why. I was just kicked off the island, and I even said, look, look, let's see, I was unaware of a single strike, let alone three strikes, until I saw the email saying the account has been banned. I've only made one post this year, and that would have been two days ago. It was a clip of video, ga uh, video game stream fails, so I, I just posted the stream fails stuff when I was doing that, which I still need. I've got like two or three I have to do. 
If that caused the banning, which by your own rules seemed to only require a permanent not safe for work marker, not a ban, I can delete it or mark it. If there's another post or comment that caused the ban, well, that wasn't me since I've never been hacked before and don't believe I was now. I'm assuming the problem was due to the video post. Because what I'd do is I'd go in here just like I did with the other ones and I'd just post, you wait know, minute, wait the guy's the, topic. The post you were talking about, the, the video game fails one, is when is it did have some of, cussing. of us streaming video games where we screwed up so bad it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah it, it had some cussing in it and I might not have marked it as not safe for work. I can't remember. But they have flat out boobs and so forth on there that weren't marked not safe for work. They had people cussing all over the place. So even if I accidentally didn't mark it, I, as you can see... If I violated a policy, please inform me which policy, and please let me rectify the situation. I, I, I'm sorry if you can't see it. I, I know it's pretty small on the screen. Yeah, My point is, I, I, tried to, I tried to rectify it. No response. And all these people are like, you need to go to Mines. If you got kicked off of Mines, you must have done something really fucked up, blah, blah, blah. What did I fucking do? Now, here's the other thing. is um, <clears throat> One of the, uh, we'll call it co-creators uh, or stakeholders or whatever in Mines, told, sent me a message saying, oh, all you have to do is make another account. We don't ban people, we ban accounts. So if your account's been banned, just make another account, we don't care. Well, that means I have to use a different email and so forth. I'm in my Legion of Myth email right now. I'm not giving you another fucking email. I'm not going through the work to make another account when you won't tell me why you banned me. So, mine doesn't give a shit about us, which is fine. If you don't want to give a shit about us, don't give a shit about us. But for the people out there who keep saying, well, you can go to Mines. Mines is free speech. Well, it's nope. so free speech, I got kicked off the fucking island. And don't know why, from an anime, comics, and game... <laughs> yeah, I so. mean, uh, in, in nothing in the, in the Legion of Myth livestream and nothing in the, in the, in the fails that, that I can think of was any politics, sociopolitics, nope. gender, nothing was ever mentioned. No, in because you wouldn't let that. me on the show. <laughs> no. Yeah, so. yeah, well, I... The the one time he was on the show with me, I had a mute button ready for him. Well, it's three times, but yeah, it's uh, three times over the course of a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a mute button. I, I just pressed seven on my keyboard yep. and you get no sound from him. And it's funny because I own Legion of Myth. Yeah. But, but I understand why that was there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if anybody has any inroads with mines and might want to, you know, figure out why, because I know I'm not going to make a new account. Now, now, see, I was on the other side of mines. So what would happen is uh, you, you'll be in mines and all of a sudden this thing will come up and be like, hey, um, take a look at this. And do you think that this should be allowed or not allowed? And I'd say nine times out of 10, I said yes to allowed. There was only one time and it was uh, and Heathen Dog knows how I feel about this. It was to animal cruelty. I said, fuck mm. this person. Because I don't get with animal cruelty. You're, uh, nope. And in f I was so disturbed by what I saw anyway that I almost wish I wasn't on mines. So I hope that person did get kicked off. But we posted videos. I mean, it was literally just our segments from the Legion Myth weekly live stream, which are tamer than our segments now. More structured, way more structured, and, and so forth. So anyway, that, that's, I just want to put some out there now. You know, Gab's been thrown in chat. Um, do, 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 do. People are talking about Agipi and so forth. Yeah. Um, I, there you go. Th those are just some alternatives that you can go to uh, to check us out. And, and so we're already on some of them. Descriptions, uh, like especially if you're on YouTube, they're in the descriptions. You can see that. But I think uh, unless, you, unless you have any final comments you want to say regarding that, I think we segue into segment three. What do you think? No, that's great. Yeah. I'm okay. good. 
Now, anybody who comes on here to talk about free speech, keep it within the realm of Legion of Myth. Oh, actually, hold on. I, I want to put that, uh, put the other banner up first. Uh, so, subscribe. If you're going to come in and talk about Parler, free speech, and other platforms, you're welcome to do so. Keep it on the topic of Legion of Myth and how we as a community can talk to each other. I don't care about what Ajipai did unless it's relevant directly to what we're talking about. I don't care about what happened to President Trump or what President Biden may or may not do. That's not what we're about. Okay? <clears throat> but with that in mind, I'm going to post out the, the link. I mean, if you have thoughts on it, you, you can talk about the thoughts. I don't want to go down a legal rabbit hole. I'm not a freaking lawyer. Save that for Nick Riccata. Um yeah. I, 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 do, I don't want to... Um, you know, I, I don't want to get into, turn this into a political channel because, one, because Heathen Dog and I, at some point, will start arguing, and we can argue about a whole ton of other stuff. We don't need to argue about this. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, and people come here for gaming stuff, even if it's a little bit more serious like this. They come in here for gaming stuff. They're not coming here for, you know, who I may or may not have voted for or what I think about, you know, some article of confederation. So... <clears throat> I desperately avoid political stances on my channel. I, I profess mine for contextual reasons, not because I think you should believe like I believe. No. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I feel the urge to quote President Washington again. Oh, he's going to post that one up there again about, <laughs> about uh, what do you call it? Uh, parties. I wish to profess Legion of Myths free speech. Wait, what's the topic? <laughs> oh, I missed that one. So, um, anywho, I know sometimes we have, you know, people that want to come in. Sometimes we don't. We'll leave it up here for a, a couple of, uh, couple yeah, I, I do. I was, I did see one of the videos where you said that you're mostly left of center. I, I did see that, but that doesn't, that doesn't make me hate you. I'm mostly right of center. That doesn't make me hate you. As long as you're not cancel culture, I don't, you know, so I would, but I'm slinging steel. <laughs> Fair enough. You make us look bad anyway, so no, you don't get to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm gone, I'm telling you, when I'm gone for like the two, three months, whatever it is that I don't have a computer, Crafty's going to come in here and nobody's going to want me to come back. Basically it. Basically it. You know, see, if well, you were gone, um, if you were gone and it was just me and him, nobody would want you back, to be fair. They just want, no, just want they to hear Crafty. want me back. I'm so <laughs> lovable. Plus, they, they love it when I do this. I did a video on that. Yeah, I saw that. I did. I watch that one. I did see that. I saw that you put the video. I can't remember if I watched it. And I have to go look to see if I got the red line, and if I watched it on my personal account or Legion Myth account. But uh, you know what? You know what I like about Aaron the Pedantic is well, you, you know how I comment, right? He reads yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> that long ass books you write. <laughs> I don't even read them. <laughs> I know, right? Uh... <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Uh, nipple tweaks either that's right we love the nipple tweaks i know you do uh but uh, to, talking about our segment one um like uh i'm gonna say it again that uh th this is the rarefied air view of this game because going over it in in an in-depth way that we have done with other games in the past is it would be months we would be here we would be here for at least Two months. It, it no, would, it I was would talking to my wife earlier. 
tell me what you think of this. I was talking to my wife earlier and I said, you know, we can pick up a book and I, I can't remember which one I picked up, but I picked up a bigger one. I said, and we could go through this easily in three or four days and know everything we need to know in it. If we don't have every paragraph memorized, you know, we've got so much with 30 some years between the two of us, what 70 years of experience in RPGs that if worst case scenario, we could at least riff off each other and find out where maybe I'm missing something or you're missing something. Right. right? Absolutely. This is the first book I have picked up that I went through and went, um, we're not talking about game system or, or minutia of game rules where you're stronger at like, you know, the Bessem stuff than I am for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause you like the champions point based things where I'm al- always going to be a little, you know, intimidated, whatever, but, but this is something that's just English. It's just reading an English story, background story that was so dense. I'm like, I had no clue what uh, Indigo Dragon got me into. I've never in all my collection, that is not my complete collection back there anymore. As anybody follows yeah, the yeah, channel yeah. knows, but, uh, none of that. I yeah. thought, I thought eclipse phase was bad. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah you remember that? I, yep. I just, you usually for the, for the old Legion myth live stream, it was, it was 25 to 35 minute segments. I did on, on role-playing. And what I did was I would do the backstory and introduction for one day. And the next day would be the rules. That one you broke into how many? Yeah. Oh, and somebody, then, somebody came in. Uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll get you in just a moment. Yeah, we'll get you in just uh, a second. I'm just going to finish my thing. And then the, the, uh, the, the last day would be character creation. So you'd get the whole thing, right? But for Eclipse Phase, the backstory was so dense. It went into two or three days. This one, if we wanted to do the ba- just the first book. Yeah, would take at least four to four days. And I'm going to tell you right now, though, I love it. All right, let's yeah. get to. We're going to start with uh, Nerdy. We'll right. get we'll get you in a moment, but we're going to start with the uh, Herald Studios. And yep. hold on, I got to do the polite thing here and drag myself mm-hmm. down because otherwise there I get yelled at. There we go. Hey, how you doing? Your first time uh, ever here, so I appreciate yeah. that. It's just funny that I we are I happen to be here when uh, you you guys are talking about Parlor and everything because that's how I found you all. <laughs> oh, oh man, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, do you have, what do you have for us? What do you, what do you want to talk so, about? So it's actually a little bit about Parlor, but it's also uh, related to uh, the our, the tabletop RPG community. Okay. And that mm-hmm. um, in just a brief moment that I was there in Parlor, I had already s- seen uh, this focused group that's starting to emerge in the community, focused around D&D and even some independent creators. In fact, um, one I saw one person there who was the author of, I'm not sure if you heard of the game, uh, Chult. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so like he, Avenger. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. So he's on there, as you probably know already. But mm-hmm. uh, my, and even though I have my thoughts on the whole situation with that, what I'm curious is, as we see with Twitter and Parlor, people are saying that it's going to cause this not only isolation but also cause where the communities are going to be divided up even more. So, do you think? We could possibly see that with the tabletop community oh, in definitely. RPGs and such. Definitely, and- yes, yes. The 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 uh, problem with with uh, getting rid of speech that you don't like is that you are getting rid of half the conversation. You're 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 actually uh, completely invalidating people that have information you don't have that may actually change your mind. And make your world better. Sure, you you have to spend the mental energy to filter out all all the stuff that is 
that is uh, completely an antithetical to your existence. Sure. But hey, you, you know what? That's that's growth. It, it's a process. It's got some growing pains along with it. But you filter out that stuff every once in a while for someone on the far left, on the far right, talking to each other every once in a while, a little nugget of gold is going to come in and it's going to change your life. This, this, uh, this uh, company censorship that's happening now, removing all, all speech that you don't like, you are losing the opportunity to grow as a person and as a community. Well, well let's, let's go, um, and pardon me if I'm going down a rabbit hole and you can, you're welcome to stop mm -hmm. me if I am, but let's look at conventions. Conventions have, I know this year has been weird with the coof and so on and so forth, but conventions have rules now that I can't fully comply with. Especially in the UK, yeah. Oh, especially in the UK, right. Yeah. And and there's this expectation that if, you, that if you play in these games that you have to follow, you don't mock somebody for what bathroom they go into. Dude, I mock my bathroom. For going, I mean, you know, there, there's no such thing as no mocking somebody in in my world. And by all means, as you know, as I think I told the 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 board game captain, Aaron the pedantic, and so on and so forth, when you know reaction videos came back my way, you can't you don't dish it if you can't take it, right? Well, but that's not the oh, world right, now. Fascist bastard. I know, right? Is <laughs> <laughs> but to, you know, you go to these games, you go to uh, gaming stores, and I see that the gaming store is like, well, we only allow certain types of characters, and everybody has an X card, and so on and so forth. Like, I'm not going to do that, I, and and I just, I absolutely won't do it. But at the same time, now I'm not taking a high road here and be like, well, I'm a better person because I don't do this or I do do that. But they won't let me at their table. But if you know anything, I don't know if you're here for the beginning or if you've been around ever, where we talk about hashtag RPGate which is, I will let you at my table as long as you are not being a disruption. That's the third tenet of, of hashtag RPGate. Natural inclusion through, or sorry, organic inclusion through natural diversity, or however the hell, I think I got that backward again. The, the point being is like, everybody's welcome at my table and diversity will happen. And like right now, we're three white guys on this. That's just who happens to be here right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we, we it's not me stopping anybody else from coming in, yeah. you know. So, so I, to, to kind of answer your question and bring it back a little bit, and you can tell me if I, if I didn't answer it, is I think it's already started. You look at, uh, look at the OSR. We were talking about the OSR purity test. Well, some of that came from that article. Some of that came from some conversations I had. Some of it came from, uh, sorry, he thought I got to bring it up, but the story versus uh, not story stuff of uh, somebody who used to post on our Discord, where it's a matter of like, if you're not playing my way, Nerdy Ogre, uh, we'll get you, man. <laughs> we'll get you. <laughs> and he, he dropped out, but we'll, we'll yeah. get him. Um, but, uh, you know, it came from that. Came came from, uh, you know, the fact that these people have these purity tests. If you're not playing my way, well, then you can't be part of my hobby. And I love it when these people who, who are brand new to the hobby, with their little blue hair, and they've been playing for years, like, I'm kicking you out of my hobby. Um, I've been in the hobby since 1983. I, look like behind me. Yeah. I don't think you're kicking me out of anything because, honestly, I don't need to buy any more books. I do it now to support companies I like. <laughs> that that's it so uh yeah so that that's that's my take on that yeah. and, and i just want to apologize one more time to nerdy ogre you are welcome to come back if you just dropped out accidentally um you know and just uh just to follow up to that um at because i'm also like really in into the D, D community in fact i'm actually uh i actually joined during fifth edition um okay. so one of the things i had noticed was um especially in the community that when tasha's cauldron of everything had had appeared and the the of course you get to a little bit of the ruffled feathers here and there but it seemed <laughs> to 
give a bit of a shift in regards to the and compared to the usual complaints. So do you see like I guess what I'm trying to ask is in the future in the future like do you predict that's probably going to lead to say much more isolation in the sense of what games people are going to be playing like say oh people who are a bit more say conservative leaning are going to be playing like a game a and <laughs> those who are a bit more liberally will go to game b or do you see it going to be somewhere in the kind of like what we're seeing right now with the uh, dnd as of right now where some people are preferring certain editions and everything <laughs> Like addition wars and so forth. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm anti Matt Koval on this one. I, I believe in addition wars um, because I think it means that people are passionate about the game that they play. So this time I'll go first and let Heaton Dog correct me where I'm wrong. Um, again, I, I kind of already see that happening. I mean, what was it? The October surprise, I think, was uh, was that the letter that was called where these game developers signed a piece of paper saying that they will only vote for President Biden? I don't want to know who my game developer backs. I don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. I can assume just by the way you write your book half the time, but I, I don't want to know. And then, you know, you have, um, you have the dichotomy between the storytelling versus the, the RPG gamers, which both on the extreme ends, which is actually a wide area, are pretty hardcore about that. So yeah, I can, I could see, I don't think you'll ever see like, well, if you play fifth edition D&D, you must be a, a liberal, or if you play second edition AD&D, you must be a conservative, because D&D is too big itself. But... I do see something where if you play something by Frog God Games, company I like, well, you must be an evil racist versus if you play somebody from Cobalt, uh, is it Cobalt Press? Or Don, Daniel Fox and his stupid ass Zweihander crap. Somebody kick his ass. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, because that, that little douchebag out there, you know, I can see that. So, uh, Gangrene, uh, we'll get you in as soon as we're, we're done here. To, yeah, don't, I'm, don't. I'm, yeah, right after this, apparently. Yep. Um, the the whole D D fifth edition and the and Tasha's cauldron thing it homogenizes the game it just for for most people i think it just becomes uninteresting at that point i mean if 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 everything is the same like every everyone's a human with a different skin and anyone can be anything if the whole world becomes uninteresting and i think that is going to be the the big problem moving forward not not your not your uh, political ideology your your socio-political ideology it's so just the furry that, gaming yeah i mean as, uh, as they're terming it right now the furry gaming yeah. furry game, okay yeah you're 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 making everything the same so it's it's kind of like you're you're driving through nebraska corn hey flatland and corn and people are going to look for mountains they're going to look for valleys they're going to look for rivers and the osr games have that for them you know so i i i think the osr is going to get stronger be, because of the of the forced diversified homogeny of of games like fifth edition and, and, and I've heard nothing but that people who actually are finally move away from like we talk about it here mcdonald's is a job you're supposed to grow out of Yes. Well, fifth edition is a job where uh, uh, is where you start, and I don't have a problem with that. But you should branch out and try other things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cool. Very hey, much. Really appreciate you. you coming on in. Thank you. Yep. Have a Hope good one. See you next time. Yep. Add. Uh... Oh crap! 
Oh, there, you go. there you go. Yeah, it helps if I hit the right button. This time you go on the bottom. Ah, oh, too late. Hey, Gangrene TVP, how are you doing today? And Pretty welcome. Good. How are you doing? Doing good. wonderfully. You guys can hear me? Fantastic. Yes, yes, I can. Yeah, I just started watching you guys' show, um, I don't Thank know, you. several weeks ago, and uh, I like what you guys have been doing, especially with your riff stuff. I'm the Matthew Wagner, <laughs> the one that's been asking for more riff stuff, more riff more stuff. Riffs, more riff, more riff, I know. Well, that's why you got it last week, to be fair, because yeah. I was going to do something else, but... Uh... <laughs> well, this, this book hadn't come in yet, so fair. I was able to do riffs. Yeah, I actually just got a really nice letter from Kevin Sabita. Um, Yesterday. I read that in chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually, I got one of their little Christmas packages or whatever. And hmm. um, see, I used to play a lot of riffs back in the nineties and um, mm -hmm. it was kind of the thing where there's a lot of books. And so you and all your friends would kind of, I'll buy this world book. You can buy that world book and then we can all read them, kind of trade them around. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Of, never thought of that. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, you, know, you, you can't go to mom, dad, Hey, can I get like $300 of books this weekend or something? You know, <laughs> like, like, okay, I can get a couple here. You can get a couple here. We can kind of share the knowledge and spread it around. So uh, toward the end of my gaming career, when it was like, you know, more a college age, those books kind of got moved around and I lost track of a lot of my riffs books because they ended up at somebody's house and then they moved away or, you know, Oof. so basically most of my collection was gone and I've been playing, you know, computer games and, and that kind of stuff for like the last 10, 20 years. So I had some people say, Hey, I want to get into riffs or I want to get into some role playing stuff in, in my gaming community. And I was like, well, I used to like riffs. And so I want to go back to, you know, what I, what I, awesome. my favorite stuff. So that's why I've been getting into it. And I was how, like, how did you find to... it going back to it? Did you find it like uh, riding a bike where you could pick it back up again? Or did you find it a little bit of a struggle at first? And I'm asking for a reason. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tell people something after you answer. <laughs> I actually, um, I thought it was pretty easy, pretty easy to come back into it. I mean, I've already done it. So it's, um, is, but there is the new editions with the ultimate edition stuff. There's changes and things. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm just reading uh, the ultimate edition and, and getting all those changes. Okay. But it's not like it's like, oh my God, I can never handle this. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not radical before. changes, but some of them I don't agree with. Like like crazies have, uh, have auto dodge now. It's, it's not just juicers, you know, stuff like that, that I'm like, Nah, okay fine i don't like it but i get it you know it's it's little stuff but yeah basically the game's the same so so the reason why i asked that question is because after i got out of the air force i did play games for a while but i kind of i started traveling all over the world for work it's not like i'm rich and you know can do all that you know, i was doing it for work so i've worked in multiple different countries and yeah i'd play a DD game here DD game there almost always 3035 because that's just what people played um but I finally got to Game Master, my first game in a long time, um, back about three years ago now. And I bombed. And it's a game I know probably better than any other game. Hungry Ewok, we will get you when we're, when we're done with this, but just stand by, please. Um, and it's Earth Dawn. And, and, and for various reasons, all my fault, I absolutely shit the bed on that one. 
So, so I was just curious, you know, how you were. If I, I'm glad to hear yours went well. Because well, I haven't went. started it yet. I mean, I'm just okay. getting into the books. I'm rereading everything. We have not actually had a game session yet, and all these people are kind of newer to the role playing side of it. They're you know a little bit younger than I am, so they started more in the age of the internet, the age of mm -hmm. uh, the computer game, the online role playing game, you know, MMORPGs and stuff. You know, so this is going to be new to them, but I, I'm kind of guiding them through the process. We have not had a game session yet. I'm just brainstorming, rereading everything and kind of getting, you know, back into it. We'll see what the game session itself is like. Oh, wait, but... hang on, hang on. I, I, I have a piece of advice. Oh, sure. Because the, the majority of your new, of new, your, your new players are, have come from MMOs. I would have them out of the gate, make two characters of two different OCCs. And they'll ask you why. And you'll say, well, the first one might die. I want you to be able to jump in. Now, of course, don't, don't go after them to kill them, to make them do that. But it plants the seed in their head that they might die. And they might have to start off with another brand new character. Plants the seed. So they will take their actions more seriously, at least on a subconscious level. Yeah, what I'm what I'm kind of doing, um, and like I said, we've got not gotten too far into this process. I have had them kind of, you know, look over these classes, get some ideas in mind, but I plan on having almost like an interview session with each person where oh. we're gonna go in. We're gonna yeah. because I'm gonna talk about um, you know you are not your player. People are playing characters. So this character might do something that kills you, but it's not that player's fault. They might've been playing that stupid character. Absolutely right. Because their character has a low IQ that got you killed, but that's not the fault of the player. So you know, I'm going to try to teach them, you know, don't entangle the people with the characters, keep it in the game. And I'm going to tell them, and I'm going to go real deep in this world, talk about, you know, how, dangerous it is to vulnerable human life and uh well, well this is and, all session you know, zero stuff that you would normally yeah, just right. uh, pass on anyway so yeah that's that's good. that's good so yeah we're gonna sit there and we're gonna make the character i'm gonna really try to have them flesh it out come up with some kind of backstory their motivations what they you know they're this sounds like you're off to a great start yeah, yeah so. I, hey let, let us know if you haven't signed up on our discord yet or if you've got like a blog or something let us know yeah, how that keeps going go. and and yeah. uh, I'm going to be in a moving process here, so I'm going to be unavailable for probably a month or two at some mm -hmm. point here. I'll be moving from Germany to the States, but uh, by all means, uh, whenever you know we have a segment three like this, pop on in. Let us know what's going on in the game. We'll listen. Sure. That'd be great. All right. Any, any, I want to give you a chance. Make sure you said everything you want to say. Any, any, any last comments or whatever? Or I've got somebody else to grab. I didn't know if you wanted to hear about this letter or not, but I was just kind of getting the backstory for how I'm getting back into it. But um. I bought this Christmas thing and uh, I told Kevin that I was wanting to rebuild my library. Mm -hmm. And so he wrote me this letter back and it says, mm -hmm. dear Matthew, rebuilding your collection will be daunting and expensive. So I hope you don't mind that I took the liberty to send you a pile of quote unquote used books. They come from a collection of a dear That's friend, awesome. David Watkins. I figured you would not mind the used books for a number of reasons. Number one, I believe they're all first printings, which is cool. <laughs> number two, yep. they come from a military serviceman in the army and a longtime Palladium fan, David Watkins. Three, David was also a hell of a game master and an excellent player, so I believe these books are filled with positive GM energy and love. Four, this summer Dave passed away from complications oh. due to diabetes, nothing contagious. Dave's family gave me most of his, of his Rifts collection with the request that I dole them out 
and surprise packages to gamers over the holidays who can use and enjoy them. I thought you fit the bill. For their value, I used their original lower price. I also include a spanking new copy of the Rift's Ultimate Edition. Uh, the total value of the books is $141. If they were all new, the value would be closer to $200. Um, this should help you start rebuilding your collection and provide uh, materials or material for any new campaign you're planning to start up. And don't forget, you can order more than one surprise package, blah, 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 blah. But um, that's awesome. Talk a little bit more about Dave. And so, and he also sent me this card, I guess, from the family or something. It had like his picture and all this information about it. But, <laughs> and all the books are signed by everybody. So I was like, I was oh, like, that, wow, that's, this is that's really great. Wow. <laughs> See, that, that was a roller coaster ride for me. So, um, so wait, Heathen Dog, you live like next door to Kevin yeah, exactly. That's, you got to the go there. Coaster ride I'm talking about. Like at first I'm like, wait a minute, you sent him a letter and he gave you $100 plus worth of books. I can drive to his house, knock on his <laughs> door and say, where's my book, bitch? And and then and then the other roller, the other part of the roller coaster came. Oh, this guy died of, of diabetes, and he was a really great gamer. And uh, and he his now, now you have to take back everything you said. Like, oh man, now I feel like a dick for thinking the first part. <laughs> All right, well, hey, that that's uh, no, that's awesome. And you know, Kevin Simbeta, he he left a little note in, in my Splicer's book. Sorry, I tore that one up, Kevin. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'm I'm glad he he enjoys he understands what his customer base is it's kind of like the yeah. comic skate stuff he understands that the customers are what keeps him you know having the fun that he has you know with the passion that he has for palladium so yep so i mean cool. i bought the 50 dollars christmas package but he sent me a whole bunch of extra stuff and i was really happy with it i've never met him personally but um i've always enjoyed the palladium palladium books games so that's awesome um, no, I, 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 along I, to you guys no that's that's great you know what i normally I keep these I usually keep these private, but I might let this one go public. Uh, just you know, for information like that to get out. So, but we do have somebody waiting. So I do want to let you go. But as, seriously, thank you very much for popping in here. And uh, as always, you know, check us out uh, next week, and you know, come talk to us then as well. All right. See you guys later. Later. All right, hungry Ewok. You know, she popped in and out. What you got going on? Oh, I just. Uh... Thanks for the invitation. You know, guys love the show. I've been listening for a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, you, you guys are right in the middle of church, so I have to bow out for a little bit. Well, when I so that's one of the things we're talking about when I do move to the States. Because right now it is uh, 1021 PM in Germany. I still have things to do after the stream and I work in the morning. I actually have to take a pee test. So uh, oh. uh yeah, so that's that's why it's at this weird time like that. But when I get back to the States in the next couple of months, uh, maybe. Yeah, it, it depends on, you know, we, we, we will change the time depending on if it will get us more people watching and get, get get more people to come on, you know, on segment three and talk to us like you have. Mm -hmm. Well, I was glad to be here. No, um, me personally, I'm a big uh, West End Games Star Wars fan. I, have, I just got my well, 30th year anniversary edition. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got I've been I had a I, I ordered that the instant I heard it, it took almost a year before it got came in. Oh, wow. But no. Yeah, but uh, no, I have the original Rift book. I had the uh, the Ultimate Collection or the the newest one. That's about the only two Rift books I I have now. I used to have more in the past, but you know, they go away. And you know, the the more I read the the newer version, the more I love the first version. <laughs> is that because, the way it always is, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I but um, I have a local game store here. I just you know spent forty bucks there picking up a couple. Of, unknown games i've never heard of before out of out of their bargain bin and you know trying to yeah, any you know, names you want to share much uh 
what was it? It was a uh, was free from the yoke. Haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I got it right here. Okay. Powered by the apocalypse. I don't know if I need another book, but I was reading through that. There's just things that just you know. Quick they, read I'm just gonna say there are gonna be people that have opinions about powered by the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I I right now I just I I don't understand it. I'm just trying to read through it. Let's see if I remember um, now. I have Dungeon World, so if I remember correctly, if you roll like like a six or less, it's an automatic failure. If you roll something else. Uh, it's like a partial success, but they get to react back. And if you roll a ten or above, you get to do your thing, but they don't react back or something like that. Yeah, it, the, the game sister seems very cooperative, Ad, adversarial, adversarial cooperative. I, I don't know how to say that, but uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 probably one of the ones I'm having the most trouble wrapping my mind around. I got I got tons of other games, uh, Mouse Guard, I got the, which I, I really like. Just the the this the structure of the the playthrough per per your venturing season and has mm -hmm. the seasonal shifts. Um, okay. But other than that, no, I just always go back to that D six Star Wars. <laughs> I'm trying to make see, YouTube that, videos of oh, telling see, yeah, people about he, it. Heathen Dog and I have the same problem yeah, we, with that we game. We didn't like it. I mean, we didn't like it. The, uh, no, no, no. I liked it. Okay. I but, just I just but, saw an inherent flaw yeah, with there, it that was easy to abuse. Flaw in the in the system with the pips. Mm-hmm. With the with the pips, it's it is ninety nine percent of the time better to have a plus two instead of the yep. next die. Yep. Oh yeah. And yep. it, it, it seems yeah. to be broken throughout the entire thing. So yeah. I didn't like that, and I I just didn't. Ah, the, the, the 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 game itself is built, uh, story wise, and feel very much like the movies, mm -hmm. much more than 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 the new D twenty is. Very that was, much that was like intentional on both sides, by the way. Yeah, there there is, but I I think the the D twenty system plays better <sighs> mechanics wise. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. This is my opinion. Stop hanging yourself. But mechanics wise, I think the D twenty system plays better. But lore and feel wise. Yes, the West End Games is superior in that way, very much so. So I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. And if anyone, I just I heard you guys just looking for used books. There's I got a half price books about a mile, two miles away from me. I check at least once a week, trying to find old books. Starting to get my shopping list ready. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a good deal because a lot of people is especially now, uh, comic and and uh, and uh, game stores are closing everywhere. So having one near you is a gold mine. Yeah. So and you know, get, being able to have that that uh, that R RPG bargain bin at all is luck. And you should take advantage of it whenever you can. Oh, you, you want to you know who's somebody I'm very jealous of in that regard? Unscripted, unchained reviews. You remember DM Bloodworth? Yeah. That dude's always like scouring. How do you have the time to do that? Scouring uh, like eBay and whatnot and finding these games. And I'm looking like, well, yeah, I saw that on there for $400. Like, well, I just got the entire thing with no bumps or tears or rips or anything for $16. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he dog's okay. dying there. Uh, so, <laughs> did you want to do you want to talk about any of our segments uh, today, or just wanted to? Uh, 
Oh, I so just, pretty much I just wanted to drop in and say hi. No, so hey, I love the I, show. I'm, I'm trying to watch as much as I can. Appreciate that. All right, well, thank you. I really uh, uh, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I, no, we, uh, you know, I, I read the comments and whatnot that happened. This last week, I've been really bad. I don't know if you're one of the people I didn't respond to, but this last week, I didn't. Yeah, I've been, I've been bad. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on them. But I, I, I've seen your comments. Your name's very familiar to me, so that's a good thing. So we, I, I, that's, that's a type of support, especially on the YouTube side. So I absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'm just gonna drop off. It's just, just uh, thanks for the show, guys. Yep, well, you thank take you care. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Boop. And now let's get in crafty. Yep. But, but you know, I I like this today. This this is the type of stuff that makes me want to continue to you know not worry about the fact that I actually have to get up in the morning. Yeah. And plus, <laughs> what's going on, you guys? Back to Alabama. <laughs> to go to yeah. Uh, what is going on? Well, apparently, we're talking to you now, Mister Crafty Sir. How are you doing? Yes. Well, you're not going to you're not going to try to repeat that entire Discord thread, are you? No. In fact, <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to completely avoid that because you said stay away okay. from the political stuff, which I'm perfectly fine with. But right. what I did want to talk about just briefly was OSR. So okay. in terms of OSR, the, the one word that's in OSR, and it is up for debate whether it's revival or renaissance, I take it as being renaissance. Okay. Same here. So back in the back in the 14th century, uh, and then into the 15th century, what was the Renaissance? The Renaissance was a rebirth of art from previous generations from Greek and Roman mythology, uh, or actually not even yeah. not even yeah, but but a resurgence and then a Renaissance of that. Now, what the OSR community is fighting about right now is that okay, you painted something. That is OSR. But if you uh, if you have a fresco or you have a sculpture or a piece of architect, that is not considered. Uh oh, oh, broke up. That is not considered. You went from that fresco. Not, to I, I, I assume you were going to say that it's not, it's not considered OSR because it's it's not you're not using paints and a canvas. He he, which he dropped once before. He he dropped yeah, once which, before. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, agree which, with your assessment of what he's what he was probably trying to yeah. say. And here's my thing: is I think it's people. His internet got censored. Yeah. I think it's people just wanting their own thumbprint on it, and that and that's right. the thing. Whether it goes back to the story, you know, a uh, game thing, or it goes to this, I don't care about your thumbprint. I'm gonna see it. Like, please explain it to me. Your belief of it, because I want to know how you see it. And incorporate that into my fold. But ultimately, I'm still going to see it the way I want to see it. And for me, it's very simple. OSR is, you, you've already brought it. Hopefully, Crafty can yeah. come back. Uh, his internet. So. But, uh, but yes, I mean, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not how how you make the painting. Well, that was there right. He is. There we go. So, there he is. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll try this again. So what I was saying was, is I was saying that, that uh, OSR, Renaissance, um, is it's not just painting oils on canvas. It it includes everything. It includes uh, fresco. It includes um, statues. It includes uh, sculpture. Even uh, paint on wood panel. So it, it it must include everything. If that makes sense to you. Well, and and the yeah. Renaissance was more than just art. It was science. It was literature. It was it was so right. so forth. Right. So, Correct. so Correct. I, I like I don't know if you heard because uh, you might have internet issues there. But like my thing is like I like to know what people think about what it is but ultimately my definition of it is probably going to be a little different than yours because because i personally feel it's just me i personally feel that somebody wants a thumbprint 
And I'm not going to name names because I'm not actually envisioning any particular name. Let's just go all the way back to dead people. Gygax and Arneson. You know, Gygax wants it to be this, Arneson wants it to be that. Well, maybe I like both, and I consider it all to be old school. And that's what I kind of see in the YouTube community and the Twitch and Twitter community when it I'm comes to here. this. No problem. Uh, right now, is, is I feel it's just somebody wants a thumbprint, and then people form little clicks. Why worry about it? If it's if it at least fits this mold, it's like like who said it? Max said it before. <laughs> Max, I said it. No. Um, well, you know, worrying about if you roll high or roll low is pretty silly. You're right. I actually don't believe that if you roll high or roll low, that disqualifies somebody from OSR. I'm just saying that if you're going to get puritanical about it on me, then my definition is going to be puritanical and say if you're not using a combat matrix or Thaco, it can't be OSR. You know, that, that's that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, but for, uh, that's really all I. That, I mean, honestly, that's really all I came on to say was, was that I actually do have to get back. I have to go type a deal. Stop with your so, words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, but, we really appreciate you being here, Crafty, and uh, sorry for the internet trouble. But uh, you know, look forward to look forward to seeing you every week in our Discord. Yeah, more cars. Yes. Yeah, I, I more cars. I've already I've already sold two. So all right, all right. Uh, have a good one. My my wife's trying to yell at me about uh, it's time it's time for me to go to bed. Okay, I I, I gotta say one one more thing about that. Uh, uh -huh. Taking his his Renaissance art analogy a little bit further. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter in what medium you're using, be it sculpture, pastels, uh, mosaics, uh, architecture. It's it's more uh it's more of the feeling that it gives the viewer. Is it, is it OSR or not? You know, d does it feel like OSR? Yeah. Then fine. It is. D does it feel like it's, like it's more modern? Then it probably is. It, I mean, you could simplify it. Like, is it more uh, a story-based, plot armor-based? Well, that's not, as you even said earlier, that's not OSR. Yeah. Or is it more... Right game mechanic oriented and you can debate the whole crunch side of it i don't care uh but game mechanic oriented and the characters i don't want to call them secondary to the game but they're a natural part of the game not above the game well then it's more osr i, I, I again i just don't want to get it goes back to like metal music as i've talked about before it goes back to story storytelling right and, and right so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just i just think that having this just line right there let's say oh you crossed it is just it's just not productive to the conversation it's just you know but th my, my point in bringing the topic up was like was just to say that they're the, the puritanical people that are out there about that I personally, you know, going back on the opinion, I don't care what you want to call, and I don't care if you say, "Wow, this guy doesn't know what OSR is." And and like I said in my in my little paper there, I love it when people are like, "I've been playing since two thousand and one." Okay, I've got double the time on you then, you know. Yeah. But, but that but that doesn't really give me any more credibility other than I can say I was there and I did play the yeah. games, you know. But it doesn't get make my way right. So. Yeah. So. All right. Um, nobody else came in. That's that's all right. I I think uh, I think we beat this down for today. Uh, I think go through the proclivities, thank people, and uh, I've probably got to go to bed before my I wife. Think that this this was our best segment three yet. Our best segment well, three, well, absolutely with, by with, far. With the most people, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've had a few times where people are like I can't get in. I don't know how that was, but you know, I don't know how that worked out either. Yeah. But then, then there was people who wanted to get in but couldn't for one reason or another. But uh, I'm I'm glad the stars aligned. Right. And, so let's start off by thanking people then. 
Let's thank our monetary backers. There are people, we had a, we had a, uh, some subscribers today. Crafty gave us some subscriptions. He also gave us some money. So, you know, we should have just kicked everybody off and had Crafty on, and you know, right? Fair enough. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Or do what? we? No, um, but uh, no, I want to thank uh, people who subscribed. I want to thank the people who gave us super chats. People gave us some bits. I uh, want to thank our members, our backers, uh, and subscribers. By the way, for the people who care, my Forbidden Lands adventure, my published module, is going to go to Subscribestar and our Discord if you're a paying backer. Tomorrow. I'll try to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. I will try to do it tomorrow. Um. Twitch, I want to thank, you know, not everybody can pay. I want to thank our Twitch followers and our YouTube subscribers. Please mash that subscribe button. Share, 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 share. As we talked about before with the whole parlor thing, blah, blah, blah. YouTube hates us. Best way to, to help us out, other than, you know, throwing money at us because we just like that, um, is to share the videos. Uh, segment one will go up on Thursday, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut up segment two into two different parts to go up on Tuesday and Wednesday when I have time. So I'll probably do most of that tomorrow. If you don't want to give to us, we do have uh, the charity we like is the Wounded Warrior Project. You can check that out, if, especially if you're watching on, uh, on Twitch. You can just see it right down there below. Go ahead and throw some money at them. And finally, Friends of the Channel. Now, that only works on the Twitch side, but if there's a stream that you like, that you think that would be good for us as well, let us know on Discord. And uh, I'll check them out. And if they're not a bunch of asshats, because like I said, I mean, we're an anime comics game stream. We're not a politics stream. And I don't care about selling shoes or something. I'm not Al Bundy here. Um, go ahead and uh, let us know. And I'll check them out and get them added to the list. I don't see why they couldn't be on there. Boom, boom. That's segment three. You can follow our current links. Uh, it looks like I'm going to have to update this after today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Discord and YouTube are by far the best ways to get responses from us. Discord being number one, YouTube being number two. I was very bad about YouTube this week. My apologies. Um, I'm trying to get some more bloggy type stuff on our website, but I keep forgetting to talk to Heathen Dog about that. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. But otherwise, the website really just is our videos uh, for now. And you can back us on Subscribe Star, watch us on Twitch. Uh, Ethan Dog streams uh, Seven Days to Die. Garthon's going to be streaming some, what, uh, Civilization or Pandemic or something tonight? Uh, Civ on Tuesdays and Pandemic on Thursday nights and Saturday nights. And you can check out our Redbubble store and buy our stuff. We have some funny stuff. We have some serious stuff. We have some Legion of Mist stuff. We have some RPG Digest stuff. We have all types of stuff there. Something that uh, you should enjoy. Check that out. The masks are awesome, by the way. The fitted masks, I've got one. I'm going to order a couple more. Um, so check those out. And I don't think there's anything else. We thank people. I don't have to do a disclaimer. Oh, I, I do. I want to do this one more time for anybody who's, uh, this is hashtag RPGate. This is something that we support. And, you know, I've had a couple people tell me that I'm pretty egotistical by trying to have my own hashtag. Well, I was encouraged to do it. That's why it's there. I was going to keep it kind of amongst us, but people are like, no, you got to tell people about this. Okay. So... Um, you know, we've been talking about it for weeks now. Hashtag RPGate. It's three tenets. It'll be a fourth tenet if you're actually a creator. Uh, but the three tenets are uh, games are about escapism, not representation. Uh, games are about entertainment, not activism. And finally, organic diversity from natural inclusion. The fourth one would be if you're a creator is that uh, listen to your customers. You know, you're trying to sell products to them. So if a customer's got a problem, even if you don't agree, at least hear the customer out. Yeah. customer service so, right sell games not ideology it's a really right. good idea. exactly and with that um my words of wisdom are wow that uh that game was deep uh <laughs> really good conversation today i want to thank aaron the pedantic hungry ewok uh misa who am i missing here 
Matthew Wagner, who is known as somebody else in here. I forgot what it was already. Uh, I can't see everybody on there. Thank you for coming by on the YouTube side. All of our Twitch normal, our normal, yeah, all of our Twitch yeah. normal. Lost Twitch. Ogre, Crafty, uh, Harold Studio. Raven. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming by. And I've, you know, we can't name every name out there, but I uh, just want you to know that we do thank you. You guys are what makes us fun. The more, the more you interact with us, the, the more fun this is, and the more I'm willing to stay up until 10.38 p.m. here in Germany <laughs> instead of cutting it off at 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, so my, my words of wisdom are simply going to be thank you to you all for being here. I hope you enjoyed it. Share this, and I will leave it to Heathen Dog before we break out to the theme song. Okay. Uh, I just want to tell everyone just, uh, be careful out there. Um, I, I, I understand that, that Twitter and Facebook and, and, and YouTube are private health companies. They can do what they want. And before the mantra was go to alt tech, go to alt tech, but there is no alt tech anymore. I mean, if, 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 if parlor can, can be killed because Amazon says so, guess what? That's the way it is. So. I don't know what the next step is. If you can figure it out, please tell me. That'd be great. But uh, I want to hear everyone's voice. I I am I firmly believe that everyone has the right to scream into the heavens something I would spend the rest of my life screaming against. They have the right to be heard as much as I do. I don't have to believe them. I don't have to respect their opinion. I have to respect their ability to speak it. And when that goes away, the world is going to be a worse place. That's it. <laughs>